episode 560 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you. As always, because I'm always around, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. Think it's going to be some kind of hostile takeover? Never. Uh, I'm here, I'm Glenn, along with the voice you just heard, Josh Langford. Me. Him. Hello. The, uh, the, the master of ceremonies tonight, as we will find out. And also... The left, uh, the left behind, yes. The yeah. left behind. <laughs> Nobody's forcing you. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Dave Hunt. What's going on? And MJC. How's it going? I forgot your last name was Hunt for some reason. I was like, why do you call him that? <laughs> Destiny Dave? No, it's a Dave uh, Monster Hunter. Ah, yeah, there you go, there you go. So, uh, tonight, be a little bit more Sandy unique. Sunglasses, Andy. <laughs> the pun glasses. A little more unique them. tonight. Well, he's coming back from, uh, from Bats- or was it not Botswana, but where Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro is, so he, goes, he has yeah. like 40 hours of travel or something. Ugh. He told me at PSX he doesn't know where the sunglasses are. I, oh, I'm that's right. hurt. Yeah, he lost them. Yeah, way to go, Andy. So uh, this week, a little bit more unique than usual. Uh, the first half of the podcast, which is probably going to take a while, is our 2017 Golden Minecart Awards. So the first time that Josh and I are doing this with somebody else, this is going to be weird. Mm. A little odd. Uh, and then the second half, we're going to do kind of a, a, a truncated version of the normal podcast. So we've got some new releases, a couple of news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, and then Josh's review with a little help from me for Shadow of the Colossus for PS4. And uh, it, it took a very minor thing to happen, but we actually have voicemails and emails tonight. And a lot of them. So I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if it's the weather just getting better or I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden people care again. <laughs> so first stage of require of retirement denial denial yeah <laughs> i've no trust me i've gone into acceptance i'm I'm like at the fourth or fifth stage already <laughs> uh, i love that people are a couple episodes behind and they're just hearing that oh you're yeah like leaving oh yeah i'm trickling in the, the best one was today uh, a couple of people asking me like what's the email address so i can send an email I'm like are you serious <laughs> it's only been the same thing for like it's eight years. <laughs> Podcast wait, wait, at wait, wait, we have address? We do, we do. And I actually told Revy that today. I'm like, and it's not .org. Since uh, that he was so hung up on that for so long. Uh, so, really quick, the uh, the housekeeping. 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 Go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. Last time I got to do this shit. Ugh. Oh, this is refreshing. Okay. So uh, you can find us over at psnation.com. Our website's over there along with our forums. Hit the forums button. You can go to the forums. Uh, you can also check out the Contact Us section on the front page where you can find a lot of different different uh, items of information, including our Twitter accounts, which, again, we don't have in the agenda correctly. But uh, if you want to follow Josh, you can do so at PJFJosh. You can follow me at TorgoPSN. You can follow Dave at? The Destiny Dave. And you can follow MJC at? At the 1STMJC. <laughs> that just completely reminded me of when we very first started and Jared wanted to start using that podcasting beyond uh, tagline. And it was so crucial because the beyond, uh, the, the E in there was spelled with a three. So we had to explain. It was like the Oneaters. Like, every time we had to explain it with, <laughs> but beyond a spell with a three. 
So <laughs> just popped into my mind. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, if you want to follow the main account, you can do so at PS Nation. Uh, you can shoot us an email at podcast at psnation.com, which some people found out about today. Uh, or you can hit the Contact Us button. Uh, I think it's either Contact Us or, or Email Us. I think it's Contact Us. And that will pull up a little form, and you can send that uh, send the email that way as well. Uh, you can find our info, like where you can find us on Facebook, over at facebook.com slash psnation. Or, or you can also do a search for PlayStation Nation on Facebook and like our page over there. Uh, you can find. Uh, I'm all messed up tonight because I got too many screens going. I got all these. I got. All, it's such a high production value tonight with all the electronics and shit. Uh, you can find two our voice screens, sliders, mixer. Oh yeah, I've got I've got the twelve channel <laughs> mixer set up so I can have you know real time sound with acceptance speeches and music and everything. You guys are going to get so annoyed at me tonight because I've found some real zingers, um, like stuff I haven't used for years. But yeah, I've got, I'm running on two machines, and this is, this is like mission control all, all of a sudden. Uh, you can uh, find us on the streaming services like Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, among others. Uh, so you can find us out on all those. I'm going to try again for um, Spotify, even though you can't stream podcasts on the game consoles but i'm still going to probably fill that paperwork out soon so we'll we'll be there just in case they ever make a change and uh last but not least the affiliate links section over at psnation.com on that front page uh, instead of having a patreon or anything else we raise money to keep our lights on by just having these affiliate links so you can go to stores like best buy walmart GameStop, Amazon in a bunch of different countries, uh, Barnes & Noble, Microsoft. Uh, there's like a beer supply company, which is really kick-ass. There's a swim swimwear su- supply company. I use that. <clears throat> hey, all right. Somebody uses it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also, because we always forget to mention it, uh, one of the things you can also do is our Twitch channel. We're affiliated, so you can actually use your Amazon Prime account, or you can use your real money if you want. Uh, but we can do subscriptions on Twitch. Now, the thing with the, the Prime subscription, though, is you have to go back every 30 days and re-sub- resubscribe. Uh, so, like, they've fallen way off because we, we yeah. keep forgetting to mention it. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's free. If you have Prime, you, you get it for free, and it makes us money, and we do stream sometimes. I've actually been streaming more. Yeah, so what I think I'm going to do in terms of something like that as well is, like, that's, you know, 100% my fault because I didn't keep up on it in terms of emailing subscribers and everything as well, like I said I would. But Yeah, Dave, tell um, your fucking fault. So, like, February 1st, like, we'll probably put a, a big Twitter push and a Facebook push just to remind you guys about that, and then I'll probably uh, put a reminder on my phone somewhere between the 21st and the 24th of every month. I'll just push out an email to all the subscribers at, reminding them that they'll have to resubscribe monthly. So if you could give us, you know two minutes of your time every 30 days we would greatly appreciate it yes please and it's free and it's easy it's really easy. Yeah, if you have prime if you have amazon prime it's it's free so yeah, even you- if you don't watch twitch or anything like that like we um it's very easy to do i'll pull that uh article up again yeah i think didn't i put instructions on the forums too or something mm-hmm. I put it somewhere yeah it's pretty easy and once you link your accounts it's even easier like you have to because yeah. twitch is owned by amazon and people don't know that and um, once you link your Amazon to your Twitch account, uh, then it knows you have Prime, and then you can just go hit subscribe every month, and it's like a five-second thing. Um, for the affiliate links, we have Best Buy Book Depository, Enter- Entertainment Earth, which has some really cool nerd stuff, GameStop, uh, the Lego store, the official Lego store, uh, the Loot Crate store, we actually have uh, a pretty cool deal through them. 
I still have that. I, I want to make a video because they. I've I've got like a stack of them in the other room. Um, but I'm going to do like an epic unboxing. It's probably going to take five hours. Uh, Micromatic, which is that beer supply store, uh, Microsoft store, Nerblock's uh, gone. We've we got to clean this up. Uh, Newegg.com, PlayAsia.com, which I use that one quite a bit. Put me in the story. Uh, Rocketen.com uh, for some good PC supplies, among other things. Uh, Rift Tracks, I use that one a lot. RightStuff.com, which is uh, an anime superstore. SwimOutlet.com, Tiger Direct uh, for U.S. and Canada. Which I think the U.S. ones, we may have to take that one off, don't we, Josh? Didn't I have to look. I think Tiger Direct went away in the U.S. And then uh, Walmart.com. So quite a few different stores. And and all the Amazon stores, obviously. We have uh, Amazon U.S., Canada, U.K., Germany, France, Spain, and Italy. So no reason you don't use that link. And And nothing changes, no pricing changes, no experience changes. It's all the same. So just make it your uh, your bookmark if you go to any of those stores on a normal basis. But that pays for our web hosting, our podcast hosting, all that cool stuff. But that's it for me. And I think you all know what time that, that means it is. You ready, Josh? Sure thing. All right, let's do it! <laughs> Wait, what? I'm still tying my bow tie. Hang on. <laughs> you told me you were ready. That's a fucking bow tie. How often yeah. do I do this? Well, he's got the YouTube video on the background showing the mirror if I'm tying it. You know. Nuts, <laughs> man. You're interrupting the greatest theme song of all time. Yes. I mean, we don't. Have, we're not the Oscars. We're not the Emmys. We Wait. can't have a full orchestra. That is a full orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, I see the Skype video. There's like. 30 people in your room right now, Glenn. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of them out in the hallway, you know. I mean, you're, you're in an apartment, not a house. No. But it's a big apartment. I think I finally figured out that this apartment building, I think, was built as kind of a retirement building. Because like there's, there's one across the street that's like for old people. But like the bathroom here is the size of Cleveland. And all the halls are big. The the hallway, like, outside of the apartment is humongous. So I actually think this was originally built as, like, which is perfect for me. <laughs> the the ability to get stretchers in and out of buildings easily. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> so when I'm feeling really lazy and I don't want to go shopping or anything, I'll just call the ambulance and have them come pick me up. Hey, can you stop over pick and save? For There's the record, for those of you cart. that know as tall as know, for the, have seen me and know as tall as I am, I could think I can lay down in Glenn's bathroom twice. Oh, easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I always said like if more people wanted to stay over for extra life, we could put it like an ear mattress in there. Might smell a little bit after. <laughs> I, after I, I a like while. the idea that that's how Dave measures things. He just looks at it and like that's like two of me. Yeah. <laughs> I can Every lay down situation. There. Which is like six of Michael. So. At least. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to the Golden Minecart Awards. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? For 2017, yeah. So Yay. things have changed a little bit. Uh, a couple of minor changes in the categories, stuff like that. Car- uh, Carl's was... still not happy about it. No, and never there's will always be. somebody yeah. who's not going to be happy about it. But um, some surprises along the way. Indeed. And it'll be interesting. Um, I was a little bummed out going through it earlier and seeing that we don't have reviews for like half the games at least and many of the winners. <laughs> so, yeah. well. so there's that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. 
Hell, a lot, a lot of good games this year. A lot it's of good games. Oh, insane yeah. number of good games. It was ridiculously hard just to get get it down to five games in each category. And even then, I'll spoil it right now. One of the categories has one, two, and three. The the top three vote getters, all write ins. Jesus, awesome. First time that's ever happened. Wow, that's fantastic. Because that, that just proves that our voting is. Not relevant all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or ever. Um, well, no, I, I mean, for this one, for that specific category, voting was all over the map. There were mm-hmm. eight, I think there were a total of eight um, games that got a significant number of votes in that yeah. category. So there were at least three write ins and than the five that that we had done or maybe it's nine i'll have to check uh, we'll know when we get there but um there there are some surprises along the way so this should be fun uh, yeah let's start and, off and the funny thing is you know i saw the list of winners <laughs> so i could try to get acceptance speeches for them mm-hmm. i've been so freaking busy i actually forgot all of them and i don't have the list in front of me so a lot of these reactions are still going to be genuine <laughs> all right then <laughs> So let's dive right into the beta. Yes, it is still live currently, and it still had a lot of good games come out for it last year. And we're going to start off with the best action adventure game on the Vita. And for the nominees, we had 2064 Read Only Memories, nice. Ocean Horn, Monster of the Uncharted Seas, Steam World Dig 2. Tweak it into and Valhalla. All right. And the winner. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Drum roll. Yeah, hold on. Give me a minute. Come on. Oh, I've got a big this... desk. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> no. I did. Jesus. Steam World Dig 2. Nice. Very nice. I I really liked the first game. I had never played the second one, but uh, the first one is the one that I played all the way back on a flight from San Francisco once. I just sat down, and it was coming back from GDC in 2015, and I enjoyed it. Very, very cool. Steam World Dig 2 was a pretty significant margin. It won with 62% of the vote. Uh, coming in second place was 2064 Read Only Memories at 22% of the vote. A game I really like. And then a pretty big drop-off down to Valhalla at 8% of the vote. Wow. Yeah. That's then surprising. Oceanhorn and uh, Tweak It In, if anybody's interested. All right. Uh, but I'll have a post up at some point, so I'll just do the top three tonight. In All the right. interest of expediency. <laughs> this is still going to go on forever. Yeah, we'll <laughs> We're going to have to tag people in. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the best RPG on the PlayStation Vita. Our nominees were Artelier Faris, The Alchemist, and The Mysterious Journey, Revenant Saga, Tokyo Xanadu, East Origin, uh, East 8 Lacrimosa of Dana, and... The winner (laughs) 
East 8. Lacrimosa. Nice. Yeah, I really like that game. I haven't played very much of it, but I did mess around with it a little bit. All right, so East 8 won with 45% of the vote. Our first write-in of the night took second place at 27% of the vote. Undertale. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that did come out in the summer. Which we have completely forgotten. <laughs> well, no, it's it's really funny, because I, ne- I would never personally categorize that as an RPG directly, because it's weird. I actually bought the collector's it's, edition. I have no idea why I did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, it's still <clears throat> technically an RPG, so, yeah, it goes. It just Genres like are hard now. They are well, really hard. Undertale oh seems like a big mishmash. I mean, it's it's got some crazy shit in it. And there's a lot of games like that, which is why I throw in categories like family friendly and um, whatever other weird categories, newcomer, and because it's hard to categorize half this shit. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, not shit. It's wonderful stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh place, at psnation.com. Third place with 14 percent of the vote was East Origin. So cool. Uh, that's what we had for the best RPG. Uh, then for the best platformer on the Vita, the nominees were Alteric, The Deer God, Formate, Forma Eight, Forma Eight, <laughs> Forma Eight, Forma Eight, uh, Mecho Tales. And Rabi Ribi. Mm. And the winner is. Rabi Ribi. <clears throat> yeah, I, it's funny. I actually knew the PR guy really well that used to handle that game. And I emailed him, and all of a sudden I got a thing back saying he didn't work there anymore. I'm like, what? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. He went to a new job a few months ago. So then I emailed him, like, do you know anybody I can talk to? And he's like, oh, yeah, talk to this guy. So then I emailed that guy, got another thing back. This guy isn't working here anymore. <laughs> like, all right, I give up. All right, a lot of turnover. Well, it's a small publisher, and I think they're you know trying to claw their way up and, and be a little bit more uh, standard. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's a pretty small publisher. So that took first place with 52% of the vote. Uh, form, Forma 8, form eight uh, took, place, took second place with 32% of the vote. And then interestingly, third and fourth place were separated by a single vote. <laughs> third place was Mecho Tales and fourth place was the Deer God with mm. 8 and 7% of the vote respectively. Yeah, the dear God. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, we're cruising right through the Vita. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up, we have the best cross-buy game. Mm -hmm. And the nominees are 2064 Read-Only Memories, Format 8, Salt and Sanctuary, Steamworld Dig 2 and Windjammers. That's a pretty strong list. Yeah. And the winner.
Salton Sanctuary. Nice. Cool game, Salt- but tough as nails. Salton Sanctuary with 54% of the vote. Wow. It's on my list to get to eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those lists, too. It has games from 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard nothing but great, great things about that game. So. <clears throat> well, it's funny, because that one I, I saw at a lot of events. Like It was one of those games that you saw three years ago, even. And it always looked imp- impressive as hell. And then it finally came out. And I think when it came out, I had like a lot of stuff on my plate. So I finally played it, but man, it, it's tough. It's a tough game. It's good, though. So second place uh, with 20% of the vote was Windjammers. Nice. Oh, yeah. And third place, just five votes behind with 19% of the vote, was SteamWorld Dig 2. Wow. I never knew that game was that popular. It is very popular. Obviously. With our community, apparently. Yeah. Hang on, I want to try, okay. th- try this, because this is in my drum roll folder. I want to see if this is any better. Hold on. That's a little bit shorter. Maybe I'll use that one. Yeah. <laughs> I like the other one, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Am I am I alone on that? I think no. I, I think the better. the original one's pretty good. Or yeah. I can use this one. I think this one's really long though. That one just drones on and on and on. Save that one for the last one. <laughs> That's when we'll take our break. We'll just let that run. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Resume. Okay. Uh, for the last. Of the PlayStation Vita categories, the game of the year, the oh. coveted goldenest of golden minecarts. <laughs> this one we actually shined. In game of the year for the Vita, the nominees are 2064 Read Only Memories, Danganronpa 3 V3 Killing Harmony, Oceanhorn Monster of the Uncharted Seas, SteamWorld Dig 2. And East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. There's a couple on there that have already won other categories. Indeed. Oops. <laughs> You're getting a drum roll now, motherfucker. Oh, wait. This one's a really big envelope because we have our first write-in winner of the night. Huh. Undertale. Ah. With 24% of the vote. 24 and it won because nine because the top three here were write-ins and nine different games got significant vote holy getting so what are the other write-ins so second place was Salton sanctuary at 16 percent wow another write-in the third write-in in third place by one vote Is Papers, Please at 13%. Mm. That totally came out in Navita. Yep. I totally forgot about that. I forgot it came out this year because that game's been around for so long. But now, where would that, where in any of those categories would that fit except like Game of the Year? (laughs) Yeah, you would need a most unique category for that one. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, which we might need for the Vita because it's got a lot of weird games. I don't think we're going to have this category for the Vita next year. I don't think we're going to have anything (laughs) for the Vita next year. Maybe, just maybe RPG. Not. Vertical only Vita game. Yeah, best RPG. I think that's, yeah. Best so, 
first time in history, top three games in a category were all write-ins. Undertale, Salt and Sanctuary, Papers, Please. Uh, one vote behind Papers, Please, also with 13% of the vote, was SteamWorld Dig 2. Mm. And nice. then it drops off from there to Danganronpa and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm another surprised vote. About, I'm Actually, surprised about Danganronpa. Uh, well, Danganronpa was one, two, three, four, fifth. Um, East eight was sixth. Udawari, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. Oceanhorn was whatever's next, and Udawari Rumono Mask of Truth was a write-in with a significant number of votes to get four percent of the vote. Actually, mm. so there were four write-ins in that category, along Jeez. with our five that we originally put up. Shows how little <laughs> we actually know. <laughs> That's second, second ever write-in winner, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, because last year was um, Thumper. Thumper. Yeah. Second ever write-in winner, first category with three write-ins for the top three. Wow! And I was, I had such a smile on my face when I saw it, and especially when I'm counting up those those write-in votes, and I get to papers, please, and I'm like, oh, oh, nice. Because when I saw Steam World, I was like, oh my gosh, one vote. That's awesome. See, Josh, just make the polls with every Vita game made, and then we don't have to do the nominations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't be a paperwork nightmare. Not for the know. Vita, it'd be like eight eight games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with MJC though. I think all we're going to see for the uh, the Vita this year is it's, it's probably going to be like eighty five percent RPGs and then fifteen percent like indie titles that they decide yeah. to, to pan over. Best RPG game of the year, best cross buy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of. It'll be a lot of indie titles that are just quirky and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it was this year for the sure. most part. Sure. So, yeah. Mm, cool. Okay. Now we move on to a whole new platform. A scary. <laughs> we had VR winners last year. Yeah. Um, but we're leaving the Vita. Aww. You know, I, I hope I, I see you again. I actually found my Vita charger today. So even though this isn't my daily runner Vita, I charged it up and actually formatted it and everything and redid this. This this is the original Japanese Vita that I got uh, like six months before it came out in the U.S. So I actually got it up and running today. I was playing Vita at lunch. <laughs> and I haven't touched that thing in probably six months. I've been all over my Vita the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, on to PlayStation VR. All right. All new categories. Uh, we start off with the best action game for PlayStation VR. Pulling out the big guns right off the bat. Indeed. The nominees are Doom VFR, Farpoint, mm. Starblood Arena, which is on PlayStation Plus this month. Go get it. It is, yeah. Star Trek Bridge Crew and Super Hot. Super Hot VR. I love four of these games. I think I love all of them. I could not get into Doom VFR. I, <clears throat> I was having too many problems with it. Doom Fur? Every it, time I look at it, I just try and pronounce VFR. <laughs> yeah. Doom Fur? Doom Fur? We should start calling it that from now on. Doom Fur. <laughs> Doomfer. Doomfer. It's a Norwegian name. Okay. And best action. The winner is 
Farpoint. Awesome. Really, really good game. I agree with that one. Although Starblood Arena, I play a lot too. So Farpoint took first place with 56% of the vote. Wow. Starblood Arena came in second with 19% of the vote. Hmm, that's respectable. And Super Hot VR was third with 10% of the vote. Hmm. Interesting. And actually, just five votes behind that was Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. So, really close. I thought Star Trek would... I'm probably going to say this for every game. I, I, there's always a game in a category. I'm like, I thought it would run away with some stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, but the problem is... People were in love with Star Trek. We had such a great time with it as a group, though, MJC. Because um, me and Sam and Josh and Ray... And one other person played. I don't remember who else played with us. We had an absolute blast with it, but that's the only time we ever played as a group. Mm. And I don't know if maybe that's the situation because you're, you know, I, I don't like playing with randoms. It's hard to get four people together that you know. Yeah. At yeah. any given time. Do we know now? Can you do like three people on not on VR and two or three on VR? I think you only have to. Have, you don't have to have anybody in VR or not. You can. Cause not now, now, but can you game. mix them though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even think you'll know if somebody's in it or not. Right. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's cool they did that, but I played it without VR once. Uh, you got to play that in VR. It works, but once you play it in I, VR, you're spoiled. I get the feeling they needed to do that because they weren't getting the traction with the game in terms of people playing it as much, like like yeah. we did. You know, we it's... It's a thing to, it's a commitment to say, all right, I'm going to do VR, so I've got to get my, and it's not that hard with PlayStation VR, but still, it's a commitment like, all right, I'm going to do VR tonight, and I have to find three of my friends who will also do VR tonight, and we'll all play this. Well, I mean, the other thing you hear from a lot of people, though, still, a lot of developers, is VR will not make you money right now. It's getting better, but VR games normally don't make very much money, and that's why you have to see kind of the bigger budget ones uh, supplemented by the bigger publishers like Sony. Um, and that's why you see Oculus spending a lot of money on producing titles because it's that chicken and egg situation. You know, you have to have the titles that people want to play on, the, on your VR platform for them to buy all the equipment and everything, but at the same time, still not a lot of people have bought it. It's doing all right now, but it's, it's a tough situation. So you're going to see, I think, a few more games like Star Trek kind of break away from needing VR. But I don't think it's plausible for a lot of titles. You know, because you're looking all over the place. Or you see stuff like Gran Turismo Sport that has the the mode for VR, which is, it's kind of thin. Yeah. But the option's there. Yep. Alright. And moving on to the best adventure in PlayStation VR. The nominees are The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, Manifest 99, Abduction, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, and The Solace Project. Mm. And the winner... The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR. Nice. The one VR game I haven't tried yet. <laughs> I totally forgot the other day. <laughs> one game that ran away with it. 67% of the vote. Wow. That game just I continues to rule. 
Yeah. 67% of the vote. Uh, second place was Psychonauts with 24% of the vote. Third place was Manifest 99 with 3% of the vote. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> Skyrim is uh, like the modern day Doom. It's going to be running on printers in a couple years. No shit. I mean, I, you know, everybody flipped out when it came to Switch. I'm like, okay, it's like the PS3 version. All right. But it's a handheld. All right. I get it. I didn't think it was that important, but... <laughs> Can't stop it. People that like the game. Well, no, I get people it. People that want the people that maybe never bought it or didn't never played it, and now you've got it portable. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. people with multiple copies of Skyrim. Well, I the have initial problem. The PS, Skyrim. The PS3 had a. Um, I'm going to say it wrong, but in a sense of like a data save issue where like as your file size got bigger, the game chugged more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that actually happened. stopped people from playing the game. They're like, well, I can't. You know, like, if I can't play this way, I don't want to play it. And then when it came on PS4, like, that wasn't a problem. <clears throat> yeah. I thought they patched the PS3 one eventually, though. They they patched it eventually, but I think it required people to restart their game. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, these people are buying multiple copies on multiple platforms, so that doesn't seem to be a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, they, they eventually fixed it, but I forget what the workaround was, because uh, Dave's right, the, the saves would just get too big. Your game would, like, chug. Yeah. Uh, they eventually fixed that, but I don't know how long it took them because when uh, PS4 came out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, for them. So. Yeah. All right, moving on to the best horror game in PlayStation VR, which seems to be a thing that's happening a lot more. There seem to be a lot of horror games coming out for VR because, boy, you can have fun with that. Oh yeah, definitely. So our nominees are The Bellows, Don't Knock Twice, Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Mm. Soul Dimension, and Stifled. All right. It's six in that one. Whoops. (laughs) Oh, God. It's fine. (laughs) Wait, you kept talking. Keep it going. Keep it going. Go ahead. The winner is. What do you think it's going to be? Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Of course. That doesn't surprise me. Was it like a runaway uh, in the voting, or the biggest runaway we have ever had? It took all but six votes. Holy shit! Ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the vote. It took all but six of the votes that were cast. Wow. And that's a game that came out very early in the year, so that's yes. always a good thing. Holy yeah. shit! Like that January, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, what cut the other six votes? Uh, the season don't, pass. Don't knock twice. <laughs> took second place with one percent of the vote. Okay. And paranormal activity. Uh, Don't Knock Twice had three votes. Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul had one vote Mm. uh, at 0%. And then there were two write-ins that were nonsensical. It had nothing to do with anything. So, yeah. Porn. (laughs) Everest VR. If you don't like heights, that can be a horror game for you. So, that's crazy. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. Now, the most unique experience on PlayStation VR, mm. which is just about everything. No shit. The PlayStation VR. Congratulations. <laughs> and the nominees are Accounting Plus, mm. The Invisible Hours, Pixel Junk VR Dead Hungry, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, and Shooty Fruity. Shooty Fruity. Oh, Rudy. Oops, sorry. Had the mouse on the wrong screen. And the winner is... The Invisible Hours. Hmm. I've not played that game. With 48% of the vote. Wow. Yeah, one interesting thing. I was just thinking about this with the once I mentioned the the Resident Evil thing. We've done PlayStation VR now for this is the second year. The vote totals are typically significantly lower than PS4 voting. Well, sure, not as many people own Vita voting. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because not as many people voting. But there were there were more votes this year for PlayStation VR than there were last year. So we are seeing an increase in the voting, which should correlate with an increase in ownership, I would assume. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to see. Or people Um, have taken the time to take the VR helmet off so that they can go vote. Perhaps. Might be that. So the Invisible Hours had first place at 48% of the vote. Accounting Plus came in second with 20% of the vote. Mm. And Four votes behind that, with 19%, was Shooty Fruity. Nice. I actually actually voted for Accounting Plus. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I kind of figured that. Well, it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) But it's it's the most unique (laughs) VR game I've played. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. (laughs) It's just bonkers yeah it is so okay now we move on to the best puzzle game in playstation vr Hmm. and the nominees are darknet gnog (laughs) light tracer static and symphony of the machine Static. Ah, another game I have not played yet. With seventy-three percent of the vote, Holy I only played shit. this. Yeah, I only played this at uh, a couple of Sony events and loved it. And have not had a chance to play it since. Hmm, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even think I've ever played it at an event, as far as I can remember. It's pretty awesome. You're. It's all Dual Shock, and the way it's made, you're. Because of the way you're holding the DualShock, when you look on the screen, your hands are in a box. Oh, that game! Yeah. Okay, I remember that one now. So, touching everything on the controller and twisting and turning the controller around, right? you're trying to flip all the... You're trying to do things on the inside of the box, which makes stuff on the outside move, and you have to figure out the puzzle, basically, to unlock the box. Yeah, I think I played that at PSX last year. 
I remember I did play that one once. Now that I not your mind about what it is. It is cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So second place. Uh this is crazy. Second, third, and fourth place were separated well, actually second through fifth were separated by a total of what are we looking at here? Seven votes. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, so second place with 8% was Darknet. One vote behind it with 7% of the vote was Ganog. Mm. Two votes behind that with 6% of the vote was Symphony of the Machine. And four votes behind that with 5% of the vote was Light Tracer. Huh, okay. Oh, there was, there was that drop off, but they were all bunched up there. Yeah. Um, no, really decide on second through fifth. Another packed category. Yeah. Yep. Well, packed, but not. I think it, uh, there were the ones that were out there were good quality. Let's say that. Because <clears throat> I wouldn't say it was like packed with 80 different games. Yeah. Hmm. This right. next one, I, this next one I think was tough. I. I tough because there wasn't i don't know that there were obvious family friendly games this year on on playstation vr and it's always tough because like with younger kids it's hard to play playstation vr right uh so but here we go the nominees for this category are apollo 11 vr pixel junk vr dead hungry wreck room shooty fruity and Tiny Tracks. And the winner is... Rec Room. I have a good Rec Room story. So I, uh, I, was, I tried it finally this weekend. And I went through the tutorials and everything, and I was having kind of a hard time with it, like the handball game and all that. So I start going, walking around the, like the, the locker room lobby, and there's this little kid talking to somebody else. And I wish I would have recorded it, because the kid's talking about Tide Pods. Because you're in a oh, locker God. room with a kid? Well, no, that's like the normal lobby Ew. thing. Because <laughs> you're in a gymnasium or whatever. You know, and like I kind of walked by, I was, I was doing the teleport pass, and I <clears throat> stopped. Because you don't really know it's a kid or an adult or anything. Just like PlayStation Home, you never know if it's a guy or a woman. Obviously, it's always a guy. And you have to be <clears throat> within a, a pretty short distance to be able to hear them talking. And swear to God, the kids... And it was all a joke, you could tell, because he's talking about, oh, those Tide Pods, that one tastes like blueberry and blue... And I'm just stand, sitting there for like a minute, listening to this ludicrous bullshit. And I didn't say a word. I, I can't, you know, because with the PSVR, your mic's always on. I just stood there for a while. I'm like, I gotta leave. And I just left. <laughs> left Rec Room completely. That was a right, weird well, thing. Rec Room took first place with 54% of the vote. Uh, Tiny Tracks had 19% of the vote in mm-hmm. second place. And Apollo 11 VR took 13% of the vote in third place. Huh. I'd actually take Apollo over Rec Room, honestly. Even though it's not really a game. I just found it fascinating, but I'm yeah, also I haven't. Well, I haven't even touched Rec Room, so I wouldn't. I I don't know. <laughs> Rec, Rec Room's weird because you you can tell it was made for Oculus first, because you actually have to set up an account 
it's really easy, but you have to set up an account and it'll actually email you and let you activate your account and all that crap. So it's not tied directly with your PlayStation account. They actually have their own ecosystem, I guess you would say. And I did it, and then afterwards I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I want this. So we'll see. I might go in and mess with it again, but I don't know if I'll mess with it that much. I'm not a social person. Maybe if we put a PS Nation community theater in there, I'll go in, but... (laughs) Yes. All right, on to Game of the Year for PlayStation VR, the miniest of minecarts. Yeah. This is, you want a stacked category. Here we go. Uh, the nominees are Accounting Plus, mm. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR. Nobody likes that game. Farpoint. Nice. Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. Biohazard. And Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah, that's not a stack category at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is... Whoops. Holy shit, it's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Wow. I actually forgot that. <laughs> I actually didn't fully expect that to win. I I don't know. I thought Skyrim was going to run away with this one, too. Well, the thing is, Resident mm. Evil 7, I've never played it, obviously, but I've watched people play it, and my God, those production values. I mean, it's it looks real from from time to time. Yeah, it's it's fucking scary. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's important, too, because it's like one of the first like AAA full games that worked for the vr you know yeah 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 it's not some side mission thing it's like the full experience in vr so i'm I'm not surprised by that one and it was that stealth kitchen demo experience at e3 yep a couple years ago that they wouldn't even say who it was or or where it came from or what it was and they're like no it's just a just a thing we're trying out (laughs) and that was upstairs right next door to Valkyrie at the time, remember? Because there were always yeah. people over there screaming yep. their heads off. Yep. yep. Every time I would walk by, I'd just hear someone screaming. <laughs> and and Wasn't they there released one the that demo. Was like Howard in the corner. A woman. Yeah. 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 Oh and yeah. She was. There was one woman. She was there with a group of guys, and they got her to do it. And halfway through it, she was like back backed into the corner, curled up, just freaking out. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. I it mean, was. That game carries a lot of a lot of name stature too. So people are like I played that on non VR and like f that game and I'm sure it's even worse in VR. So it gets my vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I played yeah. the demo and the demo. I mean, it, I I don't think I ever really got scared scared or anything, but uh, the immersion factor of it and the anxiety that it brings upon you is is pretty unique. So I think this is a good winner. Yeah, that was the one. Was that the first experience I had? That might have been the first experience I had like that, where as I was sitting there and, you know, you're holding the control, the demo, the the kitchen demo, um, you're holding the controller in both hands, but you can't really do anything with it. It's just there to keep your hands in one place because on screen your hands are bound. Right. So holding the controller makes you feel like your hands are bound together. Um, so at one point in it, Somebody comes after you and you're bound to a chair and you can't move anywhere and I'm freaking out and 
they jab a knife right in your thigh, basically. Oh, yeah. And I swear, I it was visceral. It was a visceral reaction I had to it. I was like, oh, like I felt it. I was like, <gasps> nice. And I kind of laughed at myself. I was like, wow, that was that was really freaky. <laughs> it, it, it was that. But their yeah, visual, yeah. their visual clarity too. Just, I mean, like people really look like real people in that game, for the most part. You know, it's it's really creepy. So that took first place with forty six percent of the vote. Uh, second place was any guesses? Skyrim. Skyrim. I'd say Skyrim too. Skyrim. Ha! You're all wrong. Wow. Farpoint. Twenty seven percent of the vote. It's a fantastic game. All right, third place. Anyone? Anyone? We're all going to say Skyrim, and and we're going to be wrong again. You're wrong. Star Trek Bridge Crew with 9% of the vote. See, that's the thing. I think between all those, Skyrim may be really cool, and and obviously it's not my type of game, but it's it's insanely popular. But in terms of immersion, those other three games are better than Skyrim VR. They really are. And I think there's the argument. The argument made there of like, okay, like Skyrim might have been the best, you know, action adventure game, but I don't consider that my game of the year because it's been out. Yeah, and also it, you know, it, it was retrofit for VR, whereas these other games were made for VR. Mm-hmm. And I think that immersion is a big part of the VR experience. And if if the game's not going to immerse you completely, you lose something. And when people are paying that much money for the VR and for the PlayStation and everything else. You kind of want the full experience. Yeah, Accounting Plus was next, and Skyrim was actually holy last shit in that category. Well, but wow. again, it's a five-year-old game, isn't it? It's, isn't it like five years? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an old game. I mean, it, yes, it's an amazing game, and a lot of people love it. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough for me to fathom voting for a five-year-old game for Game of the Year. Yeah. You know, even if it is on a different platform. Don't skip out on Counting Plus either. Just I think that's just the nature of coming out late in December. Yeah. And also, it is, it's a but, smaller game. I mean, it's... But that was also on Oculus. It's actually the the number two highest rated game on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Behind a Valve game. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, but it's been out on on the other platforms for a while right. so it's just finally hit playstation vr and you know people who don't have those and just have playstation vr are getting that experience for the first time so. right cool all right yep and we leave behind playstation vr oh for another year and move on to playstation 4 nice and the start off with the best free-to-play experience on PlayStation 4. And the nominees are Brawlhalla, Dungeon Defenders 2, Fortnite Battle Royale, Orcs Must Die Unchained, and Trove. The winner is... Ah! Fortnite Battle Royale. And guess what? Hey, PS Nation. Darren Sugg, creative director of Fortnite here. 
winning best free-to-play PS4 game is an absolute honor, and we're totally blown away. And to all our players, whether they're playing Save the World or Battle Royale, you're really what makes this game special, and thank you all for playing. Our first acceptance speech! Yay! Maybe. Yeah, if folks are listening to this, uh, so we had a really tight deadline on, on acceptance speeches, so there's a possibility that we may get some more tomorrow before I edit, so you, things may, might sound a little off, uh, so we apologize for that, but that was really, that's actually the first one we got back. They sent it immediately. They were so really excited. Awesome. Well, they ran away with the votes here. They got 87% of the votes. <laughs> it's it's a fantastic game. I mean, in my opinion, it out PUBG's PUBG in a lot of ways. I, I like playing it more. I think it's more kind of first-timer friendly. I think it looks a lot better. I, I like the art style. It, it's a fantastic game. And the cool thing is that mode is the same everywhere, but at the same time, you know, a lot of PlayStation gamers were probably a little upset that they couldn't get PUBG, that it was going to be an Xbox One for a while before anything else. And all of a sudden Fortnite hits, and it's free. And you're like, holy shit, I can play a game, I can play a Battle Royale game now, and it's a really top-notch Battle Royale game. They've put a lot of uh, of time and, and effort into it, and it, it's fantastic. I, yeah. I played over I'm, PUBG any day of the week. So like I'm I'm more PUBG, but like Fortnite hit the ground running way yeah. faster than PUBG did, and that helped Fortnite so much. Like they started like on fire, and they react very 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 fast when yes. something happens, like very fast. Yeah, there was yep. a bug where you could get underneath the uh, the ground, and you could get kills from there, and they had it patched within like I want to say ten hours. Uh, they took the servers down and patched it, and I mean, it was fixed like that. Yeah, that something crazy. hits Reddit Tuesday afternoon, and it's done. It's over Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Epic is a, a big team, and, and they're very dedicated to the games they make, and uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy about this one. I really am. I, and in my opinion, it is the best free-to-play game of the year also. Uh, I, I actually went back, and I started playing Warframe, and honestly, Warframe, wow, has that game grown? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to go back and play World of Tanks soon, but I think just Fortnite does a lot of things so well. Like you don't have to spend a dime on it, and and quite frankly, you don't have to spend a dime. Like, yeah, there's loot crate stuff that you can buy if you want, but it's all cosmetic. And I don't know. I I, I just think it's a really cool game. It works really well. Honestly, I have better luck connecting to lobbies and that sort of thing than I do on PUBG, even on uh, on Xbox or PC. Um. I don't know. I, I, it's one that I didn't even expect to like, and uh, they they sent me that Founders Pack, and I started playing, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good!" And it's a game that I'll just get on and and play like a match for twenty minutes or whatever. It, yeah. And for those possibly asking or thinking why the regular Fortnite game isn't in free to play, because the only way to play that game was to buy Founders Packs. Right now, it goes free to play this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't said when, but. Um, but I, I just love how they release uh, uh, Battle Royale too. It just all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, here's Battle Royale. It's free. What? <laughs> Which could have gone horribly wrong because they just kind of dropped it out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. And you 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 wondered at first, like, are they mm. rushing this yeah. to catch PUBG fire? And then, no, it's like, no, they, they thought it through and it's really good. Well, I mean, and that's the funny part about it too is that PUBG Corp was talking about suing them, but for some reason they can't. 
And PUBG is actually ri- or made in Unreal Engine, which Epic obviously owns, and they're the ones that built it. Uh, and they've worked with the PUBG team to get PUBG working better in Unreal Engine, so <laughs> they probably had all this insight <laughs> yeah. on certain aspects. But the funny thing is, I think their bullet drop is better. I think it, it, it just feels better, the way their bullet drop works, compared to PUBG. And it screws me up whenever I play Fortnite and then go to PUBG. Because uh, I think the bullet's going to drop a certain way, and it doesn't. I just get really pissed off about it. I think they're just the accuracy of the weapons feels better. Like you actually feel like you're shooting where you're shooting, whereas PUBG it just seems like bullets are going everywhere still. Um, to me, at least. But yeah, I, it's 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 weird. I I normally don't play free to play games that long because they want you to, you know, they want you to grind a lot to try to get through a couple of levels, or they want you to pay money to move ahead. That's not the w- this way in Fortnite. It's the same thing as PUBG. You know, you don't start with any weapons. You have to pick up everything. People that pay money don't get anything extra in terms of abilities. And that's why it works so well. So, yeah. Very... That was, a, that was one of the bigger surprises for me for this, or for 2017 was Fortnite. So, so with 87% of the vote, that was first place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And second place was Orcs Must Die Unchained with 5% of the vote. Wow, that's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Then three votes behind that was Brawlhalla at 4% of the vote. That's crazy, because I thought Brawlhalla would be way higher up than Orcs Must Die. The people that are playing Orcs like it. Well, but Brawlhalla scratches that, that Smash Brothers itch. And in yeah. a good way. I mean, it does really well on PC. The The PlayStation version from all, everything I've seen is the same as the PC one. But the problem is they want you to pay money for all the, a bunch of the characters. And, you know, that, that upsets a lot of people, and I don't, I don't blame them. But it's popular. I see people playing Brawl all, all the time. On PC, at least. All right. Moving on to the next category, we have the best racing game on PlayStation 4. And our nominees are Dirt 4, F1 2017. That's a good game. Gran Turismo Sport. That's all right. Boo. Project Cars 2. (laughs) And Wipeout Omega Collection. Man, what a stacked category. Yes, and the winner is... Gran Turismo Sport. Nice! Hello, fans of the PlayStation Nation. I am the Gran Turismo series producer, Kazunori Yamauchi. This year is a special year, marking the 20th anniversary since the release of the very first Gran Turismo. And I really feel honored to receive the praise of Best Racing Game at this historic milestone. We intend to continue creating the highest quality video games possible and appreciate all your continued support. Thank you. Definitely my favorite of the year. Yes, that took 80% of the vote. Now, what do you think? What do you guys think? Let's let's try to figure out what came in second here. Wipeout. Wipeout is three games, so I'm yeah. saying Wipeout. 
I don't I don't think it's Project Cars 2 just because there's still a lot of problems on the consoles, both consoles. Um could be F1. F1's really fucking good and if we had a lot of people in Europe voting, then F1 and Dirt 4 are probably both going to be really high up, but I'm going to say F1. Nope. <laughs> so 80% of the vote was Gran Turismo Sport. 12% of the vote was Wipeout Omega Collection. That's legit, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic and then collection. Third place with 3% of the vote <laughs> was F1 2017. Okay. I mean, Formula One's a huge sport. It's just not as big over here in the U.S., obviously, but... I think a lot of times we forget about stuff like that over here and how popular soccer is or football. Uh, and a lot of Americans especially don't really think about that game. So that makes sense. Yep. All right. Now we move on to the best fighting game on PlayStation 4. And the nominees are Guilty Gear Excurred Rev 2. <laughs> uh, Injustice 2. Nice. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Marvel, baby. Nidhogg 2. Mm. And Tekken 7. Oof. A couple of pretty decent games there. Hell yeah. The winner. Injustice 2. It, I, I think I'd agree with that. That is my favorite out of those. Nidhogg was my uh, my dark horse that I knew had no shot. It well, it, I mean, it's popular. It does really well, but uh, injustice, but injustice, and so Tekken. Yeah, I, I want to hear all five of these, Josh. By the way, I really want to hear all five. So, first place, Injustice Two, with fifty nine percent of the vote. Mm. What do you guys think took second out of all those? Tekken. What are the wait? What are the other four? Sorry. Guilty Gear, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, Nidhogg, and Tekken 7. I agree, Tekken. MVC. A lot of people don't like the MVC this time. None of you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Nidhogg? It was Guilty Gear. Oh, really? Second place with 17% of the vote. Yep. Anime weebs. Well, I really like the Guilty Gear series. (laughs) That's Michael at (laughs) PSNation.com. Come at me. I really like the Guilty Gear series, but and it's popular, but it's not Injustice popular. It's not Street Fighter popular, but it is at all the fighting competitions all the time. But so is Tekken, you know. Well, yeah, because Tekken took third. Okay. So Tekken was right behind it with seventeen percent of the vote, actually. Wow. Uh, and then there was a drop off. So what do you think out of Marvel vs. Capcom and Nidhogg? What took fourth and what took fifth? <sighs> Nidhogg is fifth. I think Nidhogg is fourth. Yeah, I'd say Nidhogg fourth just because the backlash at for MVC was bad. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Nidhogg took 5%, and Marvel vs. Capcom took 3% of the vote. Wow. Yeah, the classic MVP, or MVC fans were not happy with this new game. Really? <laughs> wow. Yep. Okay, now moving <clears throat> on to... It's funny, I own best. four of those games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own MVC because I hate that series. I love watching it, but oh my god, is it impossible to play? Sorry, Josh. That's all right. The best sports game of the year. Mm-hmm. The nominees are Everybody's Golf. Nice. 
Madden NFL 17. Can we disqualify that? The Spectrum's still in it. Well, we should. Um, <laughs> MLB 17, the show. Hmm. Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. Okay. And Windjammers. Huh. All right. And the winner is... Like we need to do. I was going to say... Oh my god, it's everybody's golf. Oh, Toppled the king. <laughs> it's only the second time this is yeah. this game has franchise has lost this category, right? Is, is the correct. MLB is the MLB in trouble two out of the last three years <laughs> Well, but it is another Sony game and it's a popular series and we have a we have an acceptance speech for this one. Nice. On behalf of the team at Crab Hands in Japan Studio, thank you for recognizing everybody's golf with best sports game. Holy shit. <laughs> I forgot she did That's that. <laughs> fucking awesome. I was trying to listen to the last half of that and be like, wait, what is she saying? And I realized <laughs> that she was singing. <laughs> I fucking love that. I That's was just playing so it backwards. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I heard that. I, my, my face just lit up I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Okay, I'm so glad this won. <laughs> Me too. It's a great game. Oh, I, I absolutely love the new Everybody's Golf. I think it's a fantastic game. And I, I don't really think I have very many complaints about it whatsoever. And a lot of that stuff's been patched out anyway. Well, 58% of our voting community huh. agrees with nice. you. Nice. 58% of the vote. So what do you think took second? <clears throat> MLB. <laughs> Windjammers. It Actually, was MLB yeah. with. 16 percent of the wow. vote i'm gonna it say pro evo soccer's after that uh i'm gonna say you're wrong really yeah people like madden's story this year people do like madden's story <laughs> this year story. it took third place with three percent of the vote three percent wow yes I mean, and there was actually a write-in that almost took fourth place Missed it by one vote. <laughs> uh, so Windjammers took fourth place huh. with 2%. Uh, FIFA 18 was a write-in and took 2% of the vote. One vote behind Windjammers. Wow. And then Pro Evo Soccer also took 2% of the vote, but that was two votes behind FIFA. That's weird because a lot of people were kind of saying that Pro Pro Evo was getting better than FIFA in the last couple of years, well, but it's still EA and it's got probably a wider reach. So and people don't like Konami last couple of years. A lot of people yeah, don't really have a very fond uh, appreciation of Konami lately, and and rightfully so, in my opinion. <clears throat> We're gonna put yeah. out our own Metal Gear game. Who needs Kojima? We're just gonna sit on Bomberman forever. <sighs> We're gonna sit on everything. Hudson Soft forever, assholes. Yeah. All right. Moving on to <clears throat> a nightmare. <laughs> uh, the best RPG slash action RPG game on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. where there were 32 nominees, 
It's uh, the minecart equivalent of a knife fight. So we had <laughs> from Anchorman. Horizon Zero. We broke it down to uh, these six, actually. Horizon Zero Dawn, Near Automata, Persona 5, Pyre, South Park, The Fractured Butt Hole, and Yakuza Zero. God, this is a ridiculous category. Yeah, it is. Winner is. Exactly what I said. Any category it goes into, Horizon Zero Dawn takes the win. <laughs> hey, and guess what? Hi, this is Matthijs Jonge. I'm game director at Guerrilla Amsterdam. Thank you very much, PlayStation Nation, for selecting Horizon Zero Dawn as your best action RPG on PlayStation 4. Aww. That's so cool. this took 61% of the vote. I, I'm telling you, it's... Category. I haven't played, besides South Park, The Stick of Truth, is probably the last true RPG that I have played and finished, and that was how many years ago on PS3. I never in a million years thought that I would like Horizon, and because it had RPG elements, the whole nine. I fucking love that game. I mean, it's so, it's so good in so many ways. And it deserves to win. It got screwed over at the VG, VGAs, and it deserves to win. It's a fantastic game. It is. It very much is, but so is pretty much everything else. That's in this the category. thing. I mean, I actually uh-huh. was just looking at Yakuza 0 yesterday because I have it installed on my PS4. And I'm like, man, I really need to start this game. And I just, I want, but I want to finish the Horizon DLC and then I want to finish a couple other things and we still have the division to play. And this is why I have a backlog because I have too much to play. I know. Mwah. But I have too much uh-huh. to play. You'll be retired in about. Uh, three or four hours. It's going to be so. awesome. <laughs> no, no, he's got to edit this many times. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be miserable. I may have to buy a bottle of champagne just so I can pop it when I'm done editing tomorrow. So what do you guys think in that category, that stack category, what took second? What's left again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, in order, they're in alphabetical order, because that's how <laughs> we always go here. Uh, Near Automata, uh, Persona 5, Pyre, Jesus. South Park, and Yakuza Zero. I'm gonna say near automata. I'm gonna say uh, South Park. Mm. Uh, I'd say Persona is near. Yeah. That, and the biggest reason I said the, the the biggest reason I said near is because it cleaned up at the VGAs, and I don't know if that usually correlates with our listeners and and readers, but it just yeah. But God, what a fucking list. Yeah. And South Park is amazing, and... Yeah, that had 19% of the vote. Persona 5 actually took third. I thought that would do much better. I thought Uh, that would win. still, it took third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13% of the Persona for months. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is one crazy category (laughs) set aside now. And we can move on to the best horror game mm. of the year. I can open this up. Give me a second. Because our nominees are Dead by Daylight, The Evil Within 2, Friday the 13th, The Game, mm. 
Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. We seriously nominated that? Yeah. God. And Resident Evil 7. Wow. And the winner is... Any guesses? Any guesses? Friday the 13th, the game. Yeah, yeah. Really? Huh. I was surprised at that as well. I, I saw that come through, and then I'm like, I don't even know who to talk to to try to get an acceptance speech for this. <laughs> and I emailed an email address I found, never got a response. I don't even know if I emailed the right person or not. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised by that myself. Um, but, you know, a lot of people really enjoy that experience. It's It's a fun type of experience where you're swapping back and forth between you know, one person's killer and everybody's the camp counselors and and it seems like a really fun time. Our but our buddy Tyler streams it every now and then and yeah. I love watching him. Huge social aspect game. Yes. Yeah. So that took forty one percent of the vote with first place. What do you think had second? Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. Yes. Resident Evil took thirty three percent of the vote. Wow, that's a bigger uh, gap than I expected. Yeah, now we're down to Dead by Daylight, The Evil Within 2, and Night Trap. Evil Within 2. Dead by Daylight. Evil Within. Should have been Evil Within, you fuckers. It's Night Trap with 17 <laughs> What really? Fuck. Votes. Come on, community. Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? That game was fucking terrible when it came out. It's, it's a terrible a, game. It's just a goofy experience that people seem to enjoy. It so is, but it's I, not horror except for the fact that it rapes your brain because it's so <laughs> stupid and crappy. I'm just I'm kind of bummed that Evil Within Two pretty much got boned on all this because to me the Evil Within Two was just an amazing game. Yeah, the video Scary, that you sent over fun. looked really good. Oh my gosh! I think the thing about some of those games is that they are true like one and done playthroughs. Like there's not a lot of replayability to those games. So I think sometimes they end up getting forget. Yeah, you'll replay yeah, but- it like hey, like I'll stick my friend in front of it and get them to a certain spot just so I can see how they react. Sure, but. It's like if I play a scary game like in March, like okay, I played it and I'm done with it, you know. But what's your excuse for uh, for Night Trap then? Because you don't even want to get through that through that game, and actually, it's almost impossible to get through the original because there was a big bug in it in the Sega mm-hmm. CD. Maybe <sighs> people finally, maybe people bought it to get through it. Oh God, <laughs> it, it's it's funny because for a while I thought about it just as a collectible, and I'm like, I don't want to own this game. <laughs> <Really? laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different Strokes fans out there. I guess. <laughs> Let's see Dana Plato before she died of an overdose. Before she ended up in Playboy and Yeah. I needed the money. Oh Dana. Oh, that game is so awful. I mean it's a neat it, actually the more interesting aspect of, the, of this night night trap remaster is the remaster itself and how the guy actually did it. Uh try to there's a there's a great write up on how this all came about. Because he was doing these conversions on cell phones and everything else, and then he decided to do it and just trying to get the rights and all that. Uh, and then he found a couple of the original guys, and they actually had all the real, all the footage they shot on like Betamax tapes. So it's not like copied from the games or anything. He actually had the original source material. So yeah, that- that's what I was going to say. Like the video is the clearest you've ever seen it in your life it's it's perfect but it's still a shit game <laughs> of course but it's it's that it's that it's that unique factor it was one of the early full motion video games it was one of the most notorious full motion video games and 
it's just it's a piece of history is what it is yeah you know to leave the history in the Sega so, CD on the 3DO yeah. and I think it was on PC it is what it is yeah so alright jeez so let's move on to I've lost a lot of faith in our in our listenership over that one <laughs> another crazy stacked category here the best HD remake slash remaster for the PlayStation 4 mm. oh boy <laughs> In, in alphabetical order, we have Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, mm. L.A. Noir, Okami HD, which I guess is HD-er, because Okami HD was on the PS3. But HD remastered, sir. They didn't even change the name. <laughs> uh, then Wipeout Omega Collection. Oh, man. And Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Oh, that is a stack category. Holy shit. And the winner is... <clears throat> Crash Bandicoot. I think well-deserved. I think that and Wipeout are probably the biggest projects out of all of them. Because they were more remakes than anything else. Um, they're both PS1. They're both original PlayStation yeah. games, you know, from way back. Well, I mean, the Wipeout oh. Omega Collection is not a PS1 version, but I'm saying, you know, they are the original franchises on the PlayStation. The old the, guard. The PlayStation-defining franchises. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I think that's well-deserved. I think that's a, that's a good one. I want to say Wipeout's yeah. going to be number two. Uh... Wipeout is number two. Yeah, makes sense. At 27% of the vote. What did Crash have? Uh, hang on, because I keep moving around here. 56% of the vote. Jeez! Makes sense. It sold really well. And it was a really good remake. There was a drop-off to 27%. I keep, I'm bouncing around here because... Okay, third place was L.A. Noir. With six percent, but then we had a write-in that was right behind it, right uh, three votes behind it. Night trap for five <laughs> percent uh, of the vote. Not night trap. Any guesses? The other Wonder Boy game. No. Windjammers. No. That's not really an HD anything. It's just a port. It is Final Fantasy twelve: The Zodiac Age. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. <clears throat> huh. I really wanted to see that in there. They they voted that in. Wow. Um, cool. And, yeah, that's the excitement going on there. <laughs> uh, so let us move on to the best new IP. All right. The best newcomer for PlayStation 4. And the nominees are... Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Horizon Zero Dawn, ah, shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Night in the Woods, poor Night in the Woods, Neo, poor Neo, Super Hot, poor Super Hot. (laughs) I've never played these poor versions of these games before, what are you talking about? (laughs) And the winner, Oops. if I must. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. 
87% of the vote, Horizon oh Zero God. Dawn. You monsters. <laughs> you monsters. I told you, Hi, this no is matter Matthias what Yorn. category it goes. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Yes. Hi, this is Matthijs Jonger. I'm game director at Guerrilla Amsterdam. On behalf of Guerrilla, we are very honored to have won the award for best new IP. All right. I'm, I'm not putting Horizon Zero Dawn down. It is a fantastic game, and it deserves to win every category. But Totally. Fuck. Hellblade? <laughs> not by 90%. Night in the woods? <laughs> Come on, people. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought Hellblade was going to beat Horizon out on that one. I really did, because it came I out of nowhere. It give it a run for its money for yeah. 87%? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, Hellblade's getting accolades everywhere. And mm-hmm. I honestly did think that it was going to beat out Horizon on that category. I, I think a lot of it's just marketing, too. Like, you know, like right. Horizon was shoved in people's faces for years. Well, but also, let's be honest, we're a PlayStation-centric community. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot Sony of PlayStation exclusive. people like their exclusives, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's a good game. So I'm yeah, curious, when you, when, you, when, you emailed, when you emailed winners, did you send them one email or did you send them multiple emails? Uh, no. When, so when the winners – I have a, kind of a form letter I write up every year. Right. And it, it literally says like at least one – whatever some game you're working on has won at least one award. Please read in, inside. And yeah, I'll just tell them multiples. And actually it's funny because this one they sent me a file, just one file. I'm like, uh – you won one more that, or more than one, but he he had it. Uh, he recorded them both on one track, and then I had to cut it oh, all nice. up and everything. <laughs> and it's funny because another one we have, uh, they sent me a video, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> and the PR person who we know, uh, she goes, I told them three times it's audio only, and they still sent a, a video, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> Not the first. Stuart, they sent us one one year. They sent us a video. But all right, so eighty-seven percent of the vote that took, and you know, fantastic game, well deserved, yes. Yeah. But fuck, man. All right, so Hellblade took nine percent of the vote in second place, mm. and Night in the Woods took third place with two percent of the vote. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, juggernaut. Damn it. Eh, it is what it is. We kind of expected. Uh, yeah. All right. So now we move on to uh, an interesting category here. The most unique experience Mm. on PlayStation 4. Horizon Zero Dawn wins! (laughs) (laughs) The nominees are everything. That's a game. Yes. Yes. David O'Reilly's everything, I believe. Uh, Gravity Rush 2. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, uh-huh. Night in the Woods, and Ultimate Chicken Horse. Winner. Wait, I gotta check this. <laughs> oh shit, it's a write in. What? Gang Beasts. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? really? Yes, Gang Beast took first place for most writer. unique. It's a, it's a, it's a brawler, but it's a weird brawler. It's, it's a, a weird, weird brawler, brawler, but still, it's a brawler. It's a brawler, but everybody wrote it in. As wow. Poor baby, everybody Hellblade. wrote it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Hellblade's an adventure, essentially. I mean, but it's an insanely unique one. And and yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, Gang Beasts is a very unique game. It's uh, even though it's a brawler, it has a lot of weird and unique mechanics involved. Uh, and that review is fun. Trying to explain why I like it. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it last year at Extra Life United, and I was fascinated by it. Like when you think that they're going to throw them out of the uh, out of the ring, quote unquote, or whatever, you think it's going to happen. And nine times out of ten, they can grab and they can just hang there. And I saw some crazy shit where, like one time, a guy was literally just hanging on this rail, and he reached up and grabbed the the uh, opponent and ripped him off the thing and and threw him to his death. I mean, there was some crazy shit. Yeah. And constantly in that in the review, it's just like, yeah, the physics are weird and the controls are kind of unwieldy, but in like a really good, fun way. <laughs> like just trying to constantly have to explain that. And it's like, yeah, let me tell you, this is hard to control, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, it's kind of that Octodad feel, you know, where it, it's, it's broken, supposed to be but difficult. it's fun broken. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's Box cool. Quote. Box quote. <laughs> so... Poor Hellblade uh, came in second with 30% of the vote. It's still respectable. Uh, then we had Gravity Rush 2 with 21% of the vote. See, in my mind, that should be lower because it's the second one. Gravity Rush is the one that should be the most unique. This is just a continuation. Different year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. It's just... I know. It, it can't be that unique because we've already played a game like it because there was, an, there was one before it. They changed a lot of stuff in it, though, too. Not that much. In terms of the mm. core gameplay? True. I haven't played it yet, so... <laughs> and who the fuck are you to see? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So now we move on to the family-friendly category. Ooh. The most family-friendly game. Lego, 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 Minecraft, Lego. <laughs> Just about. Right. The nominees are Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy. Everybody's Golf. It's Quiz Time. Mm. The Jackbox Party Pack 4. And Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Mm. And the winner is... Whoa, it's everybody's golf. Nice, and check it out. On behalf of the team at Crab Hands and Japan Studio, thank you for recognizing everybody's golf with most family friendly awards. Mingoru team no kari ni kansha no message o okushimasu. Kono yona subarashi show ni erande itadaki arigato gozaimashita. Everybody's golf needs to win every fucking category now, damn it. Seriously, I love the Japanese <laughs> that language. Is awesome. I love it. sounds so sing-song and it does. just perfect it's i awesome. love it that it, it's interesting that and i didn't think about this before i, I might have f- thought about it but i forgot but family friendly and crash bandicoot don't really seem to go hand in hand for me because it's it becomes such a difficult game it's a tough platformer <laughs> so i'm surprised that it was even nominated honestly and i'm i'm kind of surprised i didn't catch that because i wouldn't consider that something that i would put a seven-year-old in front of and expect to do yeah. well at all yeah, well, but here's the thing, though. Like, I would play the game in front of Owen versus certain games I wouldn't play in front of Owen. Yeah. I get that. And I, I was family like seven friendly. when the first game came out. Well, yeah, family-friendly doesn't necessarily Wait, it came, out, it came out more than a year ago, MJC. 
<laughs> family friendly doesn't necessarily mean your child is going to play it. It could be a game that you can play with your kids that they can enjoy watching you play. I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto with my kids. Well, I am, but we're only just going on the train, so I'm not shooting anything. Yeah, well, you I follow mean, the lights <clears throat> and everything. Quite honestly, yeah. in my opinion, and I, you know, nobody gives a shit about that anymore. But uh, <laughs> I would actually anymore? say, Nack yeah, ever. <laughs> Nack Two, in my opinion, is more family friendly than Crash Bandicoot well, because you can actually play. Yeah. Well, but you can play Nack Two with each other. It's got the warping so that if you, if a little kid's playing and they fall off, it doesn't matter. Uh, or I when think- you're playing with Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Can I rent a little kid to play with me? I don't know. Um, nah, it, it, yeah, Crash is kind of a surprise to me. But Everybody's okay, Golf, so I think, is great. First place was Everybody's Golf, obviously. 35% of the vote. Hmm, all right. Uh, second place was Crash Bandicoot. Wow, that's surprising. So plenty of our yeah. uh, voting audience believes that that fits there. That well, was twenty five percent of the vote. So but, not too but Josh, much of a drop off. As we know, everybody's wrong except for me. Well, as you know, twenty five percent of the vote. And then we had a write in for Ooh. third, huh. and it was Knack two. Oh sh- no! With eighteen percent of the vote. <laughs> All right. And then fourth place was Lego Marvel Superheroes two with thirteen percent of the vote. Hmm. All right. Nice. So, yeah. Pretty cool. cool. All right. All right. Then we move on to a new category for us because we needed this. There are so many damn (laughs) games that fit this at this point. The best adventure game Ah. on PlayStation 4. It used to be action adventure, but I mean, how do you... First person shooter? Is it is it first person action? Is it third person action? Is it an adventure game? Is it what you know? It's fucking pain in the ass. I still say we need a shooter category. Probably. Yeah. No, we have first person shooter, don't we? Or, no, we have action. Not this year. Action? Just no, we didn't. Oh, we didn't have first person shooter, but we could have with Wolfenstein yeah. and D yeah. two and Call of Duty. Yeah. All right, maybe next year. <laughs> Duty. Say. All right, so the best adventure game for PlayStation 4. The nominees are Batman, The Enemy Within, hmm. Last Day of June, hmm. Life is Strange Before the Storm. We know which one MJC's pulling for. Rhyme, oh, yeah. and What Remains of Edith Finch. Talk about it. Actually, that one. Freaking <laughs> category. Again. It's freaking category. It was a stacked year, dude. And the winner is What Remains of Edith Finch. Hmm. Which I haven't played well deserved. yet. That, that's a fantastic game. Nice. I reviewed it. Uh, really good. Yes. Yes, yes. And I, it kind of ran away with it. 70% of the vote. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Or last day of June. Because really, that's a very cool game. Um, so second place, what do you think took second, which was much less than seventy percent? <laughs> Batman. Life is strange. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say life is strange. Life is strange with ten percent of the vote. Yeah, that's a very popular couple of games. Yeah, and then the drop off was to eight percent with Batman, which is fantastic. 
Yeah. I'm actually waiting on the second season. I'm going to wait until they're all out. I'm going to get it. I'm just going to binge all the way through it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, now we move on to best multiplayer game. Mm. Which, again, there's plenty out there. Every game that comes out. (laughs) So the nominees are Destiny 2. Everybody's Golf, Fortnite, Nidhogg 2, Pyre, and a sixth, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Hmm. And the winner is... Holy shit, it's another write-in. Friday the 13th, the game. Oh, that's right. I saw that one and I was blown away. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> that beat some, you know, right or wrong, that beat some big games. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. It, it is a unique games. multiplayer experience, though. Like like I said, watching the streams, uh, I love that they have all the, the horror, like 80s horror tropes. Like you get into a car, but it won't start and you have to get out and actually put the hood up and try to get the car to start and it's a lot of stuff like that that I think is is pretty cool and it seems to work. So I have to pick this game up maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm that's, just thinking about it too. That's really the fun of it. It is it's a unique multiplayer experience and I think they really grabbed a lot of people and obviously it grabbed our voting uh community. So it's a good game for for this uh for this category. It took 36% of the vote. Wow. Holy crap. So now, second place was also a write-in. Mm. Like I said, every gang came out this year. It was a good multiplayer <laughs> game. Gang yeah. Beasts? It was not Gang Beasts. Huh. It, it did win another category, though. It won another category? Yes, it did. But Everybody's Golf was nominated, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um... We'll be it's, here all night. It's funny. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. seen the list, too, and I can't think of what the hell it is. It's Gran Turismo Sport. Oh, yeah. With 14% of the vote. It That's is. only because they got rid of the lobby code, so they win an award. Actually, the funny <laughs> thing is, it didn't get rid of the lobby codes. They're still there, but you don't have to use them. No, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> so right behind that, with 13% of the vote, was Everybody's Golf. Okay. Okay. And then Fortnite at 11%, Destiny 2 at 9%. Wow. And then... And then, now here's the interesting thing. So we had a write-in was next at 2%, Call of Duty World War II. Okay. And then Nidhogg 2, one vote behind that at 2%. Jeez. And then two votes behind Nidhogg 2 at 2% as well, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Which I'm kind of done playing. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon was 9%. Was hmm. mixed in there, uh, by right behind Destiny, one vote behind Destiny too. Wow, was Tom Clancy? Yeah, both with nine percent. Cool. Yeah, um, Fortnite was eleven. If I didn't mention that, I think I did. Eleven percent. Yeah, there, there were there was a lot of stuff going on in that category. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a stacked <laughs> was, category, and and yeah. and there I, were a bunch of write-ins, which made it that much more confusing. <clears throat> And I really love the multiplayer in Gran Turismo. I just don't play it very much for some reason. I I think it's because I want to play with people I know. 
but getting a group together sometimes can be kind of difficult, especially in that game, because a lot of people that I end up playing that game with are in Europe, so the time difference always makes it a problem. <clears throat> but when we played it for Extra Life, uh, there was one lobby glitch the whole time, and we played it for like three hours. It's, well, I think it's, a lot it's of one fun. of the things it sounds like, too, with Gran Turismo, that with the way that they've structured the game is that when you sign on, there's at least something else to do other than thinking about playing with your friends, like your daily drive and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, the cool thing is the daily drive, the marathon, the 26 miles, you can do that anywhere except for VR. For some oh, okay. reason, the VR stuff doesn't count toward your driver miles and everything. So you can play online, and it goes toward your miles. You can play on your own, oh, it nice. goes toward the miles. You can do the challenges, it goes toward your miles. So all that stuff is integrated really well. It's just... The VR portion of it is cool, but and it looks better than Drive Club VR, and I mean it, it drives really well, but it still feels kind of tacked on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you only have a certain amount of people that you can. I think it's only one of the racers you can race against, and like, there's no real point to it. I don't know. I hope they either beef it up or just leave it, let it sit and, and die on its own. It's cool, but eh. <laughs> I didn't really need it. <laughs> we are down to our last two categories yeah the best action game the best stacked category action game for the <laughs> playstation 4 the nominees are assassin's creed origins mm. next machina Jeez. tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands Uncharted The Lost Legacy and Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. Wow, I've played all the games in this category. I have played one. (laughs) I've played one and the rest are like back catalog. Yeah, I've played two of them. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know two of them. And the winner is. Come on, it's PS Nation and Naughty Dogs in the category. What do you think it's going to be? It's Uncharted Lost Legacy, of hey. course. And here's the one that we got a video for. Hi, PlayStation Nation. I'm James Cooper, lead designer on Uncharted The Lost Legacy and Naughty Dog. On behalf of the whole studio, we'd like to say a big thank you for voting as best action game. Cool. It's. A, I really like the game. Like I said, it just starts slow, but it's it's an uncharted game through and through. It's just you're not playing as Nathan, and you know it 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 it's well deserved. I think it's a game that it probably did really well, but I think it's been forgotten because it was such a stacked year. Uh, you don't really see a lot of people talking about it. Like that was one of the weird things about that one compared to <clears throat> the past uncharted games. Is I, personally, it just felt like it wasn't getting as much chatter on social media. As I've seen the other games. Uh, but it's a solid Uncharted, you know? So 58% of the vote was for Uncharted Lost Legacy. What do you think came in second out of all those? I think people wanted to punch Nazis this year. <laughs> uh, Wolfenstein? I don't remember the rest. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Next Machina, Time I think, Lancet. yeah, okay. Then it's, it's Assassin's Creed. I think it's ACO getting, as well, yeah, because yeah. that's been blowing up everywhere. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Next Machina. 
Wow, fifteen cool. percent of the vote. Yeah, nice. and you wouldn't expect Kudos, that because Housemark came out and said that essentially nobody bought the game and didn't make any money back, and they're not going to do uh, arcade twin stick shooters like that anymore. Oh, somebody in our community liked it. At least fifteen percent of the voters uh, liked it. It's a phenomenal game. I mean, it's 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 insanely tight. It's insanely complex. Uh, every time you think you figured something else, all of a sudden something else pops up, and you're like. Now what? Now how I figured this out too. So it's not that typical Smash TV twin stick shooter. There's a lot of complexity underneath. Uh, it's a it's a great game, and from a technical standpoint, it's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. everything done uh, the way they did the visuals and how everything morphs and changes all the time, and uh, using voxels the way they did. It's it's outstanding. But ACO, I mean, I, I honestly expected ACO to win this category. As as much as it's been blowing up around uh, like the gaming world and, and forums, etc., uh, and I think it's a fantastic game as well. Uh, but I do agree. I think Uncharted overall is the better game, though. I think it, I think it feels better. I think the gameplay it feels tighter. Well, that <clears throat> took third place with eleven percent of the vote. Fuckers putting Wolfenstein in fourth place. 10% of the vote. You didn't know, Josh, that we have a rule. Any game that you review or play is automatically fourth or less. Gotta punch a Nazi, man. Come on. <laughs> it's in my contract. Damn it. All right. That's <laughs> fine. Nice. Uh, yeah, fine. That's how you gotta be. It came out in a stacked month, too, man. Wolfenstein, like the same day, even. It wasn't it up against like three or four other games? Yeah. Mario and Assassin's Creed. Yes, that's crazy. It's just wrong. Okay, now we get to the mightiest of goldenest, mightiest parts. <laughs> the game of the year for PlayStation Four. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Origins, mm. Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, poor Hellblade, because Horizon poor Hellblade. Zero Dawn is right behind it. <laughs> uh, then Near Automata, Uncharted wow. Lost Legacy, ooh, a Naughty Dog game mm. in a PS Nation category. And Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. You fucking better punch some Nazis, you mother. Maybe they're holding their votes for you for later, Josh. I doubt it. Let's find out. <laughs> The winner is. Damn it! I can't get this one open. <laughs> Which means Wolfenstein didn't win. <laughs> no, is wait. It a gorilla or a dog? What I now. see. A, I see a little swastika. It's hairy. <laughs> Something's hairy. It's hairy. It's your hand. Is it a dog? Is it a? Is it a gorilla? It's it's Horizon Zero. Of course, it's fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> My game of the year too, baby. Here we go. Hi, this is Matthijs Jonge. I'm game director at Guerrilla Amsterdam. Thank you, PlayStation Nation, for selecting Horizon Zero Dawn as your game of the year. Woohoo! I'm happy about yes. this. It, it's my game of the year. I've been saying that for a long time. Uh, even with this stacked uh, mm-hmm. year that 2017 was, which, let's be honest, it was a great year for games in general. Uh, Xbox, Switch... PlayStation, whatever. It was a fantastic year for games. 
Yeah, this this was a tough category. Um, now I. I'm I'm a little hang on. This is going to take me a minute here because I'm all over the place with because there were a couple write-ins that snuck in here as well. Well, okay. you always worry about a game that comes out like in March, like getting buried, you know, getting forgotten. Well, and that yeah, was my fear for Horizon because that came out at the very beginning of the year and right. I think it was like late February, early March, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the VGA snubbed the game, and mm-hmm. a couple other sites kind of snubbed it a little bit too. People have very but, short memories. Yeah. By far the best game on PlayStation this year. I agree. I, I really do agree. I, and I, I haven't even finished it past three hours. It's just, and it's, you haven't even really gotten into the meat of it yet. I mean, no, I know. <clears throat> there's it, it takes a while to get into it, which is fine because it's kind of a new play style. Um, but oh my god, I just I love the story in that game. The gameplay is so tight. Uh, it, it I, I became so addicted to it. Every night after work, I was playing it all night until it was bedtime. Okay, so everything listed in that category, and Horizon Zero Dawn took 59% of the vote. Now, second and third place were write-ins. Oh, Jesus. Over uh, Assassin's Creed, Hellblade, wow. Nier, Uncharted, and Wolfenstein, we had two write-ins. Is everybody's golf in there, then? <laughs> yeah. South Park? Uh, 12% of the vote in second place was Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, you guys have to remember, Gran Turismo is the best-selling franchise in PlayStation yeah. history. It's like it a, is. Yeah, like on PS3, you didn't have like a 9% console attach rate or something? Uh, well, it's funny. GT5 had a really good uh, attach rate, but GT6 fell off. Like right. Again, I don't know why, but people didn't like GT6 as much as 5, right. and I thought 6 was way better. Um, but you look at, like I think it was... I want to say Gran Turismo 3 was the best-selling one, I think. And 4 was amazing. But, yeah, I mean, GT Sport, there are people... It's kind of like MLB. There are people that waited until GT Sport came out to buy a system. But unlike MLB, it wasn't just people in North America. It was a lot of people in Japan, a lot of people in Europe as well, because racing is so big all over the world. And, quite frankly, GT Sport does it really, really effing well. So now third place with 8% of the vote, Gran Turismo Sport was 12%, 8% of the vote, third place, was Persona 5, mm. finally getting the love, but still getting crushed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by everything above it. So wow. You got a small kiss from the community. Yeah. So that took third place. And now let me go back here and let me see what took fourth. Because then everything bunches up. 5%, 4%, 3%, 2%. Um, so, fourth place was near Automata. Uh, then Uncharted. And then we drop off from there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were a ton of write-ins. Good year. There were a ton of write-ins in this one, but they were all like, you know, one vote for this and two votes for that and, you know, three votes for this and but there were a bunch of write-ins. Everybody had their own idea of what. But you know what? That's what's so great about this, that we allow the write-ins, because it shows that people aren't just showing up and clicking shit and, and hitting submit. Yeah. Like, they're actually thinking about it and getting involved, and that's what I love about this so much. So, just as an example, so some of the write-ins that didn't, you know, get enough votes to even get a percentage, um, 
we had Madden 17 leading them, mm. um, leading the ones that didn't win um, or make the categories. Then Neo, uh, Yakuza Zero, yeah. What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, F1 got in there. Somebody put in Prey. Uh, Are you fucking Farpoint, kidding me? Uh, Evil Within Two, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um, I want to know so, who the person is that liked Prey. Cause somebody I, did. Man, that demo, and it was a long demo, that made me not want to touch that game ever. It was so uninteresting. <laughs> the original Prey 2 that we kept seeing, I thought that looked way cooler. So that is it. All right. That is all of our winners. Congratulations to everybody. Thank you, community, for all yes. your voting and for your one, two, three in write-ins. That was pretty friggin' That's awesome. Crazy. So, I don't know if you did if you did any of the stat stuff, Josh, like you do sometimes. But do you have how many write-ins either won or finished in the top three? Just like a round number? Or? Uh, probably six or seven at least. Jeez. Yeah. So all you people that. Like, Give us crap in the forums about the nominations that we keep saying. Use your write-ins. <laughs> yeah. Use your write-ins. Use your write-ins, yeah. and that you say that they don't matter. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Clearly they do because <laughs> one category had first, second, and yeah. third place were all write-ins. So write-ins I mean, can win. <laughs> we went from last year one write-in winning, and I, I mean off the top of my head, I don't remember. I'm sure there was a couple other write-ins scattered in the top three to probably. I think if I had to guess, a write-in and being in the top five in at least every PS4 category. Possibly, yeah. I'll need to look when I yeah eighty percent plus. I would say for sure. Yeah, it was there were there were a lot of write-ins. It made it it made it interesting for counting the votes and then figuring out percentages and everything. And yeah, yeah. I'm suddenly a math major over here. You said the word (laughs) you said the word write-in a lot tonight. Yeah, which is awesome because because it's uh, it's the polls that are done. You know, it'll it'll give you the the ones that you put in, like the the original things you put in the poll, gives you all the votes and the percentage, and then it says other, and a total number of votes and a total percentage. And then you have to go through all the other, which is the write-in, and figure out how many votes each of them got, and then figure out the percentage from there. So I have to like do a lot of friggin' addition and division well, plus, and didn't you, didn't you say that if somebody called it gran turismo and then somebody else called it gt it's two oh, different yeah. votes yeah so. gran, gran turismo sport for for this category actually because gran turismo sport came in second right it is written one two three four five <laughs> six yeah six different ways in there that i had to how many people spelled turismo wrong well, um, that's the funny thing. A lot of people always say GT Sport. It's kind of a common thing to just say GT. Right. No, you know what it is? And and this is the fucked up part. This is what I hate about this. A space between Gran and Turismo? No. Well, it's, it's supposed it's, to be a space between Gran and Turismo. Three I'm of them, aware of that. Oh, okay. Three of them are spelled exactly the same, but... Capitalization. Capitalization, it takes <laughs> is different. Yeah. So one, they capitalized all three... Another one, it was all lowercase. Another one, Gran was lowercase, and Turismo Sport were uppercase. So these people um, are on their phones. Then there's GT Sport and capital GT Sport, and then Gran Turismo lowercase sport. 
Uh, yeah, it's so it makes it's an adventure adding everything up and then doing the math to figure out what percentage that actually is Jeez. and where it falls within everything else. So, yeah, it's <laughs> and and when you get a category like this where you've got twenty five percent of the vote was write ins. Wow you have to then go through everything and figure out what's what. <laughs> so Jeez. it gets interesting. <clears throat> um, but Hey, I, I'm happy to do it because I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, everybody is excited and they're, they're pushing for their favorite games and everything. And they really want to get this, you know, they want to get their games nominated, which is cool. Sure. Sure. Um, so wait, actually the Vita, when I was saying all that, that, that just made me think. Let me take a quick look at the Vita Game of the Year and tell you what the write-in percentage was for that. Um, so we had. Give him another drum roll, Glenn. Oh, <laughs> I'm on the wrong uh, page, though. I have to. Oh wait, I was. This was I'm requested kidding. by one of our Sorry. listeners. So I'll play this really quick. Two. There you go, okay, Dave so for the write-ins for the Vita Game of the Year, 59% of the vote was write-ins. Wow. wow. Crazy. Yeah. And then I had to go through. Fortunately, that 59%, almost all of it, almost all of it was those four games. Like they Undertale? Were, or... It was Undertale, Salt and Sanctuary, Papers, Please, and Uduari Ramono. Mm-hmm. Uh Tokyo Xanadu and Valhalla were thrown in there as well, but they didn't get anywhere near the votes that the others did. This is what happens um, when Andy goes to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a new reality so, show. Andy goes to Africa. But that was that was pretty wild. Like it, when I when you look at it and you see because it gives you also like a little graph and you see like a little tiny line for the for the top for the five and then the other the write-in is this massive line across the page you're like oh shit <laughs> like, what just happened here <laughs> and then you start to count it you're like hey, just just looking at the top votes in the very first one it blew away everything else in the category I was like holy shit okay all right so we have a winner there and oh my gosh now we have a second place and oh shit there's a third place Wow. When you wow. start to add it all up and you see the numbers, it's it was exciting. <laughs> it was nice. actually for that. Good one, job voting, guys. Good job, everybody. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Because papers, please. It was it was one vote between third and fourth place there. Wow. So doing the can, I counted it like three times. I'm like, did I get that right? Oh my. Well, and that's really that's exactly vote. like you guys are talking about. That's exactly how a game can can fall through the cracks for us, though, because like Josh said earlier, like where do you categorize that game? And then when you don't yeah. categorize the game, then it doesn't end up in the game of the year category either. Right. Right. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's not a it's not an Although, RPG. It's not a you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, to... sometimes you can get them in there. But. For Vita, at times, like, when I'm throwing all those games in there and, and saying, here, guys, vote, you know, I, I try to lean towards those ones that something like that. But Papers, Please, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why I just didn't even think of that for Game of the Year. I just figured it's been out for so long. And are people really looking at that as Game of the Year or as a, as a Vita game that, I mean, obviously people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
they wanted it, but yeah, right. it's crazy. Holy so, crap. Yeah. Thank you everyone for for your voting. And thanks to you for all the work you did on this. I know it's not easy. Yeah. I like doing it. He just copies and pastes. Leave him alone. Oh, shit, if I could. Oh, only if I could. I know, I know. No, you, that, you've, you've, you've shown me a couple things before, so you can keep that. It's that <laughs> even, post. Even if you're not podcasting, that's still your job. That's one of the things. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I just, the post is such, it's a beast to, to, do that entire post. Actually, it's not going to be as hard now because, like I said, only about half the games we have um, oh, yeah. you don't have to uh, reviews that. for, <laughs> and that that's a lot of taking the time. Is you have to you have to put in the link, and then you have to link it to the you know going through all of it and getting the percentages and getting the links and getting you know just all of it and making sure it's all in the right order. Especially when you have the write-ins, it, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> it's always funny to just get in the acceptance speeches too, because half the time I don't have contact info for people, and I'm just <laughs> combing through all these different places that I think I might be able to find the info. And it's Brian kind of opens what, Facebook Messenger, sends it to one PR person. <laughs> oh God! It, well, it, it's a comedy of errors. I mean, I there there's every year I get at least one email. Like an auto response saying, you know, I don't work here anymore. Or, not a valid email address. Yeah, or not a valid email address. This year, like four of the PR people I emailed or five were on vacation. <laughs> it was crazy. And then uh, there was one that I knew left, so I didn't know who to email, so I emailed his boss. And, like, it's just a fucking nightmare sometimes. And we, I mean, again, we were on kind of a tight schedule. I didn't get the email out until right before the weekend, so the, we lose the weekend. And we were trying to set something up to get somebody from Gorilla on to interview for the game of the year. He's like, we usually tried to do, but with them in Amsterdam, it was just kind of a pain in the ass, so we couldn't figure it out. But no, it's it's a it's always a fun time to do this, and we still have a regular podcast to do, and we're two hours in. So with that, why don't we take our break? And when we come back, yes. we'll do some new releases, some news items, what we're playing and watching, uh, review Shadow of the Colossus for PS4, and go through some emails and voicemails that we magically received all of a sudden. I don't know why the floodgates opened all of a sudden. I don't know. All right, we'll be right back. Good morning, Cohog. You're here with Dingo. <laughs> and the baby. <laughs> and if you're thinking about changing the station. Ouch! Yo! Today we got homeless Hank from the dumpster out back with us. Hey, I got an idea. How about the first three women willing to come down and have sex with Hank get free boob jobs courtesy of Dr. John Viner? Are you reading my mind, man? Let's go to the phones. Go ahead, caller. You're on with Dingo and the baby. Is this Dingo? Yes, honey. What's your name? Ooh, hot. Oh, yeah, that's hot. That is hot. Tell me something, Cindy. How'd you like to come down here and get naked for us? (laughs) Sure. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. After all, AIDS is a deadly, incurable disease. But no matter how you come to judge, Charles Wheeler and his partners in ethical, moral, and in human terms, the fact of the matter is... When they fired Andrew Beckett because he had AIDS, they broke the law. My 
God, what is wrong with you? I swear to God, that was supposed to be food fight. We are back. Hopefully everybody has uh, gotten some coffee, woken up a little bit. We know it took a while. Actually, it wasn't too bad for Golden Minecarts, now that I think of it. We've gone way longer. Uh, but we had less acceptance speeches this year. So, uh, All right, let's get to the truncated version of the podcast, which isn't probably going to be that truncated. <laughs> uh, and so first up, new releases. So, Josh, why don't you take us through those? Yep, we have all for PS4. We have Black Hole Complete Edition for 1999. Is that based on the Disney movie? No, this is from Sedesco, uh, and the developer is Fiolasoft Studio. This is a hardcore platformer that's infused with comedy. Uh, Uh It's about astronauts that have crashed inside a black hole. Uh, There's over 90 levels and hundreds of puzzles and secrets to find. And it's just a ton of dialogue, comedy dialogue, as you're in there um, with this ship AI that's just giving you shit the whole time. Oh, okay. That one I've never heard of before. Then we have Shadow of the Colossus for uh-huh. $39.99. This is Sony Interactive Entertainment and Japan Studio and Blue Point <clears throat> Games developing uh, Shadow of the Colossus. crazy that that game's only 40 bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a special edition for 50 bucks, which comes with a steelbook case, postcards, a printed instruction manual. Good luck getting one of those. Nowadays, and a physical world map. Along with uh, in-game digital extras like an ancient bow, cloak of fate, uh, skin for aggro, your horse, avatar set, dynamic themes. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say horse armor? No, a special skin for your horse. Oh, well, what if the skin is armor? It's not armor. But it could be. It's not. Might be. But it's not. Possibly. But it is. You sure? Can I get get different color... um, Horseshoes, please. <laughs> That'll cost you a dollar. Luke, can I put that? Can I put that next to my camo bullets? So. Camo bullets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what game was that? That's so long All ago. Right. So next up, we have the Seven Deadly Sins: Knights of Britannia. And this is fifty nine ninety nine. This comes out February 9th. This mm. is from Bandai Namco, and the developer is Natsumi Atari. What? Is, that's what it says. They are, <clears throat> this is a PS4 exclusive. It is based on the Seven Deadly Sins manga and anime series. It's an action-adventure game. It looks pretty fantastic. The, it's, it's gorgeous. It's an action-adventure game that brings together the popular characters from the series and settings and everything, and you relive fights from the series and all this other stuff. But it's just the style of it. The, the, the settings border on that quasi-realistic, mm-hmm. and then laid on top of it are anime characters. Hmm. And it just makes it looks it pops. It looks so cool. It's just I I love the way it looks. So I might actually pick it up. <laughs> We've never gotten anything PR wise from this game at all. Yeah, it looks really cool though. Huh. So then, weird not to get any PR from Bandai. Yeah, uh, we do sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I was saying and, it's weird not to get it. So no, yeah, because I always get stuff from Bandai. Yeah, and I don't know that I got one for this. Uh, but 
Undernight in birth exe colon late bracket st bracket. <laughs> late street? A, no, I don't. Uh, yeah. Unix uh, command is, prompt or something? This is forty nine ninety nine. This also comes out February 9th. This is from Axis Games, and the developer is French Bread and Arc System Works. Ooh. French Bread is a is a fighting game developer. Uh, this is also going to be on PS3 and Vita Digital. Oh, shit. There's our Vita the, game for next year. <clears throat> yeah, so, well, here's the <clears throat> weird thing. So, this is, it's a 2D fighting game along the lines of the Blaze Blue series. Yeah. Um, but it has a number of unique elements, including this tug-of-war thing that's in there. But the original game, it, Under Night in Birth, uh, EXE, or Under Night in Birth, just Under Night in Birth, I forget which it was. Uh, it's got like 12 different names. So the original game hit the arcades in 2012. Yeah. Then hit the PS3 in 2015, then PC in 2016. This new version, with the ST at the end, hit the arcades in 2015, and it's now coming exclusively to the PlayStation family of systems, so PS3, PS4, Vita. Um, But the only physical is PS4. Yeah, I found found, uh, an email we got about two weeks ago. And it says, As one of 20 unique characters, players fight their way through the dangers of the Hollow Knight and defeat those who would try to get in your way. The game features classic... Man, this thing is typed horribly. This game features classic 2D anime fighter controls with a splash of devastating combos and unique fighting styles. Sure to keep your appetite for battle satiated. Or sated. The fight is more than just pressing buttons. I'm Uh, out. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you play some of these games like the Guilty Gear series, Blaze Blue. They're really cool fighting games. uh, Insane amount of style and everything else. But the fighting systems are very unique. I mean, you can kind of pick it up and play it if you know how to play a Street Fighter game or whatever with the standard controls. Uh, But there's a lot of extra extraneous mechanics running in the background as well, like this tug-of-war system Josh was talking about. So... It's cool stuff, but if you don't know the anime, you're not really getting everything out of it. And you know, because I like the Guilty Gear series quite a bit, and I like the Blaze Blue series quite a bit. But and I own a lot of them, but I don't really play a lot of them. I don't know. It's so weird. Like I'll get them and I'll play them a little while. Like this is really beautiful, and then I'll suck at it. And I'm like, I'm just gonna watch it on 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 a stream. (laughs) But they are really cool. Um, yeah, we can probably get this for review too. But I'm sure that would go to Andy. Poor Andy, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of stuff waiting for him when he gets back. <laughs> Screenshots are gorgeous, though. That is it for new releases. Cool. All right. Well, first up, who wants to tell us what's coming out on PlayStation Plus next week for all those people that subscribe? I can do it. All right. Uh, February 2018 PS Plus update. So just a reminder, Starblood Arena is still available, I think, through March 6th, so the end of this month. So whenever mm-hmm. Plus rolls over in March, we should be getting a new VR game, because I think they're on there for about 60 days, aren't they? I think that's what it is for that extra yeah. VR one, yeah. Um, and then for PlayStation 4, we are getting Knack. Nice. Um, some guy named Glenn reviewed it, and he said, honestly, I didn't think I'd like this game. Yeah. And it was funny, I was talking to Bettenhausen today a little bit, because I think it would have been nice to have the first Knack free on Plus like a year and a half ago. Uh, well, before the second one came out? Well, but then you have to think about 
the fact that a lot of people don't didn't like the first snack. Yeah, everybody would play and go, oh, I'll buy it. That's, and that's kind of where I was coming that. from is <laughs> would people even buy the second one based on the first one? So it's this weird, you know, catch-22. So now they bought the second one, so now they're giving them the first one. Yeah. Um, now they're punishing them with the first one. Yeah. Well, and I will say, after playing the second one, going back to the first is really <laughs> tough. Uh, in that in that uh, kind of situation, I don't think it really aged well. I think it was fine before that, but man, Knack Two fixed so many things. <laughs> it's, it's it's worth a look though. It's been five bucks in the PS Store to like flash sales and stuff like that, but it's definitely worth a, a look and a play and an attempt to start playing. And if you don't like it, yeah. well, it's funny because that's another game that I actually want to play through again because I didn't. I don't have a save game that works on it, you know, because I played it on a non-retail PS4 before the PS4 was even out. That was one of the original reviews I did. That was actually the first review I did for PS4. And I wouldn't mind going through the game again. Uh, but I started, I started playing it. <laughs> but they did patch it for PS4 Pro, which is cool. Because uh, they added some more, some more visuals to it. But, I mean, I liked it when it came out. I thought it was good. But... Yeah. I don't think I'd give it the score I gave it now or then. I don't think I'd give it that score now because I'm just spoiled now. See, that's the case for a lot of our reviews, honestly. Well, <laughs> true. Uh, but you have to remember, again, first game I ever played on PS4 at home, uh, first PS4 game I finished, I played it before I played Killzone Shadowfall, which I liked. Um, but I, I back then, you know, I really thought it was a solid game. But they had that, that mobile app, and you could earn in-game items by playing the it was like a little bejeweled game mm-hmm. none of that was live when i played it for review none of it right uh so there were things that you could find i couldn't even mention that in the review because i had no idea how it worked so it'd be interesting to see how that worked the app's gone now too they got right <laughs> so i, I missed so, out on uh, that second ps4 game offering is rhyme awesome a mysterious narrative <clears throat> to pull at your heartstrings this makes Michael me happy because I only have a physical copy and now I can have it on the jukebox. And PlayStation 3, Spelunker HD, nice. um, Mugen Souls Z, um, PlayStation Vita, Exiles End, and Grand Kingdom. Grand Kingdom is crossed by with PS4. Never heard of those two. Um, I was talking to Johnny as a boy today. He was really geeked about Grand Kingdom, actually. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, Exile's End was a good, uh, like, Metroidvania kind of Metroidvania. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we talked about this uh, because it, like, harkens back to some older games uh, before, like, it doesn't doesn't say, but you did the review on the PS4 version, right? Yes. But it doesn't say cross-buy or anything like that, so it was... Hmm. Yeah, it's not cross-buy. It's only on the Vita. This this version that you're getting is the for the Plus is the Vita version. Well, that's the thing, MJC. We're, We're looking at the actual... U.S. blog post for this, and it says for PS Vita, but also available on PS4. Yeah. So maybe it's crossed by um, now. I don't know. Yeah, because when I did the review, this um, this game it like harkens back to like uh, Amiga games, like Flashback and Oh, uh, okay. Out Black of this world. And... What was yeah. that? What was that? I didn't Josh? Hear Josh, yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like those games? I used um, to like those games. Because I think uh, I, I'm looking at my review, and I specifically put uh, uh, it like it the web the official website like says flashback the quest for identity and out of this world slash another world are mm. like inspirations for it, and I put that I'm not familiar with this, and then Josh put an editor's note saying not familiar with, 
not familiar, you're fired. <laughs> hey, that guy's funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, it is a good game. I remember that is your like, PS- enjoying it. Yeah, that is your PS Plus for February. All right. Uh, I'll do this next one. This can go pretty quick. So we were talking a lot about Fortnite before. Uh, Epic Games are the ones that uh, make Fortnite, but they also make this other uh, free-to-play MOBA called Paragon that's been out for quite a while. Uh, I always thought the game looked really good, but you know, I played it for a while, and I'm not, I kind of decided I'm not a MOBA guy. I've decided that a long time ago. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people are feeling the same way. Fortnite is getting a lot more uh, love from pretty much everybody out there than Paragon's getting. So Epic have now decided to shut Paragon down uh, on April 26th so they can basically put all the resources on Fortnite and whatever new te- things they're working on. Um, <clears throat> one cool thing that they're doing, though, is that they are going to refund every Paragon player for every purchase on any platform. That's insane. That's yeah, amazing. And, and they specifically mentioned that the refund is coming directly from them and not the platform holder. Right. Which is very important because getting refunds from like PSN and Xbox Live are damn near damn near impossible. Yeah. Yeah, Their statement was like, we failed you. Well, I don't, that's the thing. To me, I kind of saw this coming because they, they made some statement on Paragon and Fortnite a few months ago and it just seemed like, they were trying to like dip their toes in the water and see which one was going to do better. And obviously Fortnite is doing in- extremely well. Um, it, I mean, I don't blame them, but doing the refund thing is insane. I, it, it, that sets such a weird precedent. Uh, but quite frankly, Epic can afford it. Yeah. Uh, and they say in order to receive a refund, PlayStation 4 players can go through their Epic account because you actually link it to an Epic account. Uh, while those on PC without an Epic account can use a separate link that's out on Epic's site. <clears throat> uh, Paragon fans should also note that as the player population continues to decrease, matchmaking times and quality will, will further degrade. So, yeah. Uh, Paragon originally came out in March 2016. I thought that was earlier. As an early access title on PlayStation 4 and Windows PC. Uh, and it's been going ever since. But... Uh, the game, for, uh, actually, Paragon at one time had more than 7 million registered users across all the platforms, uh, yet players suggested that the actual active population was far below that toward the end of the game's lifespan. So nobody's playing it anymore because they're all playing Fortnite and other stuff. So, <clears throat> personally, I think this is cool. I, I think it's pretty, I don't want to be puntastic, but it's pretty epic that, that they're making this move. I didn't intend that at all. Um that they're admitting, you know, this game's not doing well, but this other game that we make is doing really well. But to refund their money is... Wow. Every other, the, the, every other publisher's got to be pissed at them right now. Well, especially this comes, what, like a month or two after they shut Marvel superheroes down or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was, like, no word from, like, the like studio. That was six months on console. Like, yeah. not even six months. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... That studio just went completely dark to where people would just purchase things and there was like no way of getting that back. Right. I just don't think free to play works on console. <laughs> it can. I mean, Fortnite is doing Warframe. really well. <clears throat> PUBG it, it's is... taken Warframe five years to get it right. But it's lasted five years. Warframe, really thing. yeah, Warframe is actually doing really, really well. And it, they said it's, it's actually increased quite a bit on console, but uh, on PC, it's doing extremely well. 
And yeah, for every one game you can list, Michael, I can list ten that failed. And shut oh, down. sure, but that's the whole <laughs> thing about free to play. That is the whole gist of free to play is that they're putting it out in with that model uh, to see if it's going to do well, and that's the way they're going to try to make their money off of it instead of purchases. But I mean, look what it did to San Diego Studio. It, it killed a ton. I'm not to say an entire studio deeming, got shut down yeah. in Sony because of free to play. Yeah. I am not deeming Fortnite a success until the base game goes free to play and we see how that looks. Because I, right I, now, Fortnite Battle Royale is essentially <clears throat> a 30 minute game that has no free to play elements in it, but it's a free to play in game. Uh, it does have free to play elements though. There's it's no just grind not, in it. There's nothing you're earning. Right. There's in, no grind in the in Battle Royale part. Right. But there's still money that can be spent on people because there are a lot of people that want cosmetic bullshit we we know this we've seen it in every other game that that stuff like that is is, is available in and it's making but I'm money saying that completing a completing a match in fortnite battle royale does not earn you in-game currency quote no. unquote like free-to-play style does sure but there's different i mean what defines free-to-play is there a like an actual like literal definition of what free-to-play has to be for it to be considered ft f2p I think it's just a, a separate mode. I just feel like that's a mode that they that they sure. branched out. That's free, that's free for you to play. The other game <clears throat> is not free for you to play right well, now. And it's it's funny with Fortnite, especially because I don't care about the regular game at all. I, I, I don't own think it. a lot of people do. <clears throat> I own it, and I've never even launched it. I would pl- I would pay for Fortnite. I honestly would, because mm-hmm. people are paying for PUBG and look how it's blowing up. Uh, that's where Epic is so brilliant with how they did this because they're going to get people into that ecosystem and you know there's players that are going to, that are going to pay for it, one, to support the game because there are a lot of people out there that like to do that. Number two, though, they might like Battle Royale well enough to say, well, shit, now I want to see the other game. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, just I, have, wonder, a, I like, have a feeling the day Paragon server shut down very close to that same time as when Fortnite's going free-to-play. It's possible, Sure. <laughs> Sure. I, I just wonder what the uh, the ratio is of just like Epic's resources if they just continue to build on the battle royale mode or like how often is the base game getting patches right now? I just would love to know the breakdown. It of the, just like support for the the yeah. base game. Well, the, ba- the, the base royale game gets a lot of patches. I mean, when you when the game gets patched in a decent uh, regular schedule, and if you look at the patch notes, it's for both modes almost every time. Uh, the only time that wasn't that I remember in in you know in the short term was when you could fall through the the floor in certain spots and like kill people people from underground. That was a patch specifically for the uh, the battle royale mode, but it does it gets patched on a pretty regular basis and it's for both modes because you got to remember they were building that game they announced that game like two or three years before it came out. Remember, it looked like it was going to be an Xbox exclusive for a long time? Longer than yeah, two or three I, years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was... Like, <laughs> like 2010, Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, they've been working on it a long time, and, and it sounds like it did pretty well. It's it's doing really well on PC, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're obviously doing something right. If they're going to take a, t- a whole other game down and focus their attention on this game, even though it's half and half, you know... Battle Royale's Battle Royale, but and they're they're making changes, but it's all like the the mechanics, the gameplay mechanics are all from the regular game. You know the whole building aspect and whoa, ah, an ad started playing. <laughs> um, damn Polygon. Uh, I went to Polygon to read up on an article on this. Uh, so I don't know. I, 
we're obviously never going to find out, but you have to remember, I mean, they're making a ton of money off Unreal Engine, too, because they offer it for free for anybody to use, and they make money off of it if if the developer publishes a game and it makes money. They get a percentage. You're they're successful, making, they're successful. Yeah, but they're making money that way, and I'm, I'm sure they're just trying to keep the games part of it in, in the black. You know, they don't have a lot of games out. They don't do, they don't do any Unreal, un, uh, Unreal Tournament or anything anymore. So... This is it for them right now. And that seems to be their model. I mean, it's always been their model. Epic usually did the Unreal tournament games, or Unreal uh, themselves, but they usually only had one game out there. And they relied on I wonder how that's doing. What, Unreal? Yeah, the Unreal tournament game that's kind of out there on PC. That's been really quiet. That's been really quiet since it launched. I haven't seen anything. I mean, all I see lately is... Uh, the Quake free-to-play game, the browser one. I see a lot of that. Like Quake Tournament, I think it's called. And I have an account for it. It's pretty cool, but I'm just not... I don't have the reflexes anymore for that game. Yeah. <laughs> Getting too old! <clears throat> but, no, I, you know, Unreal for a long time with Unreal Tournament, they relied on modders. I mean, that's that's Psionics. You know, they did some insanely cool mods for Unreal Tournament 2014 and before. And, or not... 2004, I mean, not 2014. Um, yeah, I haven't looked at that. I, I remember hearing about that new one, but I haven't seen anything on it anymore. I mean, it's it, they like released it on PC, and it's just kind of been yeah. quiet. When was the last time that was updated? Epic's trying a lot of different things. It's just, it's just interesting to see, just, especially I'm sure the Battle Royale mode now has kind of changed a lot of their game plan. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, Unreal Tournament. Play Unreal... Look like it's a browser game, maybe. Download UT for free. Oh. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's supposed to... Yep, um, it's uh, supported by mods a lot. So they, they released it in, like, August of yeah. last year and just kind of let the community have at it, but they said they would still support it. You know, they would support it as, instead of just relying on a community. But. But, but that's how they did their last two or three Unreal Tournaments. I mean, remember Unreal Tournament on PS3? Yeah, that had mods. Yeah. I, I, and I think that some of, of the stuff, some of the stuff I was reading, the community, the Paragon community, had a pretty substantial influence on changes in the game as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, go on. And that might have been part of the beginning, the quote unquote beginning of the end, is that they gave almost too much control to the player. I don't think it was that. It sounded like uh, the player count dipped so suddenly because people lost interest. Because Paragon, I don't know. To me, it was very very straightforward there really wasn't i don't know it, it seemed like there there wasn't much creativity that you could have but that's a moba <laughs> I, I don't get mobas i like when i watch people playing like the really popular mobas on a lot of the esports stuff i don't get it i i don't get how league of legends is so popular and all in a lot of those other games i just i from watching it i don't i don't get it i've been tempted to go into like smite or something like that but i'm just like uh <laughs> <laughs> Simmer down, Turbo. <laughs> no, just because like a, there's like Johnny plays Smite, and then a lot of couple of people that, I pl- that some of the people I play Destiny with and and other games with on a regular basis they play Smite. Yeah, I played it once and I deleted it. <laughs> I did not so, like it, but I just haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. Fear for fear of like getting another thing that's going to just sink my time. <laughs> yeah, you have to like mobas. You have to like right. I mean, it's that's why I think partially. I pull away from Overwatch because Overwatch kind of has a couple of those elements in it to me. 
because it's it's so segregated in terms of the classes. Like there's not much overlap in in abilities with the with the classes and everything, and that's by design. I get it, but it's just not for me. So I don't know. Anyway, Paragon shutting down in April. <laughs> Next. Oh, I'll take this one. Uh, so Crystal Dynamic is staffing up for the Avengers project. Indeed. So looks like Square Enix is you know, taking this project very serious. Uh, they recently hired, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, uh, Sean Eskag. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Naughty Dog. He's uh, He was a creative director for Lost Legacy and director of photography and animation for The Last of Us. So he's been named the creative director for the Avengers project. And then they also added Stephen Barry, who used to be uh, product development at Visceral Games. So he is the director of production for the Avengers project. Cool. And then they apparently hired 13 veterans from the industry mm. in January or this month alone to, again, beef up for this this project. <laughs> we don't have too much details on that at, at all, really. No. There, this is there like was like a teaser trailer. There was an article a few months ago about this this very secretive Avengers project and uh, how important it looked like it was going to be uh, because it was a big IP to get and you know they're kind of sticking their neck out with uh, it's big, the contract. It's a big get for Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> oh, it is. It's huge. So yeah, it, it, I'm interested. I'm very interested, but who knows when we're going to see it? I think I think they said don't expect anything until like 2019. Yeah, be shown. Mm-hmm. And who knows if uh, the Disney Fox deal is just going to yeah. push it back even more yeah. as they're like, oh, we get the X Men. The rate that they're spitting the movies out, they're going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Black Panther next month, and then we've got, uh, did, well, I'm sure Josh didn't watch it, but the new trailer for Ant Man and uh, uh, Wasp Woman. Holy shit, that looks cool. There's um, another one in between those, though. It's like, it's. Well, Avengers uh, 4. Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. All this year. So. Yeah, this is a big year. A very big year. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, it's uh we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Well, you guys will. <laughs> I'll be sitting on a beach. No, I won't. I hate beaches. All right, playing and watching. Uh Josh, you want to get us started? Sure. Uh so I played Shadow of the Colossus. And I watched War for the Planet of the Apes. 3D? Uh, no. So I think that one is in 3D. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but it was it was one of those things. My sister in law and they were all over, and oh, we told the kids, <laughs> "Hey, kids, go away, and we're gonna watch a movie." <laughs> and um, I'm skimming through everything on iTunes, um, on the Apple TV. And my wife saw one of the Planet of the Apes movies, and she's like, we never saw the last one. I was like, I've seen it. And she's like, well, I haven't seen it. Have you guys seen it? I was like, and they're all like, no. I said, well, I'll watch that again. Buckle up, Buttercup. Well, yeah, I forgot to tell her how depressing it is. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway through it, she's crying, and she's like, this is really sad. I'm like, yeah, it's it's rough. It's, It's the end of the trilogy, and... It is what it is. I, I, I was like, I, I was thinking of like two very specific parts in it, and I had forgotten how just oppressive the whole thing is, how weighty the whole thing is. This is the one with Woody Harrelson, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's rough. It really is. It's very raw and very, it's, it's excellent. I mean, I loved it. I, I love the original five movies. I absolutely am out of my mind for this new trilogy. And I really want to see them continue with another trilogy because they actually set things up in the first three movies to continue this mm-hmm. if they want. Um, uh, what's his name? The director, the guy who did the last two, he's not going to continue. He's like, this was it for me. I, I told Caesar's story. I'm done and I'm out. And if they want to continue, cool thing is he set everything up where they could do a continuation of it, but set it a thousand years later or a hundred years later or 10 years later, whatever they want to do. Uh, and it would all work. So there, there's a lot of ways they could go with it if they want, which is really cool. Nice. Um, but two quick things, um, because I got emails from people and when I tried to respond to them, the email gets bounced back with an error saying that part of my ISP's network is on their provider's block list. (laughs) So I cannot send these two people email responses, which one of them I could before, and now suddenly I can't. Mm, And Um, that happens. So I'm using the podcast. (laughs) Well, you got to remember, because we're now on a new web host, we have a new IP address, and it takes time for your reputation uh, to, to work itself out. So, yeah. Yeah. So... One is Bernard with the NES Classic. Um, oh, he was yeah. sending the NES Classic, the one that he offered. It still hasn't arrived. Oh. I just wanted to double check with him, see if it's coming. He said it would be here like end of December or somewhere around there or sometime in early January. And I just wanted to let him know if he sent it. It isn't here yet. And I don't have any way of contacting you, Bernard. So we could you know, email him. Maybe. Yeah, hit me up in the forums or something. Um, PSN friend message. Let me know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Dave Sodi sent me a really nice email, and I just wanted to tell him thank you, and I really appreciate it. And yes, I do plan to stick around here for the foreseeable future. Hmm. So thank you, Dave. That was a very nice email you sent. All right, then. And that's that. All right, then. (laughs) Uh, MJC? Want to go next? Uh, I think you should go because me and Dave are probably going to talk a lot of Monster Hunter. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so I started off uh, Scott Sauer from an old VG Evo podcast called Welcome to the Goer Gamers Only Older. I uh, had his yearly holiday party, so I went to that uh, last Saturday night. Uh, Scott actually built this huge MAME cabinet, which is really cool. He, he just built the, the controller portion of it uh, off of a Raspberry Pi. And then he put this really big flat screen up on the wall, and he got this special mount that he can tilt it 90 degrees so that if we have a shmup on there, he can actually play it in Tate mode, uh, in vertical mm. mode, like on the Vita. <clears throat> so he has that, and he has a, this golden tea machine that he got at MGC a few years ago. and It's pretty cool. I didn't really know anybody there because all of our crowd, nobody showed Wait, up. He, got, he bought the golden tea machine? Yeah, uh, he bought it. Oh, my gosh. I want to say like three MGCs ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. That uh, no, I mean the the whole I wasn't at that. You guys always tell me that story, but I wasn't oh at gosh. the bar with that drunk no, dude this, or whatever. 
yeah, this was this was in a this was in an elevator. This was fucking crazy. <laughs> but oh, that's so funny. I didn't realize he had done that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, somebody one of the arcade vendors at MGC like had this thing for sale and he bought it. Uh, and the guy mm. told him that it was a Golden Tee complete, and he got it home and it wasn't. So he had to find the new board and the hard drive for it and everything. But <clears throat> he's got that all done. But I played on there. I was playing Baseball Stars 2, the Neo Geo game, showing some people that. And then these other guys were playing uh, the original NES Tecmo Bowl, which was funny, funnier than hell to watch because, of course, it was the Raiders versus the Bears because they had Bo Jackson versus Walter Payton. Um, and Marcus Allen. Another way to play Tecmo. <laughs> well, yeah. That's why I stopped playing Tecmo Bowl because my buddy yeah. Travis was just unstoppable. Um, but it was fun to watch that. The whole crowd was kind of watching and, and it got pretty riled up. But it was weird because Mark and Jesse couldn't go and Joel couldn't go. And like all these people that I know, none of them could make it. <clears throat> and every year I missed this party for some reason. I'm like traveling or whatever. And I made it a, a point to go this year, and I, I knew one other person because uh, Leo showed up, so I knew Scott and Sarah, and then Leo. So that was a little weird, but I had a good time. I had a really good time. Um, and then still messing with my retro stuff, uh, getting the video processor, working with more stuff. Uh, the ca- the RGB cables I ordered from Europe showed up, so I got the because originally I was messing with the Genesis and the Sega CD, and the, and I got this cheapo RGB cable from Amazon, and it was awful. Like there were these. <clears throat> vertical discolored bars that people call them jail bars um, but I got this new cable so I wanted to hook that up and see if it fixed it and it did uh, for for a Genesis image uh, it was really really good very deep colors, really nice uh, so I hooked, I don't know why I hooked the 32X up and it is dirty as hell like I was blown in the carts and everything I don't have a cleaning kit here right, right now so played some virtual racing on the 32X, played some Shadow Squadron which I will say Shadow Squadron's probably one of the only four or five 32X games worth having uh, out of the library, honestly. It's a really neat kind of open open universe or open space Star Fox type game, uh, polygonal, polygonal space combat. Um, Star Fox, in my opinion, still looks better, <clears throat> but Shadow Squadron's solid. I mean, it, it's, it's a solid game. It just gets kind of boring after a while. It's, there isn't a lot to do. Uh, and then I hooked up the Saturn... Played some Daytona Champion Edition, which is not just the regular Daytona USA. It's this new one they brought up that had a better frame rate and everything. Uh, and then I played some Street Fighter Alpha 2 on the Saturn because I got that new fighting stick from Japan that works really, really well. Uh, and then got the Neo Geo out. Played some Neo Turf Masters because it's the best game ever, even though you can get it on Switch and Xbox and PSN right now. Highly recommended for an old school arcade golf game. I think the only one that's better is Golden Tee. Uh, but Neo Turf Masters is phenomenal. <clears throat> and the cool thing is, I also have it on Neo Geo CD, and on the CD version of the game, there is an extra course that you have to unlock. But there's a hidden course you can unlock in that game, so I've done that. Which, I'm kind of bummed that the <laughs> the ACA one on, on the new consoles doesn't have that extra course. I kind of wish they would have given us that version instead of the cart version. Um, but still worth having, totally. Uh, as Josh mentioned... I also played Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, we'll talk about that for the review. So I went back to Killzone, <clears throat> trying to finish the damn story. Game is such a trudge. It is such a clunky trudge. And if I was reviewing that game today, even this remastered version on PS3, it would probably get like a six. It's not a good game. 
that's the game I want to see done in a Shadow of the Oh Colossus my god, yes. Way, oh, with fuck yeah. all the resources of the PS4 behind it and to see because I agree. They they strain so hard. Yeah, but you know what, Josh? The it's the limits of the hardware. At it's the not time. just that. The the problem is and I'm I'm at the I'm really at the at close at the end of the game. Like very very I'm up on the space station, I'm ready to go after the bad guy. Oh yeah, there's definitely parts of it that are but that are a pain in the balls. The, the problem just... is you have no weapons that are accurate except for a sniper rifle that you get maybe twice in the whole game. The sniper rifle is great. You can get a one one shot shot kill, you know, headshot, but you only get six shots with it. There's no ammo to pick up anywhere for it. <clears throat> so, I'm walking through this gulch there's guys up in front, and they can see you, even though you can't see them. So all of a sudden, bullets are coming at you, and they're hitting you really accurately. Every gun you effing have is so inaccurate. It's like you're a stormtrooper. You're hitting everything but the target that you're trying to shoot at. And I'm not exaggerating. It's terrible. So, absolute trudge. AI is really simplistic, like the original Far Cry on PC, where... If you just got in a, a, a vicinity, they all knew you were there. Every single AI opponent from 10 miles away knew you were there. And yeah. that's the way this game feels. <clears throat> the sound design's awful. The voice work is awful. Well, uh, and that's part of the problem. They, they had filled up the disc with everything else that they were straining against. They, were, they downsampled the audio so bad right. that it was but just... This, this is a remaster. Oh. They could have fixed that. But whatever. I don't yeah. really give a fuck about that. But yeah. the, 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 where I'm the getting at... I want to see it all redone. I, would, I said know? the same thing. I would love to see them remake that entire <clears throat> game in the Shadow yeah. of the Colossus way. Um, it would be a fucking amazing. I, I would yeah. love to see the trilogy come out like that. Like fix up two and three and yes. redo f- the first one completely. And give it the gameplay mechanics of two and three. Give It'd it everything awesome. that it wanted, that they wanted to do, yeah. but didn't have the but the horsepower to do. The first one's awful. It's 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 an awful game. It's it's a really bad game. Uh, it it is. It's it's terrible mechanic. I mean, even even though it's on PS2, there are games that came out. Not a lot, but there were there was a Call of Duty. There was a Medal of Honor. You know, there were Black came out on PS2. From a mechanics point of view. Every one of those games is leaps and bounds better than Killzone, the first one. And it just plays like shit. So how did it get a sequel then? Because it did well enough because everybody was touting it as the Halo killer on PlayStation, which is bullshit. Uh, Because honestly, I thought it built a better story, but the story in this is not very compelling right now. Um, I don't know. I laugh more at the story than anything else, but... It did well I enough. I like the world it set up. I love the world. I do too, it set but up, the game actually, itself didn't really set that work. world up. That's the problem is that they they put a lot of the world online that you had to read. It's almost like the Grimoire yeah. cards in the first Destiny. <laughs> B- seriously. But yeah. And I'm gl- <laughs> That's that's the weird dichotomy I'm dealing with here is I love the world and I love the other games, but the first one is an absolute trudge. And I got to this point on the on the space station now where <laughs> I'm stuck at this one part because there's no fucking cover. There's no way to detect where your enemies are. So all of a sudden there'll be one hiding somewhere. And it's one of those old school games that unless you kill every single one of them, a door's not going to open. And they're deadly accurate with the grenades. They're deadly accurate with everything. And their checkpoint system is fucking awful. It is absolutely sounds, terrible. Sounds like Shadowfall. It's, no, Shadowfall's way better. <laughs> 
Shadowfall's got bad checkpointing too, though. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what difficulty are you playing it on? Normal. Okay. But and, and I recorded some of it. I haven't extracted the video yet, but I'm going to put that recording up because. Un- Unfortunately, there's no microphone audio because if there was, you would hear me just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because there are there there are times that like get, there was get demonetized and flagged. Well, but no, there there was a point where I had to go through like a Helgen base and it was outside in like the desert and it lay these charges at these ammo dumps, like three of them, and then walk away. <clears throat> and my character, as it always happens in that game, gets stuck on something that you can't see. And I'm standing right next to the building, and the checkpoint's five feet away, and I got killed by the blast. And I had to go through that entire section again. That took me about a half an hour. So, it's shit like that. It just... Ugh, it's so bad. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the modern mechanics, like being able to, to zoom down the site normally, uh, now it's clicking on the, on the right stick. Ugh. And it's, it's just awful. Like, the running mechanic is terrible. Everything about it, it's just bad. And you would, unfortunately, this remaster, quote unquote, was done like the, the Shadow of the Colossus remaster on PS3, where they essentially put, and, and I'm getting this from Bluepoint on, on Bluepoint streamed the new Shadow of the Colossus yesterday, and they were talking about the PS3 one. And they talked about how big the team is that worked on the PS4 version. And they listed the people that worked on the PS3 version. There were like five people. Because it was essentially the PS2 game, and they just like, had one artist touch up the the, uh, the textures and stuff like that. That's the way this feels. It's just, they kind of upped the graphics a little bit, and that was it. They didn't do anything with the sound design. They didn't do anything with anything. And whatever the sound design, it, it's it's kind of laughable. But the problem is there's no music or any ambient sound whatsoever, so it's really quiet all the time. I actually hit my Bluetooth speaker and turned music on because it was so bored. It's just, it's a trudge. But- that's kind of the evolution of games where they realize that they can't just have no, you know, no ambient no, noise, no good music. But yeah. there are a ton of PS2 games that I could probably pull up that do mm-hmm. everything way better. And the problem was back then, and why I never got interested in Killzone on the PS2, is I was still a PC gamer back then, big time. And I'm playing like Battlefield 1942, and I'm playing all these insanely cool FPS. And you go to Killzone, I mean, Halo, when I finished it, it was on PC. I didn't play it on Xbox. I finished it on PC. So, it was that, but, and I'm a lot more forgiving nowadays, and I still want to get through it, but I'm really fucking pissed at the game right now. And it's funny, because it has trophy support, and I think it put me over up to another level on trophies. <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> I don't know, it's, it's funny, I'm on the PS3 a lot lately. Like, I'm just, I'm always on that thing, dicking around. I was, I was watching Netflix on the PS3 the other day for some reason. I got two PS4s in the living room, I'm watching it on PS3. Because I kind of wanted to see if, if the app still worked all right or not. No, I still use my PS3 in my uh, family room. Yeah, yeah. As a primary like media device right now. Because um, you can't watch PlayStation View on two PlayStation 4s, which is stupid. Yeah, that's well, it makes sense because of the account thing, but... I get it. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, they, I should be able to have a guest login that has access to it at least. I agree. <laughs> I actually brought that up to the PR people a couple times, saying that it was kind of silly. Yeah, don't I've you have a, don't a, you have a Roku? Now. I do have a Roku, and I have two PS4s, so yeah. what are you going to do? I know. I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then I played um, more Killzone 2 online, streamed it the other night, because uh, obviously I was editing last Thursday, so I couldn't do it that night. But I just, I just, I just decided I wanted to play on Saturday, so I got on and played for a couple hours. 
uh, Wyatt from uh, Andy's new partner on on the SideQuest podcast uh, got on and played with me with uh, Jehonius as well. So it was cool. I haven't talked to Jehonius in years online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. You know, I had the Discord server running. I think I streamed it. So, yeah. So check that out. I didn't have the audio set up correctly. Like, some of the stuff wasn't working. But, uh, God, I love that game. Uh, but it, it, it it's funny to see the things that pissed us off about Killzone 2 Online so much that are still present even worse now because the people around there are diehards. The amount of of base camping and, like, spawn camping and, oh, my God, it's it's crazy. And and then you start remembering, like, oh, yeah, that's right. You, we we used to actually get to the point where we would throw a, a spawn point down, which is just a smoke grenade thing. We'd throw it down as a decoy. Yeah, we would tell everyone, don't use that spawn. Yeah, yeah. It, but it would get bad. The problem is I'm not playing with the Zeros, and I'm not playing with the VG Evo clan. It's just a couple but of see, like, people. The spawn camping, it sounds t- similar to when we were playing against randoms in Shadowfall, where you went out through that orange door and somebody was just standing there waiting. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Killzone 3, though, they, they did something, and I don't remember what it is, but they did something in Killzone 3 to kind of get get away from that. And one of it was that you could spawn on your squad leader, yeah, mm-hmm. which I think you can do that in two as well because I think I remember spawning on Jehonius. But um, they—that was the thing about Killzone Three that I liked—is that they took they took actions to try to do away with that because that got so frustrating. Killzone Two, but you know, it's it's I would love to see like Josh said those three games remastered because two and three still fucking hold up. Like they're beautiful games. You know, they're very dark, obviously, and and, and cloudy and whatnot. But man, they're still gorgeous games. So yes, I would love to see those done. But do you want to see? Do you want to see them remastered without the multiplayer? Because that seems to be kind of an mo lately. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's. I think that's where we would go. But the problem is, there's nobody playing Shadowfall online. I've tried a couple of times now. Right. And it's a smattering. Like you'll, there's no server browser, unfortunately, in Shadowfall, which I think was a major problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember they explained why they did that. It was basically so that people couldn't, uh, you know, cheat and level up. But like. Every server I've joined lately has two to five people on it. Right. So it's kind of frustrating. <clears throat> uh, and then, like I said, I found or I, I've, I found this Vita a while back. This is my original Japanese one, <coughs> but I didn't have a, a charger for it. Uh, but I found the charger today. So even though this isn't my normal runner, I actually have an 8-gig card in this. So I was like, screw it. I want to I wanna mess with the Vita. So I got this going today and played some Ridge Racer on it, which, uh, man... That's beautiful on the Vita. Wow. Uh, but it was funny because this is that game that they released a bunch of cars and music for it, but they released the music like by track. So you had to download every single track manually and separately. Uh, so it's silly. It's so silly. <clears throat> um, and then I got gotten a VR kick on Saturday or Sunday. Had some varying results, and I think it was because it was so bright that day. Because it was the middle of the day and the sun was really coming right in my uh, my patio door. And Glenn has no curtains. I don't. Well, f- why pay for curtains if I'm only going to live here a few more months? You know. <laughs> but to be fair, that door faces like nothing. Well, but that door. The funny thing is, I don't get direct sunlight. But the sun, because it snowed and the sun was really bright that day, it was crazy. <laughs> but um, some games work, some didn't. So it was really odd. So <laughs> Zen Studios published a new game called Out of Ammo for PSVR, which looks like a lot of fun. Could not get it working. Uh, I got in the game, and it was tracking fine, I think, but it was glitching out. 
Like, I was only getting static images and all this weird shit, so I couldn't play out of ammo. Rec Room, I already told you my experience with that one. It worked fine, but it was fucking weird. Tide Pods. <clears throat> it was. Like, this little, it was a little kid's voice. Yeah. Like, ah, this one tastes like blueberry. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, I'm out of here. Um, tried Everest, Ever, uh, Everest VR, because it always looked really interesting to me. <clears throat> so I get in. I get everything set. You know, I'm in the right spot. I move my head to where it's supposed to be, all that stuff. And it starts walking me through a tutorial, and it says, okay, this is your guide. So look right at his face. So I looked at his face, and the circle came around it and said, okay, now wave to him to move on. So I'm taking the move controller, I'm moving it, and my hand is waving on the screen. Did nothing. Nothing. For like a minute, I was just sitting there like a, like a crazy person, moving my hand right and left. Nothing. So I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Um, played some Star Blood Arena. Still a lot of fun. I need to keep playing that more and more. I really enjoy that game. And then a surprise. Uh, I forgot that somebody had given me a copy of Fishing Master a while back. Uh, and, I, and I always enjoyed the Sega like bass fishing game and everything, for what they were. <coughs> so I get in and play this, and <coughs> like you start off under the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's really well done. Like the, the visuals in the game, really, really well done. So you're on the back of a boat, you're under the Golden Gate Bridge, and you're, you know, you're casting out to try to catch fish and everything. A little bit more simplistic than Sega Bass Fishing uh, or some of the other ones I've played, but it's actually a fun game. Uh, There's some skill involved. You have to worry about some of the different... It's kind of like the normal stuff where you can't keep reeling them in or there's too much stress on the line and you'll break the line, that sort of thing. Um, But I was very successful. I was catching some good fish. Uh, There's a whole aspect where you have to repair your equipment after every run. Um, and then you open up more locations. And there were, the next one I opened is like, I think it was in Australia or something like that. So it's kind of cool. I don't know what the price is, but if it's cheap, it's kind of a neat game. Uh, and then I think MJC is reviewing this one, Iconoclast. No, I think Ray. Maybe Ray's got that one, yeah. So I started playing Icon- Iconoclast, which is uh, cross-buy on PS4 and Vita. Uh, and it's kind of a Metroidvania-type game, but... Uh, pretty interesting game like visually very well done it looks a little indie but at the same time really deep graphics <coughs> which i like uh but you, you know you have to find this ranch and and you can do certain things with it uh the story is a little silly uh the, the dialogue is a little silly at times got about an hour into it and then i had to go do something but so far i think it's pretty neat so i'm gonna keep playing that one and then watched so even though I just found the DVD set, which I didn't realize I had, I totally forgot that on HBO Go, uh, the entire run of the Larry Sanders show was on there, which is uh, a show I really liked way back, but I didn't have HBO, so I only got to watch a smattering of it. So I actually started watching mm. that. Some six episodes into that show. And oh my mm. God, the, the guests he gets. Yeah. Carol Burnett. You know, it, it, Dana Carvey was on it. Just a ton of different cool guests. Everybody was on it. Yeah, it was. It was literally like a real talk show. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. And then on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I, apparently they this is the first time it's been released on Blu-ray. Uh, but I found this on Amazon the other day, dirt cheap. Uh, the Cannibal Run, first one. <laughs> and I haven't seen this movie in so because Cannibal Run two used to be on TV all the time. These bleeds. <laughs> But the f- the first one hasn't been on in forever, and and quite frankly, I forgot a lot of stuff in this movie. 
But Jack Elam is that crazy doctor, and I mean, just all these stars that are in it. Uh, fucking a man, I love that movie and the Jackie Blu-ray. Is Chan. Jackie Ch- Jackie Chan's, I think, his first or second American movie. Well, he's supposed to be Japanese, and he's no, you, speaking. Yeah, can- and he's Chinese. He's speaking. He's speaking Cantonese, like yeah. when they're doing the whole thing, and yeah. But yeah. he was one of the funniest parts of the movie. Oh hell like, yeah! When I was a kid, seeing that in the theaters. <laughs> He was hilarious. Um, Terry Bradshaw and that other guy are in it, and and they're fantastic. Roger Moore had the whole weird thing going on where he was he was James Bond, he wasn't James Bond, he was well, Roger Moore, and it, it was supposedly a guy that had plastic <laughs> surgery done, a rich guy that had plastic surgery done, so they looked like Roger Moore. Yeah, and apparently well, the script called for him to say James Bond, but then the Broccoli's threatened to sue, so then they had to switch it over to him saying Roger Moore all the time. But he had yeah. the DB5 and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., awesome. Jimmy the Greek's in it for a little bit. Uh, Burt Convy's in it. <laughs> Back then, I didn't realize he was like an actor. <laughs> you know, I just remember him from, yeah. from game shows. Game shows, yep. And, uh, but uh, what a, what a uh, take back to my childhood. I mean... Holy That's crap. Oh, my God. And the second one, I love the second one because it just got wacky. But, yeah, it's it's really cool. And it was like 10 bucks on Blu-ray, dude. And there's uh, there's a commentary track, which I want to listen to. So I'm hopefully maybe do that this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's what I did actually yes, last night. I watched Cannonball Run. So there's some other stuff, but that's that's a good deal of what I played. So now we can hear the Monster Hunter nerds. Okay. Uh, who, who You want to start, Dave? Die. <laughs> Sorry. What's up? I had to step away for a second. Oh, okay. Dave was watching oh. TV again. Don't worry about it. No. Oh, and knock something over. <laughs> Lock that oh, door, no, man. Uh, do you want to wanna start or should I start? Uh, you can go ahead. Okay. All right. So I'll just start with what I watched. It's wrestling. Sorry. Uh... It was Royal Rumble weekend, so NXT had a show. It featured one of the better shows NXT's had in a while, like one of the best matches, which was the championship match. Um, but more importantly, the Royal Rumble happened. And like I said, I, I don't I try not to watch the week to week show just because it takes a long time. But like the Royal Rumble is like one of the big events, so it's always fun to watch. And this year's show was like the first time I think like the Internet community was actually happy. At the end of it, what? which like never happens. Usually, everyone's miserable as hell and angry after the show. But like, it seemed like universally everyone was happy because like the right people won the Royal Rumble. Like there was no reason to complain. And Ronda uh, Rousey, exactly. Yeah, and that was a, a big thing. Um, they f- did the first ever women's Royal Rumble, yeah. which was really good. It was, I think, it was actually better than the men's Royal Rumble. <laughs> Uh, which is surprising uh, just because I, I didn't know what to expect. And they had a lot of like former uh, women's wrestlers come or divas as they were called back then. Did Lita, um, did and, Lita show up? Yep. Lita and Trish Ooh, showed up. I like Lita. Wait, they're not called divas anymore. No, they're called uh, just women. <laughs> <laughs> which for the WWE. I always thought they like, called it like a diva league or something like that. They used to. And now yeah. they changed uh, a couple years because you know, they respect women now, uh, which, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is sure. you know, totally for WWE, that's yeah. for WWE. That's like a big improvement, sadly. Um, 
but yeah, no, the, the women put on like a really good show and they actually main evented the, the main reason they main evented though, is because at the end of the Royal rumble, Oscar wins, but then Ronda Rousey made her debut. And well, did you hear the whole thing about Ronda Rousey? Because there was a rumor that that was going to happen, that she was going to sign a contract and TMZ was after her and they, they found her at the airport in LA and she actually got onto a commercial flight to Columbia. Yeah. And then she caught a private plane to the arena, which was, it was Detroit, right? Uh, no, Philly. Philly. So she caught a private plane so that she wouldn't be seen by anybody and kept a complete secret and she didn't even tell her husband or her husband's kids. That's how big of a secret she kept it. <laughs> Yeah, well, the news broke out a couple months ago that she was in negotiations with them, but they had no clue. No one knew if, like, they actually went well or, like, yeah. when she was coming over. So, well, when she did that those Columbia negotiations thing, just end up being a couple of uh, episodes and things like that, too, right? Yeah, and apparently she uh, said she's gotten a full time contract, which I mm-hmm. still don't believe because, like, Brock Lesnar is on, like, a part time contract, and I don't see Ronda Rousey being there every week. Just. She doesn't have to be. She might be done with UFC, though, so she might just be moving on. Ronda Rousey? And even then, her name is big enough that she probably doesn't need to, like... She could use her name enough not to have to be there every week, like they Mm -hmm. do with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar fights three times a year. Yeah. I think she is Uh, done with UFC because she can't win anymore. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) She literally hasn't... She can't win. To be fair, that league is is controlled by one man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, and- <laughs> like he, it's just it's so weird though when compared to as it's moving up as a more prevalent sport that he just gets to pick and choose who fights who and what time they fight and it's well, just so weird and who but, wins but, and yeah. how does it happens he, and does no, he still yeah, have all that power though because he sold UFC no but he but that was part of his contract he retained all of that. oh no like, shit he I yeah, a, he's still yeah, he, Dana White he, yeah. they're like here's all the money here's the money for you but you still need to run it and here's what you get so we gave him all this money and they give him a certain percentage of everything from why, that day forward why can't we get that for PS Nation damn it <laughs> keep telling me we're for sale <laughs> uh, I mean a guy on Twitter today thought that we were PlayStation he wants us to do something about SOCOM yeah why is that's why you're leaving right so yeah. focus on SOCOM yeah. Or no, it wasn't SoCom. What was it? He uh, tweeted, oh yeah, wow, you guys would get more people on PSN if you offered better games like Dark Souls 2 or Far Cry 4 for PSN, or for PS Plus, but no, give Japan and EU people better deals. I don't think EU got got the same lineups we got. Eh, Don't worry about it. But there is something. Aren't they giving like new Plus subscribers Far Cry 4? Probably. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ronda Rousey hold on, hold on, hold on. I have something for the. Oh, I have to turn this on though because my, my computer's making a lot of noise. Hold on. Here we go. I have this. Holy tangent, Batman. Teehee. We could use that like seven times during the minecarts. <laughs> uh, well, it is funny though because uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, it seems like. Uh, they kind of didn't know what to do with her because she kind of just awkwardly pointed at the WrestleMania sign like three times. Yeah, that was so weird. To end the show. It was just super awkward. Apparently in an interview, she said that uh, she didn't know what she was doing until 10 minutes before she did it. So it sounds like they legit didn't know what to do. And all they told her was like, can you go out there and point at the sign? Point at the she sign. did that three times. Yeah, he's focused on the XFL right now. <laughs> God. God. That's... Yeah, the XFL. I went on such a weird like high when I heard it was coming back because I think it's like the dumbest idea. It is, 
And then I hear the reasons they're doing it, and it sounded even worse. And it's just like, oh, God. How many times have people started new football leagues to try to compete and do it during the summer in insanely hot weather when nobody gives a shit about it and failed? USFL, XFL. I think it's in the summer. Uh, Well, well, he he hasn't said it yet, but it's got to be. It's got to be when the NFL is not playing. Yeah, it'll be yeah, like that's what it, <clears throat> Okay, but it's still uh, going to go into the summer. XFL, yeah, XFL, I think their championship the first time, or the only time, uh, they started in the spring and ended right before training camp Yeah, for the NFL. Uh, I, I guess they'll do that again. Johnny Menzel's campaigning to be... Uh, he can't God, play. In there. He, can't, he can't play. For in 2020? No, McMahon already said, you have a criminal record, you're not playing. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot Nobody he has the criminal record. Plus, God won't let him. Policies. McMahon, <laughs> it's like, so to give, you know, whatever, right or wrong, he sold 100, like, I think 100 mil in stock, and that's yeah. what he's using for the XFL. He started yep. a new company with it. It's all his money. Yep. He's going to own the league and all eight teams, personally. <laughs> what yep. an idiot. I well, get he's it. Saying but... it's, it's, it's either on me or not. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they'll have, I wonder if NBC's willing to partner up with them again, or if NBC's just going to back away well, from jo- it. Josh will be interested in this. His goal is un- games under two hours. <laughs> Start to finish. They'll have, like, just, sideline advertising or something. He'll get some... You know what? Here's the thing, though. Like, whether it's... It won't be a television network, but somebody like Amazon I mean, Prime or the Netflix The WWE Network. Well, you could put it on his wrestling network. Yeah, but the problem... will buy it. So. That, that's so limiting, though, to have it on something like an app or... A service like Netflix or whatever. It, it's very limiting for yeah, something he, that you're trying to compete with. He keeps control with. of it, though. I get that, but you're, you're trying to compete with the NFL who has their own channel, uh, which I hate, and I never watch the NFL channel uh, because they want you to pay extra for it. I ain't going to pay extra for it. I would agree with you that XFL. he's trying to compete with the NFL if he was doing it at the same time as the NFL. He's just trying to draw from a possible audience that there's, there's fever for NFL year-round. Well, but at the same time, you can argue that well, a lot of people will argue. I'm not saying you or me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will argue that the NFL is hurting, and that's why McMahon picked this time to do it because there's that perception that the NFL's hurting. And we, I mean, we've there's a nine percent drop in viewership. Oh no! And, yeah, and that's that's what he's going after. And sounds like he's gonna, you know, it sounds like there's like a little political thing behind it as well, which is like, okay, good luck with that. If he gets 3% of that audience, it's going to be successful. It depends on what his expectations are for success. The the first XFL could have been successful, and it was for a little while, but it fell apart quick because he brought too much wrestling to it. He brought way too much wrestling to it. And the the problem was NBC went to him and said, get the ratings up. Yeah. What's that, Josh? There were a lot of other problems with that right off the bat. And he's taken the, it's been years now and he's learned from all that. He's, he knows what went wrong in the original one and he's, he's doing it better now. Like the original one, they said, all right, we're starting. And six weeks later, they started. Six Six weeks weeks later, later, they started. I (laughs) mean, this is like two years out. He's he's planning this much better and he's, he's actually trying to make a serious go of it this time. So I don't know. I, I would not expect, I don't know, I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm not just going to immediately dismiss it because I he's doing everything a thousand times better than he did the first time around. He It'll, can be, I, don't, I wouldn't say he is. I think he uh, needs to prove yeah. some things before we can say he is. Yeah. To but me, though, it's all going to depend on the player contracts that he signs. If he does not want to be used as an NFL farm system, his contracts have to be multi-year contracts right. that say no NFL signing. <clears throat> right. Like three he's, to four year contracts. He's also going to target 
that subset of NFL audience that is upset with players kneeling and he already said that he all like that stuff. He like a, you know? he legit said like our players won't kneel. Which exactly. is like he he made that because statement. It's his league. If you're in our stadium, you won't it. kneel. He controls or... every single team, and yeah. he can dictate exactly how the games go. And he might he, as he will oh, cater that directly to that audience that yeah. that is that is ambivalent or outright pissed off, and he'll get them. He, he might will. as well have said that while eating Papa John's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. But it, that's exactly what he's aiming for, and that's what he'll get right off the bat. So he's he's going to have people wanting to see it. I mean, he'll, he'll have people wanting to tune in just for the spectacle, sure. just to see what it's like. But if he actually puts a halfway decent product on the field, he's he's going to have people watching so, it. I think he already kind of shot himself in the foot two ways. Uh, the first one is he named it the XFL again, which that's Extreme Football yeah. League, and it sounds like he's going for the opposite of extreme football league. Yeah. yeah. He was talking about old school, not old school football, but like classic American football or wholesome football. And oh, XFL doesn't work I, for that. I, I guarantee he's going to roll Jim Ross out at some point. Oh yeah. And actually Jim Ross wasn't that bad of a football commentator. No, Jim Ross <laughs> is a great commentator, but didn't he yeah. retire? Uh, no, he still uh, does Japan. Oh, does okay. Japan and uh, they roll him out uh, a very big event for WWE. Oh, he's got a weird contract. We can hop between different companies cause he's Jim Ross. Well, I thought he retired completely. I, that's how much I've hated. He, he did a, He did a couple years ago, and then he just came back just because uh, accident, Mark Cuban gave him a really good deal where he can record from home oh. for the, the tape Japanese shows. Yeah. So he doesn't have to leave his house to do like commentary anymore. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good old JR. Um, the second thing I think the XFL shot themselves in a the foot with is the no criminal record yeah, because there are some one. really great criminals that aren't in the NFL right now. <laughs> and if he needs talent, there is a lot of talent that can't get, play in the NFL. Yeah. And it sounds bad, but like, no, no, they can play in know. the NFL. They're just not, they, the NFL is just not signing them right now. No, exactly. But he's <laughs> saying he doesn't want any criminals, but there's some very talented criminals that he can pick from if he wanted to do that. It's true. And, and it's it's a weird thing to say, but it's one of those things where it's like I wonder how long that's gonna last. Did, did he say if if they have a misdemeanor or is it only felonies? I, think uh, said, I don't remember exactly what he I, said. He said criminal record and they, and some stuff wow. floating around in interviews said like like DUIs count. So oh wow. So if he if he's going down to like DUIs and DWIs, like uh, he's not gonna have the best talent pool to pick from. Right. Never gonna have anybody from the Midwest. Uh, what's what's that TV show you like? About football, last chance you. Maybe he just can oh. get a deal with them. Yeah, there you go. None of those guys would be able to go. <clears throat> oh, have juvenile records. Maybe he'll get them. <laughs> That'll be the caveat. <laughs> those are sealed. Uh, uh, the XFL. That, that's going to be fun in two years. Yeah. Just to, to watch where that goes. And he's going to be seventy-four years old, and he said he's going to balance WWE and the XFL. It's like okay. Well, we'll but see. I mean, he can offload the uh, WWE stuff to his kids and Triple H, yeah. which I hope happens. Triple H. Okay, so I, I, I'll talk about games now. All right. Um, talk about myself so, last, and we'll just transition with mine. That's so. that's what I was gonna do. So, still playing Overwatch because they uh, released a new map and a bunch of new baseline cosmetics. Like no, they're cosmetic loot boxes, uh, or they added new cosmetics to the base loot boxes, so they're not tied to any seasonal event. Mm. And they added a ton of different items for like pretty much all the characters. So there's like more reason to play. 
along with the new map Blizzard World, which yeah. is basically Blizzard's version of Disney World. Because uh, it, it's basically uh, Hearthstone, um, World of Warcraft, Starcraft. Like it's a theme park dedicated to Blizzard games. It's pretty okay. cool. It, it's pretty busy and big. Like there's a lot of like, like, like verticality. Like there's different levels to it. There's a lot of like uh, shortcuts. It's very chaotic. Like I still, it's only been available for a week, so still learning like all the nuances of the map they haven't put it in competitive yet they usually wait a week or two yeah or they do that and then so there wasn't too much overwatch uh but my i have two white whales right now and that is chicken dinner and PUBG. still can't get that yeah still trying still can't get that i've never I gotten close in, in PUBG. <clears throat> i think I, I've, I, I've been in top 10 but i've gotten that down to number two in Fortnite a few times I have so many number two finishes in PUBG. It's 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 depressing. <laughs> and then my second white whale is try to win a game of HQ trivia. Still, I've never even played that. I've heard that. about it a lot, but I have no idea what it is. Ah, it's so so addicting. I always get knocked out like the seventh or eighth question, and there's always twelve questions. Yeah, so I'm Angel, always Angel so plays close. Yeah, I, I'm going to start tweeting her, like, what question got you out today? Just because <laughs> probably playing both games a day. Don't hey, do that, because she's very, very intelligent, and you'll feel very poor about yourself. <laughs> oh, no, when I when I, uh, I I tweeted her before, and she's like, what question got you out today? And I'm like, I, I forgot what it was, but it's always, like, the seventh or eighth question. She's like, yeah, same here. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm just addicted to that. I, I just want the, the money, and they, they got rid of the cash out limit. Like, you don't have to wait till you win $20. Oh, okay. You can cash out any time. Because a lot of times, you know, the the, the price is usually like $2,500, which is split based on how many people are playing yeah. or how many people win. And the games usually start around a million people. Jesus. And then by the end of the, the by the last question, there's only usually like maybe a, maybe like one to a couple hundred people mm. that win out of like a million. Mm. And they split the pot. So you end up cashing out if you win with like a dollar or a, a couple dollars. Sounds like it's worth it. Yep. This is how I'm going to live my life now. I'm just, as soon as I get that notification, <laughs> I stop what I'm doing. Screw yeah. that streaming uh, career. I'm going to do it in trivia. They're timed events. Like it happens at like nine o'clock Eastern. Like, well, that's yeah. what I saw. It was uh, like different. Three. Yeah. Cause Jeff Keeley hosted it one day. Yeah. Uh, but the only host that matters is Scott. Scott is the best. Okay. You can, you can ask Angela. She she she'll say Scott's the best. I don't I don't know what you're talking about for a host. So. Uh, nope. Scott is the only one that matters. Uh, but I'm currently just like addicted to that. Like I was so tempted while we were doing the podcast because I got the notification. But <laughs> I couldn't turn up the volume. So I had to stop. Uh, but the main game I've been playing, I probably put like 18 hours into it already. Is Monster Hunter. Hmm. I way ahead really, of you. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the funny thing is, I, I'm not quite ahead of you, probably just because uh, of the way I've been playing. You but uh, this the is rabbit hole is stabbing the same monster. <laughs> basically, because of how archaic the structure is. Um, okay. So I haven't played a Monster Hunter game since probably like the first one came to the US on the PSP. Mm. And I could never get into it because the systems are really bizarre. And by bizarre, I mean Japanese. And. Uh, <laughs> 
the um, multiplayer was always, you know, ad hoc and trying to get multiple people with PSPs in the same area is always difficult. So I just never got to enjoy Monster Hunter. Right. So playing it on a PS4, like it's a huge jump in like quality and such a you know, good looking qu- game. Yeah. Uh, visually, there's more uh, like <clears throat> quality of life additions made to it. You know, just they streamlined the, the combat, the systems and little things that if you played Monster Hunters before, they made it like a little bit more casual friendly. But it still has the heart of Monster Hunter, which can frustrate you if you're casual. <laughs> um, like, mission structures are very weird, how they plan them out. It almost feels kind of like an MMO mm. in terms of just, like, get your quest from a board, go do your quest, kicks yeah. you back to the main hub. You know, Get three get, side quests and a new quest. Yeah, <laughs> rinse, repeat constantly. And the online structure, isn't that great? In terms of like connecting with friends and playing it, with them, it's very, it's actually not that bad once you figure it out. I figured it out, but it took longer than it should have to know. Yeah. Like I'm gonna co op with my friends, and despite playing 18 hours, the constant thing like I run into is like if your friend has not played the same mission as you, mm-hmm. they can't join you and help you out. They and, can. Well, they have to play that mission before they can help you with that mission. Or you can both be on the same mission, but you both have to start the mission at the same time, track the monster, watch the cutscene, and then join each other. Yeah, so that's the the problem. Is like sometimes you can't join someone until it's like, oh, this person hasn't watched the cutscenes. So then you can't join them until they watch the cutscenes, and then as soon as they watch the cutscene, then you can join them oh, and help Japan. them with the mission. That's yeah, so, so Japanese. A- well, and yeah, the thing so- about it too is, so like you can be in an online so you can every time you you go into the game you can either you join an online session and a match makes you match makes you with a bunch of other people none of those people are you're not playing with them but they're just on your instance or on your server right and then you can do like where you kick off a quest and then you there's a point in time where like there's like a uh, like a team up screen that where you can you can limit your quest to to two members or four members up to four members and then they can join you from there if they want but like he's saying like it has to be like you all have to be at the exact same path or you or you're just repeating another mission that you both have completed and then they can join you but you can also like send up a flare like a, literally like turn a flare on and shoot it in the air and that opens your mission up to anybody you're saying hey i need help and anybody can join. You can actually go to the quest board and look for SOS flares. Hmm. And, yeah. join. and if you're in a squad with people, like that's basically the clan system, you'll you'll get notification that someone in your squad has sent out a flare, so you don't have to like run to the board and check frequently. Yeah. You could just like it'll just tell you like, oh, someone in your squad sent a flare. You want to help them? And you could do that. Uh, the one thing that I've been repeating despite 18 hours is I got uh, ahead of my friends but they couldn't help me with a mission that I needed multiple people. Mm. So then I would then I've been through like the same three missions, probably like five times now. <laughs> Cause I'm just like trying to get them up to where I'm at so I can get help. And the good thing, the good thing boss. about that though, is that every time you kill a monster, even if you kill the same monster over and over again, or when you go out in the world, you can continuously collect materials and stuff that you need to craft different weapons or to craft different potions or to craft armor, you know, or upgrade, you know, or to forge new armor. So it's even when you're helping somebody like behind you, that's behind you in level or in hunter rank or whatever, it's not quote unquote, a waste of your time. Yeah. You can still get materials. I will tell people, make sure you make a wish list 
of materials and armor because it makes collecting stuff and upgrading to your path a lot easier because it'll like notify you when you actually collected enough things to make the thing you want you can get hella lost (laughs) yes uh especially like right now like me and my friends are all in different situations we're like oh i need i need s bones or whatever and someone's Mm -hmm. like i need ancient bones and then i need l L bones and it's kind of hard to tell like where exactly you get those or if it's just like randomly in bone piles so there's like a weird thing or there's a lot of weird stuff like that that it's just kind of a little archaic a little convoluted on like getting yourself like on the right path that you want and then learning all the different like side quests like dave mm-hmm. have you messed with like the the whole side quest where you go to the ecologist or whatever and then a little bit i'm still kind of going through the story and in the um you know just just going through the story and trying to figure that stuff out i'm at the point now where, like with the cannons where we're the binded monster like the main like it's not the end of it but it's like it feels like it's a plateau in the campaign right now hmm. yeah so, so there's a thing you can go up to a person and they just have like a list of like 20 things that you can do why you're doing the main missions oh yeah you're talking about like bounties and stuff like that yeah the bounty stuff and that stuff like i checked all of them and i'm doing all of them but they're the the game doesn't do a really good enough job to tell you like how far you are with the bounties or Mm -hmm. um when you complete the bounties and then you go to her and you're like i did this i guess but it like the games doesn't really do a good enough job when it comes to that stuff but like outside of all the negatives i the gameplay is really really good like they streamlined a lot of the stuff before, like making sure your weapon was carved was always a pain in Monster Hunter games. Mm-hmm. Now you just have an infinite whetstone, so you can just yeah. like run the control, away. And carve the control up. mechanic is interesting. You hit like R1 and like a, a mini weapon wheel comes up and you can do different things like sharpen your blade or put your mantle on and, and go invisible. But you hold down L1, I'm sorry, and then you use the right stick to move it, you know, in nine different directions. And you can, as a quick, like, oh, I need to sharpen. Oh, I need to cover. I need to, you know, take a potion. Yeah, there's a, there's a, some, 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 uh, some stuff in it that it's, uh, like Glenn said earlier, very Japanese with some of the, the mechanics. Oh, um, big like time. The, the targeting system's not that great. No. Like, you can target, like, the, the monsters have limbs that you know are weak weaker limbs to, that you want to attack but there's no real good way of targeting them you can target the whole animal but i don't i haven't figured out a way to target the specific limb other no, just than just fight like, near the area yeah yeah which, which so, like, is that's the point. biggest thing like there's you can see damage points coming off when you're doing something like but you don't there's they have no health bars the animals the the monsters have no health bars so you don't really the only way you can tell how close you are to defeating one is that they start to limp they get a little bruised they get a little battered and you know that they're kind of near the end you can knock certain parts off you can cut tails off you can break you know scales off and those are all things that you can collect materials for and stuff like that um and i've never played a monster hunter game before and then this one for whatever reason tunnel visioned me right in and i was like super interested in it but at the same time still scared of like you know am i gonna like this am i not gonna like this is it you know and 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 a couple you know more people that i know are playing and stuff like that so there's always like somebody you know somebody for you to play with it is way more fun to play with somebody else than to play by yourself it can be kind of a drudge by yourself and things like that but it's it's one of those games where there's like oh like okay there's a you know there's a I don't even know what it, there's a foot footprint over there that you got to pick up to to learn information about the monster and there's an herb over there you can pick up and then there's a water thing over there you can pick up and this monster is weak to this and but it will do damage with this like there's a huge amount of min maxing that's in there that's even like way over my head right now and I'm still trying to figure out 
See, this stuff just sounds way too much like uh, Evolve to me, and I hate it, Evolve. I don't. I, I didn't play enough of Evolve, but I, I think that like you can like there's there's enough variety to the game. There are 14 primary weapons that you can pick from. None of them is better than the other one, you know, and there's ones you can learn and you can upgrade and there's a high risk, high reward. Like there's this huge sword that you carry. And if you miss, it's a problem. But if you hit, you're doing like a hundred, you know, 80 to a hundred HP on somebody versus me. Like if I'm running dual blades and I'm hitting him like six times, like real quick, like real fast, like, and I'm only putting up like fours and sixes, you know? Sure. So I I watched, I watched you stream and I watched some other people stream it and, I mean, it, it, it's a good-looking game and everything, but I'm really glad I didn't buy it because I don't <laughs> think I'd get past a couple hours with it. <clears throat> it, it, it did, like they've said, like, if you're playing with other people, this is way more enjoyable. Just, like, how the different players can play off each other to take mm-hmm. down enemies is really interesting. Just, like, if you have uh, in your squ- in your your group have people with different weapons, the weapons can combo off each other really well. Um we I'm playing with someone that is using like a it's like a bug enclave mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. will uh shoot out bugs and if uh the person like aims at like the the leg, the head, and the tail, then it'll basically buff the people uh it'll buff you while you do attacks. Mm. So it'll yeah. there, there's a bunch some, of instances yeah. like that where it's like there's different combinations you can play with your friends that can make missions go faster and you can get the most out of that stuff. And they're doing a bunch of stuff with some of the content, which is kind of cool. Like there's a horizon zero dawn, like um, you can dress your companion up to look like a watcher. Yeah, but that's limited time, right? That's only it's, it's a limited time to earn it. Um, but once you earn it, you have it right. Right. Um, and then, but there's supposed to be alloy armor, alloy armor in there coming soon as well. They just right. announced like street fighter armor where you can be Ryu. Mega Man. Yeah, there's a like you turn your your companion into Mega Man. It's the eight bit Mega Man too. Well, so. they showed that in the trailer at PSX, and everybody's like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. Like the it's you know it's a very you know it's a very Japanese game that yeah. but it's it seems like like right now it, for me it's 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 fitting into that niche of like of something to to play with some friends to grind through some things to to you know to progress through to feel stronger because like when you go kill the monster again the second time if you if there's a certain armor set you're chasing you got to go kill the pukey pukey monster again like you know what its weaknesses oh, are pukey pukey yeah but you know what its weaknesses are you know like where's the best place to attack at first or what you're going after you know like and it's so the first time it might take you 20 minutes to kill it and then the second time it only takes you like eight mm. yeah mm. Is some of the some of them can take a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're I still can't really kill the uh, the the a- anthropomorph, the the T Rex. Like, mm-hmm. I can't kill that solo, but I know some people that can kill that T Rex monster solo. It's just sometimes the monsters <clears throat> fight too, which is hilarious. Like the yeah. T Rex one picked up like a jaguar thing and just destroyed it, and, like bit it in half. <laughs> and they can destroy the environment and create yep. new paths and everything like that. So there's 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 a lot of like cool things and areas. They're not huge areas. There are multiple different like environments. Sure. Uh, but the actual area that you go into to hunt them, it's not a gigantic open area, yeah. but it's it pretty looks open. really big. And then you start moving. You're like, wow, I moved that far. Like compared to what it looks like on the map. And then when you're down there moving, I'm like, huh. Yeah, it's never too far away. Uh, and uh, the monsters are cool, but it's Monster Hunter, so the monster designs have always been cool. I'm it's I'm hoping sucks. I find a a Binya Binya 
no one will get that reference. Someone will. <laughs> yeah. Someone will it's get my, the It's Owen's like favorite game now. He points on the screen and he just watches me like stab monsters and he just screams at the TV wide too. <laughs> <laughs> again, again. <laughs> so funny. We were talking about the family friendly games. I'm like, oh, Monster Hunter might be in that vein. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big dinosaur. Like what three year old doesn't like a big dinosaur? <laughs> Uh, and then you get the kids it? that are afraid of dinosaurs because they're huge and they're killers. He's not afraid after he sees his dad <laughs> kill one. When he sees dad jump on the back of the monster and stab it in the forehead. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> and then his dad's cat companion is just ramming a, a ramming cart into the T-Rex's toe. Yeah, there's so many so little great. things in the game, too. Like on the water levels, your cat gets this little raft and yeah. he's floating around on the raft. <clears throat> nice. There's a cat chef that has... It's great. Getting a meal from the cat is fantastic because there's like these two cats that are like dicing up like crazy, and then there's this badass cat with like a scar and a missing eye who just puts like a little piece of parsley down. And Josh, just... you'd, you'd have a problem with this game. You go and order a veggie platter and you see him fry up a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a fish. Ah, vegetarians eat fish all the time. No, no matter what you fry up, the meal looks exactly the same. And he's taking, yeah. he's, and he's in, he's in full armor, like he got this bone mask on, and he just st- your character like stabs the fork into the meal and just starts biting it through his mask. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so very Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I, right now it's still in that vein of like I haven't got to the point where I'm like okay, like I haven't got to the point where like I have to, I feel like I have to grind yet. I'm still like comfortable like progressing through the story a little bit, looking at some things, accidentally getting something done where I'm like, oh, I got a new armor set or I got a new armor piece or I can upgrade my other weapon, you know. So it's kind of just fitting into that into that niche for me right now. So mm. I mean, when I play it some more, I'll stream it again. I streamed it on Saturday. It should be in the archives. I haven't exported it to YouTube, but I streamed it like five or six hours on Saturday, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I joined for like 90 minutes of that. Yes. Whereas I was uh, playing it, it, a PS2 game, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's been my new chat room game, basically. Yeah. Just shoot oh, okay. the shit with friends. Yeah, yeah. It's good for that. Nice. Dave, anything else for you? Um, ironically, after we won a couple of awards, um, Angela's got this kick where she wants to try to play some games with me, so we've been oh, playing God. everybody's golf. Yeah. So she's been trying to play everybody's golf and we kind of made her her own account um, so she can dress her character up and, and do all that stuff. And Great, Dave. Now you're going to have her around all the time. Yeah, Can't even have so your gaming to yourself. She's getting a little bit more dexterity. I can always, <laughs> I, if I buy everybody's golf digitally, I can just kick her in the other room. So, <laughs> uh, Yes and no. Yeah. Oh, because you have it on disc? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had success. Well, no, I've had success with... Um, the so John like everybody my son has his own PS4 now or we have a second PS4 in the house it is technically his it'll go with him when he goes to college um so like anything that I have digitally on my store I've, we he's a sub account right um, right so he's yeah I set my I sign onto his PS4 with my account I set his PS4 as my primary and I sign onto <clears throat> my PS4 with his account and set his as primary and all my digital games we can play back and forth sure. Um, so like he started, you know, I played a little bit of destiny two with him. He started the campaign. So I was leveling up with him a little bit, um, played monster hunter, uh, played everybody's golf. Um, and that then I played today right before a little bit before we re recorded they destiny two had a big update where they added like the raid mods and the masterwork armor. So yeah, I wanted to see how that stuff mattered in the raid. So I got a group together and we ran the raid through real quick. So it's a it's a somewhat substantial difference. Um, if you already had raid gear like the helmets and the gloves and the boots, all that stuff came with um, new raid specific uh, specific mods. 
Like in Destiny One, you'd get something that says like increased agility while carrying the Scorch Cannon, or you know increased armor while holding a charge. That those perks were great, and they only mattered to certain encounters. Mm. So like if you were fighting Atheon or fighting Oryx, like there were certain perks you'd get for that particular encounter. Um, these perks, they're tr- they tried this time to do them more broadly. So they they'll say like while on on board the Leviathan, which is where the raid is located, sure your um, your elemental abilities are increased by 25%. So that's anywhere it, with either one of the raid gears. It's any. Um, so if you're running like a Hammer Titan, your solar grenade is going to do more damage as long as you have the class item on that has that perk for it. <clears throat> anywhere in the Leviathan. So, it, you know, whether you're doing the raid layer or the current raid. So I was messing with those a little bit since I had a lot of the raid gear for the characters and they, they were all, all the mods were retroactively put on your raid gear. So you, didn't, yeah. you don't have to go back and re earn it. If you have raid gear, it's just there, and you can change them at will um, for one callus token, which is their rep, which is like the some of the rewards you get for completing the raids. You get tokens, just like you get a token for doing a you know a flashpoint on Nessus. You get Nessus tokens and stuff like that for rep. Yeah. Um, so like that's that's interesting. Like so again, you know, there's the three elements: the solar, the arc, and the void for all the classes. Each you know um, mod will have a solar specific or an arc specific or a void specific mod you can just move them at will within the mods for one token and you don't lose the other mod previously when you would equip a different mod in the game um you would lose that mod like if you did something that you know like recharged your arc grenade on your gloves and you changed it to recharge your solar grenade you lost that arc mod it was just gone it was a consumable one-time use that's not the case now with this and then similar to what i talked about a couple weeks ago with masterwork weapons they've done masterwork armor now which increases your resilient, your pretty much increases your shields while your super is activated by three percent and stacks up times five pieces because uh, you can have five pieces of masterwork armor. So hmm. something else to grind for. And then they added a because um, they've been getting a lot of backlash with Eververse. Um, <laughs> they have reduced the amount of XP you have to earn to earn a bright Ingram hmm. from one hundred eighty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand. <clears throat> Um, I got one today. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I it's, still think it's really easy to get one, and I'm not even a hardcore player. You, you always at, at the beginning of the week, you always get the well rusted buff, which is your first three level ups are faster. Like you get it's little, it's a buff. Sure. So more more than likely, you, you probably don't finish the first. You don't get three a week, so you're still in that initial buff all the time. But even then, I still agree with you. When it was 180 thousand, I didn't think it. I didn't feel like I was like, damn, I haven't got an Ingram in a while. I never felt like that. Yeah. Um, and then they. So there's a new there's a ghost now like a that can drop from the raid it's an exotic raid ghost and it actually has a chance to dr- to reward you a bright ingram upon completion of raid encounters. Hmm. Um and then if you don't get it upon the compl- once you have the ghost equipped if you don't get the bright ingram on that encounter your odds for the next encounter increase and then if you don't get it then they increase again and so <laughs> forth until you get one. And then it also keeps track of how many um Encounters you've completed, kind of similar to like the kill counter ghost you have. You just pull the ghost out and it'll say you completed 20 encounters or whatever. Um, and it also has the ability to drop an exotic for you. And that, it, and then again, if you have the raid ghost equipped, it, it, it has a 50% chance of dropping an exotic for you that you don't already have. Right. So they're trying to be much, much more rewarding with the game. And we got an email today about a huge development update that they just released about they're essentially patching the game every month and what's in that patch yeah but it sounds like the next expansion is going to be delayed until like may (laughs) 
So, which is what I wrote in that article for the development update of Destiny, the things they were talking about. I right. read and I, I believed that it was going to be delayed. So, right. it almost feels like we're on the same track with, <laughs> when we were with Destiny 1. Vanilla came out, well, people I mean, were confused by it. Crota's End came out, people hated it. They waited and waited and they pushed out. They pushed House of Wolves back until May and it got a little bit better and then it got a little bit better. So, it feels like they're kind of just repeating the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, so... Didn't play that much. I played the. I did one raid encounter this week, or one raid run through this week, and helped Jonathan level up his character just a little bit. It'll still be fun to to go level up with him and do some end game activities with him. So. Sure, sure. Cool. Um, watched. Um, I've had a pretty rough week with inventory. Inventory finally started at my job, so praise Yay. God. Hopefully that'll be over by tomorrow. Um, and then uh, I did. Angela and I caught up on um, this is us. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you serious? You're watching that? Yes. You got a problem? Uh, you may lose your man card. Just letting you know. Yeah, well, says the single guy. So. No, not, I'm not the only <laughs> one saying this, Dave. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I also watch SWAT, uh, which is, I think, on... Oh, on CBS? Oh, well, then yeah. you got your man card back. Nah, yeah, but then... <laughs> only feels the LL Cool J movie. <laughs> no, this no, is... No, um, the new TV I, show. Yeah. Nope. And nope. <laughs> oh, a cool J movie. Colin Farrell. With you Colin Farrell, Jeremy movies? Renner. Yeah, it's an interesting. Oh yeah, that movie. was Jeremy Renner. Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. The caliber looks, cast. The the crappy boss that looks like Ben Affleck. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a classic. Something that if people haven't realized already, I don't pay enough attention to who the actors are or who the actors aren't. I don't keep track of people's names. I just the, I recognize them, and I'm like, oh, they were in that, or they yeah, were. I don't know what their names are. The so. main guy in the new TV show, I recognize, but I couldn't tell you his name. And he I was in Criminal Minds. I know yeah, that. I uh, couldn't tell you anybody else though. Yeah, so it's a decent show. I mean, it's a typical like for whatever reason the. Well, it's it's like the whole going promise. back into the cookie jar, just like Hawaii Five O, and yeah. You know. Shows that Angela and I watch together and stuff like that. So it's just, like I said, it's when I grew up as a kid. You know, my parents' house. They watched Walker, Texas Ranger, and I watched it with them. And they would watch. Oh yeah! Oh god! You know, Mr. Slow Mo. As long as you don't watch Eighteen Wheels of Justice, which still makes no. me laugh my ass off to this day. Um, I still I can't I I know I'm getting the name of the show wrong, but I you know like I still remember as like a little kid watching like I think it was like was it called Hammer with my dad like Hammer where he was a sledgehammer. Yeah, Sle- or Mike Hammer, one of the two. Yeah, so was it I, I serious mean, or was it a comedy? I don't. I was like eight. I don't remember. Did he have, did he have a mustache? Yes. Okay, that was that was Mike Hammer with Stacy Keach. Yeah, and it had like the like the <clears throat> like the beginning uh, uh, somatic or whatever it had the hammer like breaking through the glass or whatever. Oh sure, yeah. yeah so there so. was a there was a comedy that was only on for a couple of seasons called Sledgehammer that mm-hmm. was awesome and i have the dvd set and everything and and it was i think it was only two seasons and they fought with the network a lot and like they had the the network forced them to put a laugh track on so the dvds actually have the laugh track taken off but Mm -hmm. sledgehammer i was addicted to as a kid but mike hammer was a good show stacy keach he's he's a badass so i mean i watched a lot of that stuff with my parents and stuff like that so that you know the the love of that like i still uh, i can't remember i don't think i have it on view anymore but there used to be a channel that walker was on like three or four hours a day like in the middle of the day yeah i uh i just set up i i totally forgot that i had that usb antenna thing for the xbox one uh-huh. and i 
set up the antenna the other day to see what channels we have here and there's a couple channels like that like there's one that shows night court all the time and there's another one that yeah. shows like airwolf and yeah so i just have those on when i'm working during the day i'll just have in the background with the sound off yeah so i mean like that's that's just that's why i like ncis and that's why i like burn notice um you know just you know my, things like that my addiction is still blue bloods like wgn yeah. america plays that show all the time at night and I mean, I've watched all the seasons, and every like they just started again with the brand, you know, yeah. the old, the original sh- uh, episodes. And I just sat on my couch for like four hours watching Blue Bloods the other day. I'm like, what am I doing? I can watch this on Hulu anytime I want. Well, she's Angel's actually like made us kind of like not made us, but suggested like she she wants to slow down. Like it'll be certain like cause she doesn't want to get like too far caught up to where like now we don't have any more Blue Bloods to watch. We don't have a new season to watch. Like she doesn't want to get to that point where she's like, because then we have to find another show to start watching. <laughs> I would suggest, and and I actually scoffed at this show originally, but I would suggest Elementary. Um, yeah, I, I, we watched that. That was on. Um, I really like that show, and I didn't yeah, think I would like it at all. Yeah. The problem that I had with that, for some reason, I was entertained with that for a long time because that's the Sherlock Holmes one, right? What's that? It's yeah, the, the, Sherlock the modern Sherlock yeah. Holmes with Johnny Lee Miller, where he has like Lucy a drug Lou. addiction, and then she, like the nurse ends up being like his helper. Yeah, Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. So the the problem that I actually ran into with that one eventually was for whatever reason, and I don't know if it just was with, with what was going on at work and or within my life at that time, I would fall asleep during that show. <laughs> Like and I don't know why. Like there would be certain times that I yeah. and, and then so Angela ended up get just getting farther ahead of me in that and I just lost it. Like I, uh, I she was too far ahead. Yeah. So I'm like, I, it's probably something I should go back to. Um, and then because I can watch it when I'm at home and she's at work and like yeah. during my weekdays off or whatever. But um, like watch, Designated uh, Survivor hasn't come back yet. Watch <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine is surprisingly funny. Yeah. It's on Hulu and and I'm addicted to that show and I got rock addicted to it too now. Yeah, so, <clears throat> but Brooklyn Nine Nine um, is very good. The thing that sucks is I was telling Angel the other day because I heard some advertisement for it. Whatever's going on in This Is Us, they're like doing this big climatic. Um, so you're going to see all the because um, NBC has the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Um, and so and and This Is Us is on NBC, and apparently this big um, story peak is happening, and they're <laughs> airing it after the Super Bowl. Like I don't usually want to watch another thing after the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I, I want to like go to bed or finish or clean up from what we're doing and. You know, because a lot of times I might not even make it to the end of the Super Bowl if it ends up being yeah, like twenty four to ten. Like, yeah, I'm I, not going to finish watching. I doubt it. that I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I might flip by it every now and then, but I'm probably going to play a game that day. I'm probably going to play. Well, I'm, I will watch it. The kids will watch it, yeah. and Angela will cook a bunch of food that'll give me heartburn the next day. So I think I'm going to smoke <laughs> some, smoke some wings. Yeah. yeah, we know Josh is going to watch it. So big time Philly. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the second half. I, I want to record that first. day, Josh. Sunday night, I want to record. Huh. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I'm not watching that either. <clears throat> MDC would probably be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a Patriots fan, so I, I and I kind of like what? watching the Super Bowl. Now you're double fired. All right, he's fired. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, we're equals. <laughs> what? Yeah, but we're, we're not equal when you're a Patriots fan. I would respect a Bears fan more than I would respect a Patriots fan. I'm um, I'm like a, the Patriots, uh, I'm, I'm a, a fan ball. of a terrible, terrible team. So people just have pity on me. So. Yeah. So, but Aww. that's it for playing and watching. So. All right. Cool. Well, uh, I'll mention really quick. Warhawk Wednesday still going on. Marquee puts the server up. There, there was some PC, PSN problems going on the last few days. Uh, like I couldn't get online at all on Saturday for a while. Saturday it's been or Sunday. With PSN for like <laughs> last week. Yeah. So, uh, but he just got the server up and running uh, today. So every Wednesday we've got a PS Nation server in Warhawk. Get on and play. Starting next week, I'll have time to do that. 
Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, we do Kill Zone 2. Uh, again, I will not be on this week because I'll be editing this monster. This monster. Uh, but I have been getting on on the weekends to play Kill Zone 2 as well since the servers are coming down at the end of March. Uh, I want to get some time in with them. So if you're up for some Kill Zone 2, message me, whatever, and we'll get some people together and play Kill Zone 2. Uh, also, please, if you want, if you would like to maybe try to write for the site, uh, news, put news up, uh, do reviews, send us a sample to podcastpsnation.com. If you've never written before, that's fine. Uh, send us a sample and we'll work with you. We'll teach you how to do it. And, uh, but we need some more writers. We got a good amount of, uh, submissions. So I've gotten through a couple of them. I want to get through the more of them. Then we'll figure out where we're going to go from there. Uh, but we'll probably be sending some email, emails out soon. So thanks to everybody that sent us emails already. But podcastpsnation.com, send your sample and your email to let us know that you're interested, please. All right. Shout out the Colossus. Josh. Yeah. Now I'm, I, I streamed a bunch of it yesterday, so I'm, I'm, a cup, I'm about three hours in. I haven't finished okay. it yet like you. So no spoilers. You know, actually... He hasn't played it, so don't spoil it. The, the, <laughs> like, this is no, the first time I'm playing it. Do I need to finish it? It's the third version of the game, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Well, it's, it's funny. You finish the game? Come on, dude. I own the PS2 one. I own the PS3 version. I've never played it. I don't know why. I've just never... I think originally it was that I hadn't played Ico yet, and it just kind of snowballed from there, and I, I got the PS3 one, never played it, and then I started hearing about problems with it because it was a conversion. Um, but... I was determined to play this, even though I haven't still played Ico all the way through. Um, but you can skip Ico. There, but there's something to be said, and and the and the PR manager for this game, you know, put something out about it. But there is something to be said about even possible spoilers for a game like this, which I mean, the the, the narrative is very visually driven. Uh, but you have to remember, you know, there's a lot of people that are new to the PlayStation platform on PS4, and that's why this game was probably remastered and redone. Um, so I get it, but don't, so don't watch rain on me starring Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. It will spoil shadow of the classes for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shadow of the classes. I thought you hated Adam Sandler point. movies. Why would you watch that? I've never seen it, but I know. I remember fact, that now. Yeah. I know yeah. all about it. Yeah. That they, the two of them, when they were making the movie, they, the guy making the movie based it all around, the story of Shadow of the Colossus, right, essentially, right. and had them playing it throughout the entire production, and the two of them became experts at the game. Right. I've never seen the movie. I, I, when I read that, I was like, I've never even heard of this fucking thing. So, yeah. I, you know. But uh, this is one. This is a game that defined the PlayStation Two. This is one of those PlayStation games, um, in its own way. It it really has a very different feel to it. Uh, like I said, this is the third version of this game that's been done. Yeah. Uh, the PS2 one, you know, originally came out in like 2005. Yeah, uh, October 2005. Uh, so the thing with this is the, the weird thing is like Ego was out and nobody really paid attention to it and it kind of came and went and then became super rare and hard to find and worth a lot of money if you had the original disc. Uh, but this, they put a ton of advertising behind and I mean, you could walk into a GameStop for years and there were a dozen of them on the shelves in every single one of them. 
um, because this game was everywhere. And it's it's a beloved game to like a subset of people. I wouldn't say everybody who had a PS2, um, but they've done a major, major upgrade to it this time around. They they kind of remade the game in in a way. It's they the interesting thing is they used the original PS2. Um, it was the code for the AI for the for the Colossi, and I think they used a lot of the original geometry to build around that they said. Um, yeah, I can't find it. I I forget where it is. Um, it's in my it's in my written view. Um, but beyond that, they actually did a lot of work on top of it. So. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wrote down that Sonia told us is like the shrine of worship where you're at, at the beginning of the game where you always come back to after you murder a Colossi, uh, <laughs> you, wait, you murder Colossi spoiler. Yeah, that was <laughs> that shrine of worship was originally made up of several thousand triangles. Right. Um, in the original game, it's now several million in the PS4 version which is more than twice as much detail as the entire PS2 game was. Yeah. So uh, they've done tons and tons of work in terms of just placing objects in the environment and the level of detail they've added to the game. And the fur is an insane thing where every little individual hair uh, was done and it, it just looks gorgeous. It, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, so there's no physical geometry representing the fur. It's all dynamically generated, textured and lit and simulated all by the GPU. Right. Which is so, fucking insane. Yeah. And, and it just, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that being said, you will notice like the first thing I noticed when I played it at PSX, you go after the first the first one and um when it stomps on the ground chunks of the ground just appear like it doesn't break like it would in a modern game it's like a chunk of the ground just appears above the the regular ground like in a very ps2 way and when i first saw that when i was playing it at PSX, I was like, oh, oh, wow. So it's like the same thing all over. They still have all the same, nah, you know, but not really. They don't. I mean, if you yeah. look around the rest of the game, the rest of the game is just stunning. So uh, I was never huge into this game because I liked the exploration and the and the puzzles and everything that were in Eco rather than the murdering of things that's that's in this. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's it's a game that for a PlayStation gamer it it has a special place in my heart and I think a lot of people's hearts. Um and it's just an adventure, a gorgeous adventure and and you have to learn everything on your own. They're really, yeah. they'll give you these subtle hints, but thank goodness I had people in chat yesterday when I was streaming it because th- there's a couple things I never would have figured out. 
Yeah, they each each one that you come across, and you have to go after them one by one. Each one that you come across has you have to figure out how to take it down. Yeah, um, and and really, it's it's part of the environment, and it's part of your positioning, and it's part of the weapons. And sometimes you have to be on your horse and use your horse. Sometimes you don't have your horse with you at all because you have to climb up to some high area, and the horse isn't coming with you at that point. Um, but there's, it, it's a puzzle game in that respect where you really have to figure out just how am I going to do this? Cause I have this monstrous thing and I have to figure out a way to take it down. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's probably one of the best remakes or remaster or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's a, it's a remake. It's a remake, but it's it's gorgeous. It's and it it's, is. It's it stunning, beautifully. The for the PS4 Pro users, uh, you can play in cinematic mode, which goes for around thirty frames per second, and it really throws everything at the at getting a perfect four K picture. Um, if you have an HD TV and a PS4 Pro, like I do, mm. and you're running cinematic mode. Uh, it's going to output 1080p, which is generated from a 1440p target render. Yeah. So it's going to give you a smoother image overall. Um, or you can just do performance mode, which targets 50 or 50, 60 frames per second. Um, and it's stunning at 60. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> that's what that's what I was playing with on my stream yesterday, and I was playing. In, you know, with 4K display, so I think it was up. Con- it, it basically renders at 1080p, but again, like you said, it super samples the 1440p render. And yeah. at 60, Jesus! I mean, th- that's the cool thing is you see some of these other remasters from Pat from the past. You can tell the remasters. You know, you can tell they're even yeah. remakes. This looks like it was built from the ground up for PS4 because essentially it was. You know, they're just using data from the old game for for the for the foundation, but it really yeah. was made for the PS4 and the, and the difference between performance mode and cinematic mode are so different this time around because we've seen it in a lot of other games on PlayStation, but this was a big, big leap. Yeah, and it has a photo mode, which is fun. Yeah. The the last couple of the last first four pictures in the review, the written review, are just regular screenshots. The last four are photo mode that I did, um, just messing around. Uh, so it's, it's absolutely worth getting, uh, and it's not that expensive. It's 40 bucks. That's the crazy thing about it. I, you you just don't think that a game at at this high quality would be 40 bucks. Yeah. Even if you played it before, I'd say it's worth getting again because it's the best experience you're ever going to have with this game. Yeah. The frame rate is obviously way more stable and it just looks leaps and bounds better than it ever did. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I want to see them bring eco. I want to see them do that same exact thing with that and bring it to PS4 so I can have the whole trilogy right there on the PS4. I I think that'd be really cool. And honestly, if this game does well enough, I think that would happen. It, it just, that, that's one of my favorite games. And that was one that I had, I had the physical disc and it, it sat around and it was always one of those things where I'm like, this looks really, I'm, 
I love the way it looks and everything, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure this out or get through it or what am I going to do? And at the time on VG Evo, um, Pete, I think, uh, repeat, uh, I Mm -hmm. think started a group to play the game. We were all going to play the game together as it were, um, all on our, our own PS2s. Uh, but play it, you know, one chapter at a time. Okay, this week everybody has to get through the first chapter. Right. Video game book club. And then we come back. Yeah, that, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, and it worked because it got me to get through the entire game, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, I actually, I would get through the first chapter and I'd be like, wow, okay, I can do that. And I can, now I have time to go do other things. Like I wasn't in that, mindset where i have to sit there and and play the whole game or play for six or seven hours straight you know yeah yeah. Um, but i'm so glad that we did that because i got through that game and i absolutely fell in love with it yeah and you know and then played this and waited forever for last guardian of course um (laughs) but yeah it's it's a spectacular remake it's really perfect uh for the ps4 and you know whether you've played it or you haven't played it it's absolutely worth getting it's a showpiece um i agree yeah the system. It, it's funny because i think one of the reasons i never really played it in the first place was the, the frame rate and, and how clunky it was on ps2 and with the difficult controls in the game which i love how they remade everything else but they didn't f with the gameplay mechanics or the camera so it's still a genuine experience from the first game. Yeah. I, I like that they didn't mess with that too much. I do like that they changed. They have a, an alternate control scheme available, which I am using. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's, a, it's an odd control scheme to begin with because you have to hold a trigger to, to grab onto things. So, you know, you've, you've played a lot of games like on the Uncharted series where you can just jump up and grab a ledge just by automatically. And this one you have to hold, in my case, R2 to grab something and it's it's pretty crazy because I, I got to the one colossi that flies and trying to grab onto that was pretty crazy but I, I I like that they did that I like that they didn't mess with it very much in terms of the core pieces of the game itself you know uh, some people told me about these lizards or whatever that I'm supposed to find and apparently they're, they're there. still there yeah so they are I, I, saw them I like that they did all that yeah. and it was cool on the stream because people were bringing that that stuff up and then I have to bring this up. <clears throat> this one dude gets on the chat and he just starts kind of talking about stuff. And then I realize his name is like Mocom or something. So suddenly he starts talking about SOCOM. And I'm just jabbering with him, whatever. And he just keeps it up and keeps it up and keeps it up. And finally, I'm like, why would you come to a Shadow of the Colossus stream if all you're going to do is talk about SOCOM? And I said, I'm done with SOCOM. I'm done talking about it. Very nice about it. And all of a sudden, the dude's like, you need to check your attitude and leaves. <laughs> so everybody else in the chat's like, what the shit was that? So I don't know. Um, but it, it was cool. Like, a lot of people that were on the stream know the game, and, and they were helping me through some things and gave me some good ideas. And, and the funny thing is, like, a lot of the stuff that they mentioned passed through my head very quickly. But I was like, nah, it can't be that. Or, you know, oh, there's got to be a different way to do this. And then when they said something, I'm like, oh, I was thinking about that, and I went and did it and whatever. But... It's a, it's funny. It, 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 the, the gameplay can be frustrating, 
but that's a it, it's in a good way the way this game is built it's it's a, it's in a good way i mean you're climbing these humongous colossi to try to take them out and and uh it's an experience yeah. so but it, it's really cool that people that have never been on playstation before that are xbox or nintendo fans or whatever or pc gamers that are those people that bought a playstation 4 you know um all and we hear the reports all the time like all these people move to ps4 that they can play one of the masterworks of PlayStation and in this good a form. I mean, it, it really, if, if you didn't tell somebody that this was a remake, they would never know. They would never know. It's just, it's gorgeous. From top yeah, to bottom, I, it's gorgeous. I give it a 9.5. I would totally agree with that right now. And I'm not through it, obviously, but so far, wow. It's, yeah, I plan to pick it up uh, next week. It's phenomenal. And that soundtrack, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was playing with headphones, and I probably will continue to play it with headphones, because the sound design in that game is phenomenal. So, yeah. yeah. Glad we got it so early. And thank you to Sony for sending me a copy, too. I did not expect that. All of a sudden, a FedEx showed up yesterday, and I was like, oh, sweet! So that was really cool. All right. Emails. Or do we want to do voicemails first? Go ahead and hit the voicemails, probably. Yeah. So, sorry about the audio before, folks. I didn't realize that my PC is kind of sending some crappy noise through. Um, so, I'm going to turn this on. You might hear some waviness or whatever, but we got some voicemails to play. So, let me find those quick. Give me one second. Okay, it's 10.09 a.m. Okay. I don't know what these are. I haven't checked them or anything like that. Um, that's not a voicemail. Okay, so here we go. All right, so here's our first voicemail from the... I don't know who this is. <laughs> Hello, PS Nation. This is Vitali, and I thank you for everything that you've done for me for the last... God knows how many years. 10 or 11 years. I started listening when I was... On the episode 13, and I went back and listened to every single episode. Some of the episodes I've actually listened to twice uh, because I was working outdoors. You got me, guys, through the most important and darkest hours of my life, to be honest. Like, we lost one of our kids um, during stillbirth. And I absolutely grateful for you for getting me through this amazing time that I've been with you all this time, even the darkest hours of my life, I always was grateful because you've done something that no other podcast was able to do. You make me feel like I'm a part of some kind of family, not just someone who I listen to every single week just to get my news. Uh, Glenn, Josh, and Joel, and everybody else in the community, I thank you very much for all this time. It's been a long journey. And it was well worth it. And Glenn, I hope you take care of yourself. Make sure that you are there when the community needs you. I really, 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 really hope, guys, that you succeed in whatever you do in the next couple of years, in the future, whatever holds for you. I hope that everything goes well for PS Nation, for the whole community that supports PS Nation. And obviously, for you, Glenn... Thank you very much for all the service that you've done for every single person that has been listening to you. This has been an incredible journey. 
11 years or more, 12, however nah, many years you've done. This was an amazing journey, and I thank you for that. And also, Josh and the rest of the community, keep listening to PS. Oh, and it cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. Um, he actually would help me out getting Top Gear episodes for a while when they were being aired in, in the UK because we couldn't get them over here, and I was so addicted to it. Was It ended up being the final season uh, when Clarkson had his big incident. So... Wow, thanks, Vitaly. That was really nice. Yeah, thank I you. I didn't know half that stuff. And yes, we are continuing. <clears throat> this isn't the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say that now. Contrary, yeah, contrary to, to uh, popular belief, yeah, this, this is continuing. we, we got to get an advertising campaign started. Apparently. Well, we just got free Google AdWords, so we can... <laughs> <laughs> we ain't dead yet. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if I yeah. Can clear this there will bit. be a new one next week. Believe it or not. <laughs> Just not with me on it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next person you are going to recognize, folks. Hey, jerk. It's Revy. You're not allowed to leave. You want to know why? A baby said so. Say no. No. Yeah. You can't leave the podcast, <laughs> you sissy. Say no. No. Yeah. Hold on. No. I'm pausing this. He calls me a sissy. Yet he's the one that shows up to play, what, one match of Rocket League and then runs off all the time? He's teaching that kid to say no, leave the man alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think he's uh, a little a little uh, screwed up here. All right, he's, he's got to work on his hair. Turn <laughs> more to go. Say Bubbles. <laughs> Was the best intro music, wasn't it? Bubbles. Oh, the Bye. old theme song. <laughs> Bye. I forgot about that one. Jerk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. Revy. Bye. The funny thing is, I don't think Revy even listens to this anymore, so I don't know why he's calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's already gone. She's like, I don't know what he, who he is. Yeah, well, we always have to deal with this kid. I wonder if I still have that old theme song. Let me see here really quick. Uh, I've got this. Oops. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know what that is? That's Torgo. The Torgo yeah. theme song. Um. Gosh darn it! Oh wait, here we go. No. Oh, I had a folder that said PS Nation intros and it was empty. <laughs> oh. MJC will uh, appreciate this. I've got a doodle in my noodle, and his name is Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. I got my mojo rising. There's a poodle in my strudel. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle. You have this. Doodle, 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 doodle. That's from Space Ghost. I know, but like we just have that ready. So, with, I, with Revy just leaving that voicemail and him being on the .org kick, I'm genuinely curious. Do you still have the Eric watch? I do somewhere. Okay, don't spend too much time looking for it. He won't listen anyways. Uh, <laughs> Let's the start fuck? the next one while we're yeah. While we're yeah. Hey, another one. Don't rush me, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what the hell happened here? You know, I really do hate Skype. I heard the Eric watches three minutes to midnight. Yeah. 
I have it. Some, maybe I deleted it because he didn't like it. <laughs> no, he did not like that. Yeah. Well, maybe he should have paid attention. Um, His Twitter is probably still .org. This new interface for Skype sucks balls. Um, what is this one? Good now. This is Marie at Coastal Dermatology and Plastic What the surgery. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's the real reason Glenn's retiring. Right. Dermatology. I gotta get my skin just perfect. Uh, Maybe she was a fan. Let it play out. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a voicemail from the guy that we usually read his the transcriptions of his voicemail. This is from a couple weeks ago, though. Glenn, this is Joe. I just got done reading the podcast. I was the Google reading the podcast to give you some context. So you complained two episodes ago that no one left you any messages that you could play on the show. I call and leave a message. You don't play it on the show. <laughs> Anyways, and some other guy left you a message and you didn't play that out on the show. Anyways, enough complaining it yet. Uh, cool hearing. Uh, uh, guest host forgot his name. Um, and uh, Destiny Talk was cool. Uh, but the Overwatch talk was minimized. I mean, it's cool. My daughter likes Splatoon on her Switch. That's why I can't play the PS4 anymore. Oh, she's always playing the Splatoon <clears throat> on the Switch. And uh, not much else in video games. You got Nier Automata yet? Anyways, I'll call and bug you on the uh, Google Voice as well. So maybe you'll have, uh, well, you've got one Google Voice, one Skype, and this Skype. So you got three messages. By that point, you'll have four messages that I left you. I'm, like, stalking you now. Anyways, great show. Uh, hope your second-to-last episode is great, and you actually listen to this. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> see, now that we have the uh, I have the mixer all set up, now I can play all these voicemails. Uh, let's see if I... Okay, I got that one. Got Did we get this one? I think we listened to this one. Hello, oh, yeah, this, is, this is Vitaly. Okay. Um, I think that might be it. I thought we had another one. All right, maybe we don't. I'll t- turn this off. Uh, do you guys have those emails? I do not. Did you send them to us? I think they all went to our podcast at psnation.com, so those two wouldn't get it because I don't think I've set those guys up on that yet. But you should have had them, I think. I'll read them. I don't care. Uh, I didn't look them up because you <clears throat> said you were going to read them. No, that's fine. I can read these. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> just got another one. Okay, uh, first one from Thomas Harrison Lord. Hello. Uh, hello there. Just a quick email to say thank you for a decade of enjoyable podcasting. I think he sent this to the wrong email address. Even though Glenn, with two N's, is leaving to play retro games. <laughs> I look forward to many more years of PlayStation Wrestling and Stargate talk with these three guys. Don't encourage the Stargate stuff, please. Glenn's sad times. I'll miss your dulcet tones, mild bickering. Baseball game analysis, even though we call that rounders here in the UK. Another thing the UK does wrong. And Mercury Milan live streams. Oh, when I periscope? Oh, the smoked meat too. Seriously, though, it's going to be a bit odd without you, and I really appreciate all the billions of hours you put into PS Nation. You and the PS Nation team have accompanied me on countless commutes, trips, and train journeys. Even a road trip from England to Sweden and back. I couldn't take me. Uh, Good luck to the new guys. What was that, Josh? Road trip from England to Sweden. I would love to do that. Go to Sweden. Uh, Good luck to the new guys and the not-so-new Josh. He's the not-so-newest of all of us, don't forget. He's the oldest one. 
A fresh yeah. era begins. To Glenn, all the best in life and cheers. Kind regards, Thomas Hedison Lord from Great Britain. Uh, PS finally managed to play a game online with Glenn for the first time in his extra life on GT Sport. Yeah, he uh, liked to ram me a lot. And then a few weeks later, one random evening when Glenn joined the lobby I was running. Thanks for the races. Yeah, I joined the lobby, and they were racing my least favorite tracks, like five in a row. Worst fucking tracks. But I gave him shit for it, so... Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. Uh, next one from Tim Cumnick. says, hey, guys, just wanted to give Glenn a big thanks for the many years in the podcast. I always value your opinion on games, movies, and TV shows. Sucker. It will take some getting used to not having Torgo to listen to each week. I, I and many, many others will miss you. Thanks, Glenn. I don't think anyone's going to miss me. I really don't. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. David Walters. We've met this gentleman a few times. Or at least I have. I don't know. If, I think Josh, you met so him when we did the Fat Prince. Dave thing. from Philly, right? Or is that it? Yeah, Dave from Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met him. That's yeah. Many times. He and I hung out at PSX after you guys were all gone. Ah, cool. Yeah, because I saw him at this last one, too. Uh, he says, hi, Glenn. So many things to say, but I'll start with wishing you the best on, the, on your new next endeavor. I don't even know what the... F- I don't think I really have a next endeavor. I'm way behind in the podcast as usual. If I remember correctly, your last podcast is either tonight or tomorrow night. Thank you for everything that you have given the community over the last 11 years. It is unparalleled. It seems like yesterday that my brother, yes, believe it or not, recommended a PlayStation Center podcast called PS Nation that had Journey as an opening song. I don't think we ever used Journey as an opening song. We just played it a lot when Mark was on. Now, the funny thing is, his brother was the one that tweeted about jokingly about hitting Colin Moriarty over the head with a, a wiffle ball bat and started this whole dust up with Greg and Colin and those guys. It was his brother's fault. Uh, I did not realize that I would binge listen to many episodes of the podcast over Thanksgiving weekend while playing hours and hours of Burnout Paradise. Oh, I love that game. It's hard to believe that will be 10 years in this coming November. That just blows my mind. Wow. Since then, the podcast has helped me through slow work days, many workouts, and many, many hours of running and racing. Yeah, he runs a lot of marathons. I'm glad that I finally got to meet you at the first PSX many years later and chat with you like it was no big deal. Even when the people from Maximum Games, I think, constantly asking us, <laughs> constantly asking us if we want any of their random t-shirts and swag. I remember that. Uh, you have mentioned a few times that you want to drive on the Pacific Coast Highway. Yes, I do. Please let me know if you do, because I live about 10 minutes from it. Oh, nice. And it would be great to welcome you to my neighborhood. That means beers and or food on me. Ooh. I hope to see you again at PSX this year and keep up, keep the streak alive. Take care and all the best in the future, my friend. Yes, I do plan on going to PSX this year again. I love PSX. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much, sir. <clears throat> okay, two more. Oh, I didn't know this was an MP3. From Mike O'Hara. Oh, I don't have it running, do I? I think I have it turned down. Okay. Let me turn this down a little bit. Okay. Wait a minute. What just happened? Are you sure about that? We are talking about Glenn from PS Nation. Uh, He told me that he was going to work the podcast until he dropped dead. (laughs) I almost did. You're sure about that? And he said he was retiring when? Tonight. Oh, this week. Oh. Oh, that's right. The minecart show is this week. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be... Oh, fucking show. 
in it. <laughs> going Glenn, on? it's the man, the myth, the legend, Mike O'Hara. Congratulations on your retirement, and I wish you well in your future endeavors, wherever they may take you. Uh, I know the podcast will be in good hands, and if not, you'll whip them into shape, surely. <laughs> so. Nobody listens to me, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike's from uh, the old Team Fremont days. Been around a long, long time. All right, last one. Uh, this is an actual email. Uh, from, from Paco Vega. It's not, uh, PSN is Incubus fan. Oh, I don't know if I can read Ooh. this. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, "I guess I'm a little. Uh, I guess I'm a little late for the for the last for the last Glenn podcast. You'll have to excuse my bad English. I'm from Mexico and I'm very rusty in my English writing. Uh, so it's like all of us. Uh, I started listening to the PS Nation back in 2008 or 2009. Those were the joystick days. Mark and Glenn doing their thing. Since then, never missed a podcast. And those guys, plus Josh, Joel, and now David and Michael, have been part of my life. I listened to the podcast all through med school. Ooh, med school." Six years in Mexico, and now all of my specialty in internal medicine for four years. It's only fitting Glenn is quitting the podcast when I'm about to finish my specialty. I wouldn't be a doctor and a specialist if not for all the laughs and video game knowledge this podcast and specifically Glenn gave me throughout my education. Just letting you know it's all wrong. Uh, I uh, also am proud to be the one that sent Glenn the last money on Nita's MP3 back in 2009. My mm. second and last email sent to the podcast. Haha, ha, I'm a listener, not a writer. Here's proof. He sent some attachments. I'll to... Oh. Oh, this is from 2009 when he sent me an email. He says, Dear Mighty PS Nation Podcasters, first happy birthday, Torgo. I know you may read this after your birthday. In any case, I'm attaching to the email... An MP3 file. Oh, this is when he's. I have yeah. that. Hold on. Is this yeah. turned on? Let me. Uh, this is our. We haven't. We never use this anymore. But this is our. Because for a long time, "Happy Birthday" the song was. You couldn't use it. Now you can. Because they lost a court battle. But this is our birthday song. <laughs> yeah. uh, that brings back some memories. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's old school. He sent me that in 2009. All right. We could go through that whole song, probably. But anyway. Well, thank you very much, sir. That that was uh, very cool. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's funny looking through all this stuff. How much junk I have. All this, like... This is I have this one because of Josh. I don't even remember this one. He titled a, a podcast after this song. I don't know what this is. This is Gilbert O'Sullivan. When a little while from now. Alone again naturally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy this song because you got on some kick about it and we we titled the podcast Alone Again Naturally. Yeah, let's see here. Mark's ass point of the week. <laughs> I forgot that was a segment. Yeah. What else I don't, do I I don't think I ever listened to an episode that. that so I must have Jared. Oh man, where did I get all this stuff? 
Uh, you were pretty soundboard happy for a couple years. Well, yeah. you know why? I had this awesome piece of software for the Mac called Ubercaster. And it was like a radio system so that you could actually queue up uh, sound files in the program itself. And it would broadcast it and record it at the same time. It was amazing. <clears throat> I used it. Hilden used it. And then Apple went 64-bit on their OS, and the app wouldn't work anymore. And it was literally built by a couple of German guys in their garage. And I kept emailing them, like, guys, please get this working on 64-bit. Like, we really depend on it. And they wouldn't do it because they had moved on to jobs and stuff, and they just didn't care anymore. And I was like, I'll buy it again. I don't care. And they just wouldn't do it. <clears throat> I was so pissed because that software was amazing. Um, I don't know why I have this. Oh, I have this interview with um, with the Hoff because we almost had him on the podcast once when he oh, was in pain. pain. Yeah, uh, it was a weird thing. Like I got this. I'm not going to play the interview because it's really long. But um, it, he was going to be in pain, and they wanted to try to set up an interview with him. And one day, like a Sunday, I get a phone call from someone at Sony, and he's like, hey, I've got Hasselhoff's agent on the phone. I'm like, okay. He's like, do you want to talk to him? I'm like, about what? And I'm like, why? He goes, well, we're going to try to get him on the podcast. I'm like, okay. So he puts his, puts his uh, agent on, and I'm talking to Hasselhoff's agent, <clears throat> and we're trying to figure out a day and time to do it and all this, and it went like a week, like going back and forth. Well, he was in South Korea uh, filming a movie for Sony, and it was like this weird, like this kid that wanted to be a ninja. And he talks about it in this interview. And But he couldn't do the podcast because he was busy filming this movie. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm just looking through all this other stuff that I have. I have so much stuff. I mean, obviously we have this one. This is This is the classic. Yeah, it's getting a little hot in here, folks. Now, I remember when you would play that, but I remember you playing that a lot. Now, Michael, this is from a movie that you should see called Police Academy. Yeah, I've seen Police Academy. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. This uh, is the Oyster Bar, man. One of my favorite clips of all time. Hi-oh! Yeah. Uh, of course, the sad walking away music from The Incredible Hulk. Whenever we'd have a sad story, we'd play this in the background. <laughs> do, do we have a shot of you you walking? And then we can put that as the banner. I, you know what? I don't walk anywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Our new sponsors, Hover Round. So. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I got the apartment for it. Uh, let's see here. Is this a different one? That was that one was a long, around for a long time. Yeah. yeah, Mark used to do this thing. Well, so there's a, Mark. Mark used to use uh, E Honda and Street Fighter all the time, and mm-hmm. he does this move where he kind of flips over and, and stomps on you with his ass. So mm-hmm. we started calling it the ass point, and then it was going to be like this little thing where it was almost like a what, what grinds my gears thing for for Mark. So we asked people to make theme songs, and there were like two or three that we have. <laughs> I thought. Oh wait, sorry. I thought I recalled him saying he was trying to say aspect at one point, and he said ass point. That yeah, yeah. But then we started calling it that in in the game, and then it just yeah. kind of snowballed from there. 
Oh, here's a shitty one. It's Trophy Watch. <laughs> Made by Sam, obviously. Those are back in the scary days of anytime you'd have an interview, you would ask, are there trophies? Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I think it was... was it, it wasn't when you were on, Josh. It was Mark, right? The trophy watch? Yes. And Mark got this idea because yes. uh, Mark was always very. I would skip that whole section of the podcast every week. So Mark was very hands off all the time. He would just kind of show up and do the podcast. I was fine with that. And then one day he like, I don't know, decided to to get more involved. And he's like, we should do this thing where we have people email in the trophies they got so that, so that they can pimp their trophies oh, on the podcast. Yeah. Like, Why? And I was like, this is a dumb idea, but we'll do it. That's fine, whatever, you know. And oh, it was awful. It was back when only on and yeah. on and on. And yeah, on. these people would send all their fucking trophies in that they got that week, and I'm like, oh, this Holy is so shit. stupid. Yeah, especially with the interface on the PS4 now, we we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Come on, bring the trophy watch back. I'll even give you the the theme song. <laughs> no, that, that's a future Patreon tier. There you go. Oh, jeez. Here's uh oh here's some Mo- Golden Minecart Award 2013 acceptance speeches. Oh, Hello, this is Mikhail Havari from Housemark. Um, I'd like to thank all the listeners of PS Nation for voting for Resogun. It's a great honor to be the best newcomer uh, slash IP for the PS4. We've been having a great time making the game for the PS4, and Sony's been really a huge help to us. And, uh, yeah, we're working on a lot of cool new stuff that we can't really talk about yet. But hopefully soon enough, you know, you guys will learn a bit more about that. So, yeah, again, a shout out over to PS Nation. And thanks for everybody. You know, it's really great to see all those players on Resogun. Oh, I hope this plays. For the old movie cast, Josh. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Where is all this? the general cinemas thing <laughs> wow I haven't looked through this stuff in so long that's the same thing okay sorry Ben's gonna get to the end of his clips and be like you know what 10 more years <laughs> no I'm just looking to see if there's a I'm just fascinated by this stuff now sorry I'll make you indulge me one time Uh oh. Alright. While you dig a little bit, I'm gonna read a couple things from the forums. So Oh, okay. So Carl put under the, the memory thread, uh favorite thoughts are all around him getting me so hyped for a game that I buy buy it that day. <laughs> and then him busting Josh's chops. So, um well, someone's gotta do Beaver sixty six twenty two, which I think is Derek Hoff. That's Derek up and yeah. Yeah. I had sent an email replying to Glenn asking for someone um from the listeners who could make a trophy for the Golden Minecart Awards. Glenn re- uh, responded by offering to come up to the cabinet shop that was roughly three hours away to help make them. I told him that was a hike for just some essentially little painted wood boxes. Plus, I didn't work well with others. <laughs> I've met Derek pretty close, and I might I might concur with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need someone around with creative differences. So, anyway, not sure how many of those things ended up in the hands of the developers that year, but I do know that one ended up in Naughty Dog's trophy case uh, cool. for, I believe, Uncharted 2. Yeah. The picture is dated January 19, 2012. And there's like one, one, two, three, four, five, 
Actually, there were two of them for Uncharted 3. It looks like there's like 14 little minecarts that he made here. I think that's what he made, yeah. Yeah. And then he put on there, I also sent a friend request to Glenn during the PS3 era, and he responded by saying his list was full, which was understandable. (laughs) While I was messaging, messaging Glenn, my wife walked into the room and asked who I was messaging. I told her that podcast guy I told you about. And she said, is he famous? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <No>. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> internet famous. Come on, minor internet yeah. celebrity. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, Justin Branham uh, wrote all of the MLB reviews. Your passion for the series is amazing. Um, Ronan uh, 510 I don't have any specific memories that said I just want you to know how awesome it has been for me to listen to you all these years I can't exactly remember when I started listening but it was around 2008 or 2009 Take care. Uh, Jason Hall doesn't go back that far but the first memory that comes to mind was Glenn being crowned king of PlayStation Podcasters <laughs> by Sean Layden uh, Carl got in there again and he put a Waterboy reference in there so. oh Carl yeah. Uh, Brad Custer, I couldn't specify one moment, but more the tangents he would get lost in with Josh being around the same age or so uh, same age. So much of their tangents hit home with me and took me back at the at the same time. Even some of the stuff I enjoyed as a kid that I thought was pretty obscure. I heard come up over the years uh, obscure. I've heard come up over the years. I've been listening. Thanks for that. You've also helped me remember games I enjoyed playing as a kid and that I completely forgot. Hmm. Uh, Jay Hest, um, I've been an avid listener since somewhere around episode 30. PS Nation came around for me when I was in a pretty low place. I had moved to a small town due to a Hurricane Katrina, now separated from all my circle of friends. Due to the storm, we settled all over the country. The podcast became like an outlet for those gaming discussions that we used to have when we were all in the same place. I eventually moved back home and continued to listen during my commutes into New Orleans. It has been a constant, uh, it has been a constant companion, though... Um, I've only gotten to write in and interact a few times. I feel as though you are all my friends. I know you guys will all do a great job, but Glenn will be missed. Don't be a stranger. Um, And he wrote one more thing. Um, uh, Oh, I did forget one thing. The guest interviews have always been a high point of the show. One episode where Shane Bettenhouse was on. You had a giveaway and I won. I waited a couple weeks in anticipation and got my Asian region copy of Demon Souls for the PS3. I'm proud to say that I was one of the the first people in the United States to say, fuck that game. <laughs> it, it was a cool experience, but I play games for fun and escapism, not to bang my head on a brick wall. It's funny with that one because I vaguely remember that Demon's Souls thing. I don't remember where we got the game from. I think someone, a listener sent it to us or something maybe. I don't remember at all. And the funny thing is, I had completely forgotten that Shane had done the podcast with us because I... Every time I see Shane, I always try to get him to come on the podcast with us, and PR won't let him because of his job and everything. And I think, now that I think of it again, I think it's when he was working on, and now I'm forgetting the name of the game. Uh, shit. Is that PS3 game? It looked El Shaddai. I think it's when he was working for that publisher, and he was working on El Shaddai. I think that's when he came on. But boy, yeah, he, posted I to... a, he posted a picture of the Demon Souls game with all the different hieroglyphics on the back. Yeah, yeah. No, that one that was a, a big memory blaster on, on that one. I honestly didn't remember any of that at all. So that that's crazy. Plank wow. fan, um, been listening since the early double digits. Countless nights of playing Warhawk, SOCOM, Killzone, and many more with friends. <laughs> and yeah. the VGEVO crew were always highlights of my week. Thanks a million for all the hard work you put into the show every week. Uncle Torgo, I'll miss your smooth, seductive voice. <laughs> um, gr- 
hang on a second. That reminded me I won two things from PS Nation before I became a co-host. Give them back. <clears throat> Rick, uh, what'd you win? NBA 07 featuring The Life Volume 2. Oh, we had a ton of copies of that. That was actually the last <laughs> NBA game they did, I think. Until this no, one. They did, no, they did NBA 08, NBA 08 and 09. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the Sony one, Dave. Yeah. That was a San Diego studio before they got rid of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I won that, and then uh, I won uh, the Warhawk, the the little Warhawk statue. Oh, you thing. won one of those? Yeah. Oh, wow. That that was a and it was, crazy thing that they sent us. I couldn't believe we got those. That was you guys were picking random, and that was also the night that I was on because I I think I was doing the uh, Need, Need for, for Speed, Speed thing, thing that I'd seen. Yeah, I'd gone to the <clears throat> to the event in New York, and it was all on Xbox. And I went there, you know, for quote unquote for 360 Nation. But then I came on PS Nation to talk about it as well, just to right talk about the game and what they had done and everything. Wow, and. And you guys were picking the the random numbers or whatever for that. And it was like, and I won it and I freaked out. And you're like, all right, all right, simmer down. I was like, oh, my God. I would have freaked out, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have mine and I have the box for it, but they only oh, made. Mine is sitting right here. They're numbered. And I think, what is it, 250 that they made? I forget. But you couldn't buy them. Yeah. And they sent us like 10 or 12 of them to give away. And it's, I love the way it I do too. I, I keep that on my desk. Yeah, it's it, that's one of the most badass things. That and the Killzone collector's editions we had to give away, which was mm. hilarious because they sent me like twenty five of them, and they're so big there was only two I per box. One. You have one of those? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I want one of those. Yeah, <clears throat> but I get offers from it every once in a while because it's the light up ones, and they only made uh, like five hundred of those. Yeah, because the normal ones you could buy didn't light up. Yeah. Um, when I showed up at my house. There were like 14 humongous boxes stacked right in front of my back door. So I had to move them all out of the way. And I think I put them in the garage at that time. And it took so long to give those away because we had a contest and, and shipping for those was a blast. Sarcasm meant. Um, and then we gave a couple away to MGC. And I kept one. I told the PR guy, I'm like, I'm keeping one of these, just letting you know. Because <laughs> I never got to keep anything we gave away, but I had to have that. And I keep it out all the time. Um, but yeah, those Warhawk things, I, that blew me away when they sent those. Because they didn't even forewarn me. They were just like, hey, we sent you something. I'm like, okay. I'm like, holy shit. Because that's when Warhawk was at its heyday. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I love that thing. It's so detailed. I should have gotten mm-hmm. Dylan to sign that. Damn it. <laughs> Got a long one from Gruel. Uh, ah, Dale. Dale Coolis. Uh, random favorite Torgo PS Nation memories. All the love for pinball video games. Always dug the interviews whenever you had the Zen guys on. I even dug your reviews of Zen's Punisher No Mercy and when you <laughs> recounted our tale of our God. journey of playing through the campaign co-op. Oh, that game sucked. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to play it again. Uh, I'll, play, I'll play it with it if you want. I'll, re- I'll reinstall it and play it, but boy, that game sucked. I gotta find a copy, but I will totally be down to do that. I have it digitally. Uh, See if it's still available. Glenn's wine love on the latest episode reminded me of a certain time he appeared on an early episode of Gamers Only Older while also enjoying a fair amount of beverages that led to a very entertaining Glenn throughout. Really? 
what he wrote. Uh, Scott likes to get me drunk. <laughs> so, a random episode. I sit. Oh, go ahead. Oh well. So Scott, um, we we would go over to Scott's old house every now and then and just sit and play games like all night or even all weekend. We'd cr- just crash on the floor. And uh, there was one time. I want to say it was after MGC actually, but there was one time we were over there, and he kept telling. We kept talking about NFL Blitz because NFL Blitz is one of the few games, actually probably the only game that I will say without question is better on the N64 than it is on the PlayStation. It just ran better on the, on the 64. It looked better. It just It was better. <clears throat> so he starts talking about how in college at his frat, they used to play it all the time, but they made it a drinking game. I'm like, well, you live in Wisconsin, sure. And he's like, oh, you know, we have all these rules, and oh, I got a case of beer, and it was Spotted Cow. And uh, he pulls the case out, and he's like, let's play. And we were just talking about this at his party last Saturday. Because I think the rule was pretty much any time a play ends, just drink. That was it. So we went through a case of beer in about eh, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad night. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad influence on me. <laughs> uh, a random episode I have saved in my podcast archive is your Vita launch episode where you guys marathon reviewed a majority of the Vita launch library. Mm. Even Ben 10 Jeez. racing, if I recall correctly. Ben 10 racing? I think- I think that episode led me to pick yeah. up a Vita just a few days later. There was no Ben 10 racing for that. Yeah. Okay. We we did that, though, and that was where, because I reviewed like four of them. Yeah, like I think if I remember at launch, there was like 12 games that came out, like the day La Vita came out yeah. in the U.S. or something. Well, yeah, but I'd crazy. already had the Japanese one for months, so I had already, already finished Uncharted like five months but before I, that. And... I did Luminous. Um, yeah. And I can't think of the other three. <laughs> well, they, it was kind of reminiscent of our VR Palooza. <laughs> it was really weird because the banner, though. they sent us a bunch of games for review, but they didn't send us a Vita for review. And I don't know if huh. it's they, if it's because they knew I had the Japanese one or what. But I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, what if we didn't have Vitas? You know, and but I had bought. So I got that Japanese one. I had to. It was so weird. Like I had to go to Appleton from my house to pick it up at FedEx on, on New Year's Eve. So it's about an hour and a half drive because it got stuck in customs up in Alaska. So I drive all the way down and Rock meets up with me and um, we go to TGI Fridays and I did an unboxing at TGI Fridays (laughs) and it was almost useless. I mean, it kind of worked, but like my U.S. account wouldn't work on it at the time and it just, and they finally kind of unlocked that a couple weeks later, but I had Uncharted on cart and I had, I think I bought like four games or something, all on cartridge. So I at least could play those. And then I had a, ja- I still have a Japanese PSN account. So I think I, I looked it up and I could load a couple things on there. But it was really, it kind of sucked. Like there was barely anything I could put on there. It was still better than the Vita TV, because that thing wouldn't let me do anything when I got that. But yeah, it was nuts. I um, did too. You did too. And it was time for timer because. Joe was like, you're, you're not going on all, you, you guys are on a schedule here, you're going to do this, you're going to do like a 10 minute review and that's yeah, it. that's right. <laughs> or a 5 minute review and that's it. And time, we had four of them. Yeah, time for timers, that yellow guy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I did, I did Michael Jackson The Experience. What? You did Hot Shots Golf. God, I don't remember then, a Michael Jackson game. Oh yeah, because it was on, it was on everything. <laughs> yeah. And then it came to the Vita. Um, but it was all touchscreen. It didn't work so well because you were covering what you were trying to see, oh. the moves you were trying to see. Yeah. 
Um, so I did hot, you shots, did hot shots, okay. then I did luminous, and then you did asphalt injection. Ass hat injection. <laughs> oh, that game's awful. Yeah. I have that on. Uh, it's on Android. It's free, and then they they. It's kind of one of those free to play models where they want you to buy new cars and everything. But the Vita one was so terrible. It still is. I actually just saw that on my my download list today. Wow. Uh, the countless entertaining tangents. It did not matter if you guys went on for ten or twenty minutes on history, sports, ancient Atari, accessory <laughs> websites, the accuracy of the spectrum being in Madden, etc. <laughs> uh, if they happened on almost. Any other podcast, I would likely it would likely annoy me, but I learned to embrace them on your show. And if the tangent happened to deal with one of my other interests, it was like a double bonus. <laughs> um, anytime you guys reviewed an Uncharted game, it was always a thrill. Uh, it was always a thrill with your review for Uncharted Two standing out the most. Mm. Um, <laughs> Bond the Bondcast that was epic. I love that you guys started off reviewing all the Bond <laughs> films through more. So much classic Bond knowledge to consume. <clears throat> I will still cross my fingers that you guys reunite to finish it off. You know, uh, I, I want to stop on that because I we never did that second part, obviously. And I, I was, didn't. I never thought anybody liked it because, honestly, we just kind of went through the movies and talked about them a little bit. And I thought it was kind of boring for people, <laughs> you know. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Bondcast. I know. Yeah. People bring it up all the effing yeah. time and I don't understand it. Uh, there's a little bit more in here on that. Uh, yeah. By the way, have you seen the Hulu documentary on Lazenby? Lazenby. George Lazenby. With- yes, it's Sorry. fascinating. <laughs> um, with Bond. I think it's called Becoming Bond and definitely yeah. worth checking out. It's crazy because he really let it go to his head. Yeah. And he talks about it now, but I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating documentary. Um, so many uh, MJC. I just hit my mic. I'm sorry. So many MJC, uh, MJC uh, classic memories. Uh, karaoke, VGE, VGE, VO, uh, Evo. Sorry, after parties, Brujas Mega Diners. Oh, uh, big old VGE, VO podcasters recording session. Those were always um, fun. Guest hosting on the PS Nation a couple times was epic, and Glenn's unexpected wrestling themed intros for me always got me riled up. <laughs> I recall a game releasing one of those times I was on. Uh, was on the Impact Wrestling game, and when you uh, when you ran it off the release list, uh, I vividly recall blurting out "Game of the Week" to a decent little <laughs> chuckle. Um, also having uh, also having Glenn and Josh guest host on my old podcast was a riot yeah. too. I recall Glenn coming on a few times where we gave thorough breakdowns of 16-bit RPGs, the history of baseball video games, and incredibly thorough retrospective on the PS2 and and uh, appearing on my last episode to give a state of the industry update on pinball video games at that moment. God. I'm uh, I am also much appreciative of Glenn hosting the Heavy Rain spoiler cast we did on his <laughs> servers because I wanted to make sure people got a chance to hear it. Oh, that's yeah. I man, I forgot we did that. So many great podcasting memories with Glenn and listening to Glenn for just over 11 years. Congrats on this fantastic run and for all the countless memories and best of luck to you uh, with your forthcoming retro gaming binge. <laughs> it's gotten bad. That was long. So <laughs> yeah, Dale has a lot to say usually. It's no. all good. So Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I've known Dale since before this existed. He was another team Fremonter and he used to do a really fun podcast. And um, he is, a, he is a, one of those people that always wants to give everything another chance. And, and he's the, the hero for the, for the downtrodden and, 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 you know, he loves his wrestling and, uh, uh, this Punisher game from Zen on PS3. I mean, it was just awful, and he just he wanted to play it. He likes Punisher, and he wanted to play it. And <laughs> we we trudged through it, and he finally admitted that it was a bad game. 
that was that was a huge win for me to get that. But yeah, whenever I would have him on the podcast, I would always play like something like this if it works. Yeah. Best, there you go. Best intro ever. Yep. So, I only got a couple more, and then we'll. Yeah. All right. But also uh, with Dale at MGC, he would always like bring a, an N64 and set up the the wrestling games. You know, like uh, WCW, I think was one of them, and No Mercy, no WrestleMania. Mercy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would always have like little tournaments. That's when we we had a VG Evo room, <clears throat> and we had tables for every podcast, and we'd set up mm-hmm. systems on. I think it was when Mark was still with the podcast, not Josh, but I got a War three on the no, PS. I was, oh my god, that guy! Because I, I was there and I watched all that, and I kept trying to get the guy to get off of there. Yeah, this dude sat on that PS three literally all day on Saturday at MGC and played God of War three all all day day. <laughs> and he didn't give a shit. He didn't care if somebody else wanted to play something. He was there, and he was going to play God of War. And Jeez. that was it. <laughs> I was just waiting for my PS3 to die. Yeah. Oh. There's an, um, I think I'm saying this. Uh, Barzanak? Yeah. Um, Met him at times I, The times I hit up MGC, I always saw... Uh, MGC. I always saw Glenn busy oh, at work with his crew, smile on his face and going through what everyone picked up. All right, he's Watching lying. Gl- I'm never smiling. <laughs> Watching Glenn and Josh in the past few years of Extra Life was always fun seeing how huge energy slowly becomes 1% by the end of it all. <laughs> um, have to hand it to the crew, though. Uh, always outlasted me. Just a guy who really knows his stuff. And I added PS Nation years ago to my Amazon to give them my support. Yay! Thank you. Keep doing it. PS Nation it. has been a staple for years, even if I haven't been the most involved in the community. Glenn's reviews of hardware have also been a big help. So as a, so as a long-time listener, thank you, sir. Um, he also adds, last year he greeted me with a smile and asked about the baseball game. I did not even think he knew who I was, and I kind of uh, freaked for no good reason. I am not always the most outgoing of guys, and I react acted poorly yeah i don't remember that brambler uh wrote i remember the first time i got to play online with him his list was always full on the ps3 so i could never get in a game one day on the vgevo shout box he asked if if anyone wanted to play resistance 2 co-op i said yes and got to play jeff rubenstein was in the group too i thought i was rolling with celebrities at this point i think we played about eight straight hours it was awesome we did also playing rocket rocket league was great and getting to meet him at the first psx in vegas was cool too Thanks for everything, Glenn. That Resistance 2 session was insane because that was Rubenstein's idea. And I hadn't I don't think I had played multiplayer in that game yet. And I was a little worried because it was kind of MMO-ish. And Rubenstein's like, oh come on, let's play, let's play. I'm like, all right, I'll get a couple people. And I got Brambler, and then Rubenstein had somebody else on I think we had eight people total. We did. We played the shit out of that game that day. And we started realizing that it was kind of like where, where I say MMO, it was it was like you were going on these little stupid quests, and there were different quests, quote unquote, but you were going to the same exact place and doing the same exact thing every time. And I started getting a little tired of it. <laughs> Shit, yeah, wow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. That's funny. That's before Jeff went off to Microsoft. Thanks everyone for sending those in. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So. Yeah, we didn't get him to cry though. So. Nah, <laughs> too jaded. He'll cry when he has to edit this five-hour podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh fuck! Yeah, we are at five hours almost. Well, yep. with the break. All right. Well, uh, I'll just end this. Thanks everybody for for 
hanging out for this many years and thanks for putting up with me i'm not going anywhere though i'll be around i'll be on twitter i'll be on the forums i'll be streaming yes i'm getting into a retro gaming kick but that doesn't mean i'm not going to play the modern stuff as well uh, i'm still going to be playing on a grand turismo so if you want to play online let me know uh still want to finish the horizon zero dawn dlc i've got a lot of stuff in my backlog so i uh I'll probably stream a lot of that. Uh, so, good luck, boys. Good luck uh, keeping the tradition alive. And who knows, maybe I'll pop in every now and then when I feel I like was I'll say, I probably hear you once every six or seven months. <laughs> six or seven months? <laughs> once every six or seven months, if I had to guess. Eh, we'll so. see. I have no idea. I mean, it's funny. Nobody thinks I can just stop. And I'm pretty damn sure I'll be all right with it. Cause, uh, I think you'll get the itch every once in a while. I still think you'll read like uh, MLB The Show review and be like, all right, I need to get on. Well, and, and it's a possibility. Um, I don't know. Like Mark and I have been playing with that idea of doing something every now and then, but it, for retro stuff. <clears throat> but <laughs> We'll start fighting over a game, and he's just going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... <clears throat> I, I've just been in this real real big kick lately, but now I'm, it's getting bad because now I'm like, well... Because I, I don't think I'm going to be in this apartment very long. I'm not, I haven't been planning on it, but I've had such a hard time getting the house for, up on the market that now I'm like, well, maybe I should get some more bookshelves so I can start putting some stuff up. Because I keep a lot of stuff in boxes, so I'm ready to move, you know? And now I want all my games out. and I'm hard, I, it, Like, the other day, I, was, I know that I have more 32X games in a box somewhere. I just had them in my hand the other day. And I had the 32X hooked up for some stupid fucking reason. And um, I couldn't find them. Could not find them. And it's not like I have a lot of places to put stuff. So now I'm just freaking out and I'm, I'm OCDing about it. But, uh, you know, I want to get the Atari Jaguar hooked up. I got an RGB cable for that, so I'm probably going to start messing with that on Friday. And um, <clears throat> I want to get the GameCube hooked up on, on this processor and, and get that going. And I found all my GameCube games this morning. So I'm really happy about that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. The one I'm, I'm figuring out so far is the N64 because I was never that big of a fan of the system. But uh, there was a Kickstarter for a, a more modern controller for the 64. Uh, so it's more like a PlayStation controller now and not that stupid tri-wing bullshit. Um, and it, I guess they're going to start shipping in two weeks. So now I'm like, well, now do I get the 64 out? Do I get that going? Because it just doesn't work with RGB. They have to get it modded, or there's an HDMI adapter that you can buy that apparently is pretty good. So I don't know yet. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I want to shoot video, but I got all these boxes in the office. It just looks like crap. So, but I'm getting so like psyched on the Neo Geo. Like I've just been playing the shit out of that thing. So anyway, um, yeah. So, I don't know what else to say. Thanks, everybody. Thanks uh, to the Team Fremont guys for having the community at the time uh, where I met J-Rod, Jared. (laughs) Thanks to Jared for having the idea for starting this all up. Thanks to my buddy Andrew Yoon for bringing us over to Joystick uh, and and Jem and everybody over there for hanging out with us. Uh, Thanks to Joel and Josh for taking the mantle from Mark when Mark left. Thanks to Mark for Thanks to Mark for leaving. Yeah, <laughs> for sodding <laughs> off. No, thanks to Mark for, for coming on and, and uh, really helping build this up with Joystick and everything else and for being such a good friend. I mean, Mark has become one of my best friends. Um, 
you know, and, and I'm really glad we got Joel back on, and and you know, hopefully I'll Pissed be able to. That I missed that. Yeah, well, fucking Skype. You can have mom without me. I know. We will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, thanks to Dale and and thanks to this community. I can't name everybody, obviously, but uh, thanks to Sam for being such a great friend and for helping out with like little clips all the time and, and sending shit that I can never use in a million years. Um, <laughs> thanks to Terry and Ken for having VG Evo and, and allowing us to yeah. get that podcast network going. And it was a great run for a while. I wish it was still a thing, but you know, time passes and people <clears throat> want to do other things like me. Um, but VG Evo, I mean, that was, that was a magical time. And luckily, we're all still friends, and and luckily, we still all want to do stuff at MGC and other other times. Um, thanks to Dan Lucen for being such a great partner for MGC all these years, and and for doing stuff for us and helping us out. Um, thanks to Sony, holy shit, and all the publishers that have been so awesome to us. I mean, we're we're nothing. We're not we're not IGN. We're not Gamespot. We're not Game Informer. We're a bunch of morons sitting around talking into microphones that we paid too much money for. This headset I'm using tonight way too expensive, but I wanted a headset like this so I could look like a sportscaster, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Sony, luckily, you know, Jeff Rubenstein helped us get our foot in the door, and the joystick thing helped a lot. So I can't convey how much that helped us and how lucky we were to, to be in that position. Um, but how great, like Sony and Ubisoft and um, uh, Deep Silver and Zen. I mean, cripes, we were almost the unofficial podcast for Zen for a few years. Um, and all the indies we've always been at, <clears throat> hanging out with and talking to, and uh, the Young Horses guys. Uh, just, man, so much shit we've done in the last 10 years. All the E3s, all the PSXs. Oh my God. The GDCs, uh, the folks at San Diego Studio, Ramon, for taking such great care of us. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be weird. But I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't know what else to say, so I'm just going to say goodbye. Get out there, play some games, have a great one. Say whatever you want, boys. Nothing that's... It's great. I'm going to miss you. Hopefully we'll have you on soon. So thanks for everything. Now. Yeah, we might let him on again. Maybe. <laughs> I'll just stop paying the bills. <laughs> and then nobody's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But, you know, thanks for being willing to let us continue. Well, thanks the- to you guys for doing all the work you guys do. And not just you three, but the whole staff. You know, Chaz, Ray... Matt, I'm going to forget somebody's name and I'm going to be in trouble. John and uh, Raj when he was around. Man, Raj really did some cool stuff with us and I'm glad he's at where he's at. Uh, You know, Chaz, um, Andy, Wyatt. Thanks, Wyatt, for stepping up with Andy. Uh, Palmer, Emra, the man-child. Emra. (laughs) 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 If there's one person in the world that can make me smile, it's always Emra. I fucking love hanging out with that guy. I wish he lived closer because you'll time never I, look I, at milk yeah. the same again. <laughs> you know every what's really time funny? I think about him. I think about the mic windup that he does. Oh god! Well, it, it's hilarious because I've never seen 
one percent milk with the with the yellow cap on it. I'd never noticed it before, and he just went on such a tirade about it. I come home and I'm like, "Holy shit, we do have that kind of milk!" I seriously had never seen it before. <laughs> so weird. Uh, Ray, you know, he's been around so long. Uh, Sean, that first MJC fuck. I don't know, fuck that guy. But thanks to everybody. Seriously, it's it's been a fun run. But I want my nights back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to know what to do with all this free time. I say that, but that's bullshit. Unfortunately, my job is just keeping me so busy that it's not even worth getting out of my... I'm, I sit in my office 16 hours a day right now. So... Yeah. And if I forgot you, yeah, I'm sorry. There's way too many people to thank. So... No little piffy ending from Josh? Uh, it's not the end. Bye. <laughs> Wait, you're saying PS Nation's not going away? Well, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> my 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 Twitter and my my all these messages to me say otherwise, yeah. but uh, not that I'm aware. Of. <laughs> Here's how we can guarantee it won't happen: keep using our affiliate links. Because if we can afford yeah. the server every month, that will Please. make sure that we don't go away. And I will still be around. Yeah. All right, we're ending this. Bye. Don't. Bye-bye. Don't. Bye-bye. I'm out of here. We're not don't. ending, but we're ending this podcast for tonight. <laughs> not t- permanently, just for tonight. Tweet it. He said we're ending it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just play this. God, don't confuse people. Oh, wait. He's leaving. Shit. It'll be 561. <laughs> what? Everything will just be 560 point something from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Here, we'll, we'll play No, that. next episode is episode one. We'll, we'll, we'll use this to play us out. Hold on. My buddy Hilden. Can't believe I still have this. Oh, this makes me smile every time. So that's a reference to Jared, by the way, because <laughs> he was pizza delivery kid. <laughs> oh, fucking Hilden! Right. Spending his weekends on his own. Get your arms cold and empty. Just love the poor boy's soul. Looking for something gentle that he can hold. (laughs) He's looking for some total time. (laughs) Call up pretty mama, cause she'll know just what you mean when you say total time. Oh, God. Oh, total time. I'm about to explain this now, Jordan. He's 
It's a, it's a full song. Yeah, it's almost done. I have to explain this story now. I guess we're not done yet. It's a short story, but it's funny. So I'll really quick and then we'll leave. Uh, Team Fremont guys <clears throat> who call themselves, I think, Robot Panic or something else now, but they used to do an award show every year called the Daryls, which was named after their uh, landlord at, at college or something. And one year they did it in Madison. They actually got this little like uh, activities room that they rented, <clears throat> and we all like brought our consoles. So I brought like a PS3 and. Dan Lucen brought a, I think he brought a Neo Geo, and like we all got together and we played games all the time, and they actually did like this little award ceremony up in front and everything. And Jared like started, it was toward the end of when Jared was almost gone from the show, and I wasn't really getting along with him very well, and I really didn't want to even, I didn't want him to come out because I thought that was crazy. So he flies up from uh, Portland. But he starts talking about, like, oh, well, it'd be really cool if I had somebody to share a room with. I'm like, yeah, that's that's nice. I just didn't want to share a room with him because Rock was coming anyway. So Rock and I split the room. And he kept, like, hinting at it. And finally I'm like, well, you know, before I told him that I was already sharing a room, I was like, well, you know, every now and then someone goes away for a weekend and you need a little Torgo time. <laughs> just as a joke. And it just blew up. And the, I can't remember the whole cookie story. But there was something where he was going to, like, he was bragging about how he could make some, I think, oatmeal cookies or something. And he was going to make those, and he never brought them. And one day, Hilden sends me this file. And I didn't know he was making this song or anything, and it just blew up. And it's still one of my favorite things of all time. So there's one of the reasons I miss Hilden so much, because he would do shit like that. So. (laughs) God, that's hilarious. All right, I'm out of here. I'm stopping. No. Bye-bye. No. I, uh, I got to uh, roast William Shatner on Comedy Central a few months ago, which um, I appreciate that, but I'm about to tell you a story that you will not applaud for because it's pathetic. It's fucking pathetic. Um, it was very surreal for me to get to roast 
William Shatner, and this is why. Uh, I went to a um, I went to a very liberal arts college, and it was one of those colleges that was all about we produce well-rounded adults. Our English majors take science classes. Our science majors take English classes. We produce real human beings. So um, I was an English major. And I had to take a science class. So, and by the way, my knowledge of science to this day goes no further than uh, salt is salty. There, that's it. That's it. That's all I know. So, um, they had a class at my college, and I'm not making this up. It was called Physics for Poets. <laughs> Hey there, theater fags and English queers. Put on some pantaloons and a scarf and take a bracing shot of absinthe and skip on down through a field of gillyflowers to the physics department where we'll teach you about the music of the spheres without using any scary numbers. And you can ask questions like, is the red planet Mercury like the crimson eye of Cerebus? Whatever, D'Artagnan. Sit the fuck down. Let's just get you through this, okay? Fine. Great. That works for you. And the class was taught by the head of the physics department. Clearly doing a favor for the college. He's like, just get these guys through this. Please do us a favor. And his hatred for us, oh my God. You could have drizzled that over pancakes. So thick and rich. His pure hatred for us and contempt. So... For the final exam, I've never figured this out, but for the final exam, I guess he decided um, I'll try to reach out to these wood nymphs and not be so mean. So he wrote, he gave us for the final five word problems on the board, and he really prosed them up and sprinkled some English lit dust on them or something. Tried to make them user-friendly. And one of the questions was, Captain Kirk is sitting on the bridge of the USS Enterprise. He tells Chekhov to fire the phasers. If the phasers leave the phaser banks going this fast and the Romulan ship is coming this fast, it was basically, it was a distance and velocity problem in space. So here's how my friend tells it, because he and I are sitting in the very, very back of this auditorium. He says, um, suddenly in the middle of the exam, you just stood up, walked all the way down to the front of the auditorium, to the professor's desk, and now you're right next to him, and you're saying something very specific and very angry, and no one can hear what you're saying to him. And then you walked away, and the professor's head just dropped, and he stood up, and he said, um, uh, I've just been informed that Sulu fires the phasers on the USS Enterprise. Uh, if this made the question impossible to solve, I will uh, change the name of the crew member, give your blue books to my TA. I'm going to go home, sit in a hot bath, and open a couple of veins. Fuck all of you. I, I don't want to live in this planet with you anymore. 